Welcome to today's edition of the Skyline Podcast. Today, D. Rich, Trent, and I are going to bring you the 2013 season preview. Boys, this is our 14th season of Sky. Are you guys ready to talk about the Skyline for another two and a half hours? Very excited. Two and a half. Double down, baby. Five and a half. I don't care. Let's go. I'm ready. Rock and roll. So we are going to go team by team. We're going to go division by division. We are going to touch on every single team in Sky. We are going to start in the East, in the Atlantic. First up, let's talk about these Atlanta Braves. Shit, I'm first out of the gate. All right. The uh, uh, the preseason predictions were um, pretty big fans. Yep. 96 right. wins. I thought they they could have been more optimistic. Only 96, only first place. Disappointing. We should be better. We're we're the Atlanta Braves, man. That's underwhelming. Hunter wins, baby. Three digits. Let's rock. So the uh, the rotation, it, it starts with Eddie Hill, and then it's a couple question marks. You've got Neil Mitchell, who was acquired via trade, Luis Espinosa, free agent signings, Joe Zuniga, Acquired from Minnesota, but nothing really concrete. Neil Mitchell has been on and off in his entire career. Luis Espinosa has been on and off in his entire career. Uh, you've got the unknown Matt Leffler, an OSA darling who has movement out the wazoo, but is has question marks with control. So what's the plan here with the rotation? Yeah, Man. Who, start, who starts game two after Eddie Hill starts the opener? Shit. I uh, First of all, I didn't want to be first out of the gate. Um, I, to everyone listening, I sat down about 15 seconds ago, so this is like a man. I feel like I'm getting electroshocked. But yeah, Eddie Hill obviously starts game one. He's an ace. But granted, I, it feels weird. Like, can I have the confidence that I normally have on these podcasts, considering we won 86 games and missed the playoffs last year? I don't think so. We're usually a 91 team, and we usually make the playoffs, so I can be a cocky prick here, but. We don't have anything to show for it, so I have to be tentative. Um, but in, histor- in history, historically, the Atlanta Braves have never – we've never sported like a really strong lights-out rotation. So our lineup feels good. Our bullpen feels good. The rotation's questionable. Like All's right in the world. But I'm happy with the way the offseason went for us. I'm happy with the way our rotation looks. Matt Leffler is a guy you mentioned in particular who – is a question mark, um, a guy I wasn't sure I was going to start opening day with, but he had a phenomenal spring training, uh, at least by my standards. He, you know, he had an ERA under four. I think he absolutely deserves a spot in the major league. So I'm going to roll with Leffler and then kind of the hodgepodge of guys we acquired in the offseason. I'm really happy with Luis Espinoza is a guy that, um, I think it's been overlooked for a bit. It's kind of underwhelming, but he got a bump up to 55 potential after we signed him. 55 overall and 55 potential. And I think that makes us all kind of rethink the way we look at this guy. Trent's a former owner of him. 80 stamina, lefty, all the pitches, pretty balanced. Nothing it, sexy, but 55 overall, that's, that's good, right, Trent? You outbid me by uh, $2.5 million for uh, Luis Espinosa. I was in at 5 mil. It was late. It was late, late in free agency. D. Rich snuck in. What's interesting to me about Espinosa, and of course I love this, 
is that when you go to OSA, he shows up as neutral normal. When I go to my scout, it goes to ground ball pitcher, ground baller. Yeah, and I'm the same that's, way. That's sexy to me. And like you say, got a little bit of a bump, up to 55 overall. I like movement guys. Now, a lot of that's the park I play in. Not as big a deal in Atlanta. But, but I like guys like this. I really do. Ground ballers, high stamina. Never going to impress you, but I think Espinosa pitches real, real well for Atlanta this year. Yeah, I think this is the highlight of my offseason. Um, personally, this is one of the Atlanta secrets, but a lefty who doesn't suck and has high stamina is one of the most valuable pieces you can get, at least in terms of the value they you know, they uh, take to acquire. Espinosa was not expensive, but 80 stamina, a guy you can pitch against both sides of the plate and give me a lot of innings. I'm really happy with this. Then the combination of Leffler, Espinosa, I got Zuniga from Minnesota, Neil Mitchell, another lefty with high stamina from California. I'm not very worried about my rotation. I think um, all, all things considered, I'm very happy with this offseason. It was a unique offseason for me considering I usually do nothing. Um, I've never signed more than one or two guys in the offseason, and I signed three relievers, got two starters. It's a, The pitching staff's really reshaped, and I'm, <laughs> I'm super optimistic going forward. Uh, I, I'm a little more worried about the pitching than you are because I don't love Neil Mitchell. Uh, I don't love what are your with What are your problems with Neil Mitchell? Uh, well... My scout shows him as low movement, and that's not as big a deal in Atlanta. 45? Yep. That's playable. Um, my scout doesn't like the – my scout has overall potential of 45-45, which is, down, which is down from OSA's 55-55. So that I don't like. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just gushed about the Espinosa signing. I don't like Mitchell as much. So, you know, yeah. that's a trade-off. So when um, I traded for Mitchell, um, Mitchell, who is a 70 stamina OSA guy, left-handed, yep. 65 stamina OSA guy. I, when I talked to Jake, when I stole Jake, when I, I stole Neil, Neil Mitchell from Jake. So congratulations to the whole world for ripping off Jake the Snake. But it happened. I got a bargain. Um, Neil Mitchell is one of two guys in the entire league with – 65 control, 70 stamina. Who's left-handed? And you know who the other one is? It's an angel. It's Tom Mandler, which is incredible. Like, you know what? Neil Mitchell's not going to have difficulties, I don't think, going long outings. And having a guy who can go five or six innings every night is really important. And being left-handed, having control, that's all you need to do that. You don't need the movement, especially in SunTrust. You don't need the stand. You don't need the stuff, especially when you're left-handed. Um, I'm not expecting a world beater here, but I think he'll be good. I think he'll be solid. I think him and Espinosa combined can just be guys who eat innings, get games in a close situation for my bullpen to take over. And the bullpen's kind of the strength, one of the strengths of the team. Zaniga's yeah. an interesting pickup, but. I don't know. I understand the, the rotation is underwhelming. Hill, Espinosa, Mitchell, Leffler. I think it's pretty solid through four. And Zuniga, a guy I got from Minnesota, I think can bring in the rear. So I'm satisfied all in all with the rotation. It's deep. 
it's deep, just kind of underwhelming at the top. But we have a historically strong offense who should be as dominant as ever. And the bullpen, I added four bullpen pieces, Vandermeer, De Los Santos, Yates. Those guys should should step in with Clegg and Freilich and produce a pretty dominant pen for me. Right back Tony Leas as well. Yeah, another guy who I thought I think got overlooked because um, he was a starter for most of the year in St. Louis. Um, he was a reliever in Atlanta, was dominant, signed as a starter in St. Louis, and it makes his his numbers and his ratings look not as good. But a left-handed guy, 65 control, that's a good recipe. And um, if people aren't signing these guys, that I think that's a mistake. I think they'll do well. I do like the bullpen. I. I like the offense. I, 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 one thing I thought about was health. I mean, does McCullough stay healthy? What does Cavelli do? Does Boren stay John healthy? John Boren. John Boren's out four weeks with a concussion right now. What does he do? What happens to Clegg? You know, does the guys like Galdemez and Boval and Keith Heimer take a step, right? Even Lanzillo, all of these clowns. Um, Joel Coase, who I think was uh, last year's uh, – uh, trade deadline pickup wasn't it he was uh, and he was maybe the most the most disappointing motherfucker right. in the entire league he sucked yep. for atlanta but yep you so, know i you, mean it's an interesting team it looks different i mean obviously right field and center field they're a few better because they have silky and manriquez so that's a nice that's a nice middle of the lineup so i like the offense a lot i mean i think if this team stays healthy they score runs yeah, um, the, you're right. The health is a, is an issue, a bit, um, particularly at center. Or excuse me, particularly at shortstop and third base. Um, I kind of blew it. I missed out on Robbins. I missed out on Borman. Both guys declined deals that were more lucrative, but they don't like Atlanta for some reason. So go fuck yourself, Chris Robbins. Go fuck yourself, Rusty Borman. I'm a little bitter about that, but. I'm happy all in all. I don't think I'm going to have very many health issues. We, Our biggest weakness was catcher. We brought in Tring and Shoot, who uh, for $12 million someone we've talked, Someone we had talked about previously on the podcast. It was a couple of years ago, but we— Do you remember uh, what we, I said about him? He was. Uh, you said he was going to fall off. I thought he was going to get a lot of money. He ended up not getting a lot of money. I, I can remember myself saying, any moron who pays this guy $10 million a year— can go fuck themselves. And, and I hear you I turn am. around and pay him twelve. I'm paying him twelve million. I know. I feel like a douchebag, but fuck. I don't know. He's pretty underwhelming, good behind the plate, but he's That's been what consistent I like. at I, the plate. I like the defense. You know, I yeah, don't think, I do too. I don't think he's gonna I, hit. This is gonna be this like is gonna be a team not just a catcher, but a team that's gonna be a lead on defense. Galdem is at third base, Boval at shortstop. Uh, some form of Heimer and Lanzillo at second base, Covelli at first. This is a team that's gonna it's gonna have a solid defense behind uh, an iffy pitching staff. I think I think you're using iffy. Uh, I'm, I take offense to that. I, th- I don't think it's iffy, man. I think we're just pretty solid. We're pretty well rounded. I think our pitching's good enough to get it done. Um, Definite question marks. I don't know. Fuck. I th- I I think this team's solid. Um. It could be underwhelming, like the pitching staff's not doesn't OSA has it ranked 16th. It's not like a super scary staff, but what's unique about the Atlanta Braves staff is that we're five deep this time. Usually we have one or two guys who are good and a whole bunch of fucking shitters. 
just pooping out 5.2 ERAs. And, like, I've been okay punching the regular season in the past, and now it's a little more regular season focused, a little more less playoff focused. So deeper, I, less strong at the top. I think this team is pretty good. Please don't get me wrong. I think this team is pretty good. I think there might be some six, five, eight, seven games in Atlanta this year. Man. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna need to outscore some teams. Could I be. really, Could I I really like the bullpen. Really like that. So we'll see. Let's move on to what may be one of the worst teams in baseball this year, the Baltimore Orioles. The rebuild continues for the Orioles. They have some solid pieces, though. They they uh, went out and just signed um, Juan Moreno this past sim. So he's going to be a one-year deal, $16 million, a very interesting trade piece of the deadline. Went out and signed Juan Miramontes, uh, one of the better relievers in baseball. They've got Tom Nation coming up who is a left-handed 80-stamina, 80-hold-runners guy, um, not dealing with a lot of injuries. So he looks like a, a pitcher of the future. They've got Matthew Grace, Will Payton. So there are a lot of young guys here. Um, so what are we expecting this year from Baltimore? Is there Would this season be considered a success if we see progress from the young guys, even if they only win 50 games? Yes, yes. Um, your progress should never be judged by your win total especially when you're as fucking horrible as the Baltimore Orioles are because they're bad still. They're not anywhere close to competing. So you just hope these guys do well. But, man, don't look at the win total. That's that's the last thing you want to do. I mean, this this team has – I think this the, the rebuild is going very well for Baltimore. They have $55 million in committed salary. They can still take on, I think, another 5 or $10 million. They put a whole bunch of money into development and scouting, it looks like. I th- I like what JP is doing here with the rebuild. I do, too. I, it's hard not to like. Um, this is a team with back-to-back 1-1s in the draft. And what I think, at least what I believed uh, in the moment, we'll see how it happens five years down the line, but I thought they got two good drafts to have the 1-1 in. Um, Matt Be- Beasley should step up. I would think in September this year, at the latest, maybe he'll get an earlier jump. But I'm pretty excited for his future in the in the MLB, in the M major leagues, the ML skyline. And then John Jones, this guy they just drafted, who I wasn't thrilled with the pick, but super talented young guy to add to the force. Um, I think Baltimore could become a force three years from now. Just in the meantime, you just hope that the Ricky Rodriguez's, the Colin Forners, the Tom Nations, they just develop into what you hope they think they'll be. I very much agree that this is a good rebuild. Really like a lot of the pieces here. I like this catcher, Krepow. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, I like some of these pieces. I've always been a Ricky Rodriguez liker. Um, uh, he's been shit, so we have to see what's going on. He, I like by the... the way, is the OSA number six third baseman as of now. Yeah, and he's a dick sucker. This guy's been awful for his whole life. So, Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but I sort of like what JP's doing. This team looks a little better to me than it did last year. I mean, I think they're going to win a few more games. Now, I agree. I'm not sure that it should be about the win total. But I think I'll, I might pick this team to rise out of the Atlantic cellar. We'll see. Really? We'll see. All right, this is a team that has not eclipsed 44 games in the last two years. So take yep. that for what it is. Right. Because this is, I mean, 44 is like, 
Yeah, the on seller. That's, that's bomb that's shelter. Terrible, 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 terrible. Extreme. Right. If like, healthy, I think that Jordan Ramos, their second baseman, will win the batting title in the East. Wow. Jordan Ramos. A guy who's not on their major league roster right now, which is why I'm stalling to he's, try and bring him up. He's in his injured list here, so but yeah. he's fully healthy. Win the batting title in the East, yeah, totally seems feasible. Holy shit, an 80, 80 contact guy. Yeah, why not? Why couldn't I mean, have... he's my so give you give you a little insight for Jerry against righties, 80 contact, 80 avoid K, 65 gap against lefties. It's a left-handed batter. 70 contacts, 75 avoid K. Like, those aren't splits that you normally see. This is someone sure. that – he's only 22. He's already got a year in the majors. So this is going to be someone that, if he can stay healthy, I, I don't love the 50 range at second base. Man, it's fun to actually think about Jordan Ramos and think about how bad Dan Vegas – I believe it was Dan Vegas in 2010. It was. He had a former Vegas spec. Like, what the fuck were you that doing, was an Dan awful Vegas? Trip. You gave up Propos? Frappau and Ramos, <laughs> Gators and Hobbs. It was awful. Yeah, yeah all right. Well, we, need to, we need to have now, wait a, a minute. Are, a are we sure that discussion. was? Are we sure that was Dan Vegas? I'm yep, not that sure was, was that was Dan in late 2010. Jesus, Dan okay. Vegas, you Got fucking idiot. Two yeah, that years was, that was out not of a good Gene Gators. You should put that Google. weighted blanket over your neck and just <laughs> choke yourself. Crapo, Crapau, Crapu. Right. Can we get Sly in here to do some French pronunciation? I don't know the pronunciation, but I think we need to figure it out. Crepeau? This is a guy from Blacksburg, from Blacksburg, yeah. Virginia. If he, he's uh. from Blacksburg, not you know, Montreal. Crepeau, Crepeau, and Ramos for Gators is wild to me. Like and what a, a reliever. Fuck up. Yeah, that's awful. What a fuck. That's a that's a fuck up because that's awful. I have uh, as a guy who's been in the catcher market for a while. Crapeau has – he might be the best next catcher in in Sky. Oh, I think um, he is. Yep. Right. He We're, looks like someone that, that is going to be a, a competent hitter at the plate, has 75 ability and a decent yep. arm. Yep. Yeah. We're just What's such a like? catcher shallow league that yep. we have retards paying, shoot, $12 million. Right. And there's guys at Crapeau sitting up yep. for Gene Gators. It's amazing. I think, uh, I think Brandon made a good point in Slack relatively recently about how really good catching prospects are like 55s, right? Like this is a guy who I, my scout has a 65, Woo! right? Like, so That's hot. my scout really likes him. So, I mean, that's right. probably enough about the Orioles, but I wouldn't be surprised this team wins, you know, 55 games. That's a 10 win increase. I mean, yeah. uh, preseason predictions season. had him tabbed at 56. I would not be surprised if this team cracks a 60 win total. Yep. I yes. think there's a lot of talent on this team. I do too. I All think right, so this team, think this team can play well. Here's one thing I want to see. I want to see. Um, it looks like it's happening. I want to see Colin Forner play center field all year. Mm-hmm. He was um, in the rookie of the year voting. Played right field. Damn near set our best zone rating record for right fielders. The Plus dude belongs in center. Twenty-nine point four. Yeah, and if he plays at center, he's going to be way more valuable. Looks like that's going to happen based on preseason. Yep. So uh, I want to see that go through. And then I wanted to ask you guys about Tom Nation. Do you see him being a an all-star, just a, a solid number two or three pitcher? What do you guys so see in Tom Nation? Jerry, Jerry sees 70 potential, extreme ground ball. Um, in that 2010 draft, he was one of the he was one of my favorite pitching specs. He's a weird um, spec too. 
I, I mean, it, it helps. The, yeah, I mean, he's from St. Louis, so I'm obviously a little biased there. University um, City, St. Louis. University City, Missouri went to St. Went to SLU. Do you guys uh, have universities there? I don't even know. Yeah, St. Louis University. Nice, Is that nice a school? Little, yeah, nice little Jesuit school in downtown. Yeah, it sounds like a bad school. If uh, I've it's never not, heard of it. Um, he had a cup of coffee last year, 4.55 ERA in eight games. The strikeouts weren't there, but. This is someone that I, I could definitely see him anchoring a rotation. I, I really? think he, he comes out. Of, I think he comes out of that Troy Pelton, uh, that Troy Pelton cloth. I think if you look on the right side of the profile page, like just this is just me. I'm drooling because I see left-handed, 80 stamina, extreme oh. ground ball, right? Like that is just juicy. I love. I mean, 70 potential, right? He's left-handed. I got a pillow on my crotch thinking about that. And then, and then you go over to the left side, and you see the ratings, and they just don't seem to jump out. Thank like, you. That's what I want to hear because it's underwhelming. Where's, right? where's the 60, 60, 55? Like, Who the really? fuck are you striking out? Right? It doesn't make any sense. You struck even out four the and pitches, a half batters last even year. Even the pitches, I think, are a little over underwhelming. Like, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I think this guy's all hype. I think that I, I something needs to change. We talk about this all the time. I'll talk about it again, and then I want to be done with the Orioles. So but, here are so there are six lefties that's that uh, OSA has with 60 stuff, 60 movement, 55 control potential. Willie Thiel, Julian Guerrero, Brett Viani, Jim Gregory, a uh, uh, really good. I know um, he's on the Cardinals. We know. Speck in St. Louis, and then Tom Nation. Yeah. I, Those um, five, and that is a very good group of baseball players. I don't, see, I don't think that is that great of a group. Um, I think that group's weird because we just don't – I get where you're coming from. We don't have many lefties in this mold, certainly with 80 stamina. We don't. But Tom Nation's 24 years old, isn't striking out anybody, doesn't show any signs of striking out anybody anytime soon. He seems like a guy who needs a lot of development. For 24, and I don't know if it's going to happen. I think he's, he's not going to be a Jeff Craig. I think he's a year away, and I guess I would like to see something needs to change because what's on the left does not add up to a 70 potential on the right. It just doesn't. Nope. And so either that's going to drop or something needs to change. I mean, this is not Mike Armour. I mean, I'm sorry, it's just not. I mean, this is not that sort of pitcher. And so yeah. I agree with D. Rich a little bit. I don't like the personality. It's just – it's a weird little speck. I mean – but yeah, I mean, boy, oh, boy. Left-handed ground ball, 80 stamina. Extreme ground ball, 80 stamina. Oh, my God. Sign me yeah. up. Yeah, wet I mean, that, that part is juicy. I mean, now, so – So I want to throw this out there real quick before we move on is um, to all the GMs out there listening. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder how many are listening to us ramble, but to those who are listening – Tom Nation was an older draft spec, pretty underwhelming ratings, super high potential, and a super high demand. And he fell all the way to 33, and he's making us all kind of look fucking dumb because the guy probably should have gone top five based on these ratings. So he kind of feels like an experiment to me because I remember passing on Tom Nation thinking like, man, I hope this guy's here in the second round. Otherwise, I'm going to feel dumb. We'll see, because there's just so much going for him and so much going against him. It's hard to say. I'm I'm really curious to see how he works out because he's kind of a draft control group in his own right. 
he's a weird little speck. I don't know what to do with him. So, in any event, enough about the Orioles. I think they're good. JP's uh, JP's uh, rebuilds has been very well done. I mean, this is a rebuild that started with uh, a team uh, team payroll that was larger than the budget, and he's rebuilt that team. Very, very good job there uh, from Baltimore. Hopefully it pays off. Let's move on to Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Reds, where the rebuild continues. They were in playoff contention till late last year, topped out at 79 wins, the same total as 2010. They still have not cracked the 80-win mark since 2002. Was right. was the offseason a little quiet for a Cincinnati Reds offseason? <laughs> I think was. it was it was too quiet. It was, it it was, was really quiet. quiet. They had was, a couple they had a couple the additions late was here. Deafening. Yeah. They added Rusty Borman and Braden Swordlove late here. Alright. Um, but outside of that, not much. Let me throw a fuck you to Cincinnati for Rusty Borman. Um offered him four mil, offered him seven mil. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't like Atlanta. I'm also going to offer a fuck you to Cincinnati for taking Corey Devaney, the guy I wanted in the first round, but he took him 15th overall. Um, now that that's out of my system, I think we should just skip the Reds, considering we spent a collective like four hours on them the last pod. I don't think there's much to say that we haven't said already. So they're, the they, they added seven guys this offseason. Four of those players had negative war last year. Yikes. So were you surprised? Um, so here's the thing. I don't know if he signed a first baseman yet. Um, so I may be off base with this, but since Amati was in the running for Ernesto Jimenez for a long time, they kept bidding on him. The Dodgers obviously weren't going to get him up. And, of course, the Dodgers signed the career Dodger, Ernesto Jimenez, and the Reds were kind of left sitting there. And they never signed Tim Fleming. Which is, I thought was weird that they didn't bring that guy back considering he was asked for for so long. Or he was, I mean, th- this he was offense. He's still there. I mean, they could. Yeah. This yeah, offense I'm surprised is. That hasn't happened yet. That this he, offense he chose is, someone else. Luis Ramiro's. It's Luis Mario, Dan Luciani, and then shit. This yeah, team, and are those guys even good? Like, this, guy, this team, with the exception of perhaps the back end of the bullpen with Wallace and Scott looks really fucking bad. Yeah, like, this team looks sucks. really bad. Cincinnati, ex- you suck. Really bad. It's extremely, extremely top heavy, and that's not it's good when you've got really bad. two top guys are very injury prone. All right, all right. I'm really gonna set bad. an arbitrary over under on Juan Gomez for you. What's his ERA? Is it above four and a half? Is it below four and a half? I'll take the under. Because we've talked about this guy a lot. I'll about take how he's going to be he shitty in Cincinnati. 416 last year. Which is at, uh, a little inflated by his first 10 starts that were under two and a half. He was stupid good at the beginning. I don't know. I think I'm tempted to take the over. I'm because, taking over. Because four and a half sort of a good ERA in this guy. I That's, think this is the seventh team in the Atlantic. I think Baltimore is better than the Reds. I no. just said it. No. No. I think Baltimore is better than the Reds. I am oh. going to pick. Baltimore to finish Trent, ahead of the animal. Reds in the Atlantic. Man. And they'll finish third and make the playoffs. Let's oh. move on. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this they, team's not very good. They didn't get any better. They didn't sign anyone really exciting. They lost some guys. There's a lot of questions all over the board. The Emmett Hill, 
a Cincinnati starter led the league in home runs per nine last year with the fewest, only .5. What a fucking miracle that is. That should never happen. That's they added – I mean, they're – Look at Emmett Hill. Now that you mentioned him, 2.1 to half a home run a nine inning. Like, give me a fucking break. This team looked out to get 79 wins. I believe their starting catcher is going to be Sean Hutchins, and he hit, and he has an OSA 30 contact. Yeah, let's um, let's just move on from the Reds immediately because we've talked way too much about them in the past. I'm done. They suck. Whole bunch of question marks. After the Cincinnati Reds, let's move on to the defending Eastern Region champions, the Miami Marlins. It is ah uh, the flying fucktards. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Very yeah. exciting. Um, can we all just say fuck Jay? Um, in general, like on three, maybe, maybe fuck Jay, because I hate Jay so Ready? much. Ready? One, two, three. Fuck, fuck Jay. Jay. Jay's the worst human being in Sky by far. Um, that guy's <laughs> going to hell. Um, he's going to burn for all eternity. <laughs> and I hope he suffers forever. But man, that fucker got lucky last year. They were a fluky team. They Let's lost see what they did. 14 players to free agency. <laughs> Added one via trade. This is the same team from last year. And yeah, they but... lost some key pieces. They lost Kaysan Green, who we'll touch on in a bit. Uh, they lost uh, some key bullpen pieces. Uh, Bob Clough, uh, Savion Gator, Amari Fitton, Andy Wheat. Lost Jeremy Johnson to free agency. Sean McCulley, Tyler Avizu, James Kelly. So this is a team that, for better or for worse, OSA does not like. They have them predicted for the seventh spot. Whitney Linfoot is probably not going to live up to that $13.75 million okay, now, contract. Hold on just a second. I want to talk about this for just a second. We're going to need to talk about Whitney Linfoot. I've never seen anything like this before. I put it on Slack. D. Rich was the first to put a surprise, like, emoji oh, below the comment. Yeah. I'm this man right went now. from a million dollars in his first year of arbitration to $13.75 million in his second year. And, and – I will give you over-unders on Whitney Linfoot. I'm only going to look at two stats, okay? Well, maybe we'll do three. Home runs. I'm going to divide it in half and spot you the change. 22 last year. Half of that's 11. I'll spot you the extra and make the over-under 10. Oh, fuck. 10? Man, I'm taking under. I think this guy's going to suck huge dick the whole way. Jake? Before the, before last year, he had 15 home runs across four four seasons of baseball. Oh, oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, the guy sucks at baseball, Jay. We know. I'll take the over, but not by much. I, All right. I think he I think he finishes with probably 11. We'll yeah, do sucks. stolen bases. Half of 63 is 31 and a half. I'll spot you the one and a half steals and make the over under. under 30. Um, I'll take the over. If if he's playing, if he's playing every day, he's gonna find a way to steal 30 bases. He's gonna no, find a way to steal 40 bases. He won't. he won't get on base. He won't get on base to steal 40 bases. That'll be the last one we do. Yeah. But this team I, um is a fucking mystery. Cause gosh, if you don't know what a fluke Miami or Washington was last year, then you weren't paying attention to this guy because it was unbelievable. It what tells I mean, you wait, enough about. Sorry, sorry, I'm cutting you off, but. What blows me away is that Cruz Garcia is a guy who was really productive for Miami, played 156 games, 
All right. Just ignore me because he was in Kansas City last year. Ignore me. You know, he played he played he played it 156 games in Miami the year before. Yeah. And which and, I remember and, being mad about. I'm and sorry. Jay, and Jay promptly traded him to Kansas City, which was pretty which was a pretty good idea. They could use him back because I don't know what they're doing at second base. Jorge yeah. Cabrera. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I fucked that up and I hate fucking things up, but. I remember I, thinking this team not only overperformed, but overperformed from a health perspective. I hate um, Jorge Carrera. I think he sucks. He's good defensively. That's about it. No, yeah, that guy's that guy sucks at baseball. Yep. I th- this team, I, I think they're gonna pitch, which will probably keep them in some games. Because dude, are they gonna pitch though? Like I the, think the rotation even feels so much worse without Kaysen. And I know Kaysen's a controversial prospect. You but... have a permanent hard on for Kaysen Green, and I All just right. don't get it. So it's just okay. All right, let's take my boner out of our, your mind, Trent. <laughs> I really thought you were about to say Trent, mouth. Trent, I really Trent, thought you were about to say mouth. Trent, you need to take my boner out of your brain. Stop thinking about my. No, you're still doing it. I can see it. My no. penis is in your brain, and you're still thinking about it. Get him out of there, and then you see Sergio Ortega instead, and that is a flaccid penis from me. Because oh, yeah. if that's the replacement, then this team's gonna be garbage. That Here's guy the thing about Ortega. Case. If Ortega is only pitching at home, then what? It doesn't because matter. 30 movement is not playable in any park, including Miami. He, okay, so Sergio Ortega was in New York last year. He was at the Yankees. Gave up nearly three home runs per nine innings. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Former California Miami's Angel, dumb. by the way. Well, look Former at where California. he played the year before. He played in Cincinnati's park. And Cincinnati's dumbass was probably thinking that this was a great fit, but that guy didn't know what his park did. I mean, this guy's never played in the right park, but my, there's no right park for him. Look at that Look at that year with Chicago, with the White Sox, 2010. 14 innings, gave up five home runs <laughs> for nine. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are these idiots doing? This guy does not belong in the major leagues, and he ain't a replacement for Casey Green as much as he gets hate. I, I don't understand how he's still a ground ball pitcher. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Well, he like, gives up got... ground balls mainly, but he also exclusively gives up home runs. There's oh never been a fly ball out in Sergio Ortega's life. I might pick Baltimore ahead of this team. Uh, let's move. <laughs> yeah, I'm this not is, kidding. This is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous, but at the same time, they still have Vega and Armijo. Mind you, two right-handed side armors. Not what you want. They still have Morikawa. They still have Nakayama, but the Keytech Kim, uh, Key, if there's anyone on this team that can replicate what they did last year, it's Keytech Kim. Yeah, I mean, they have pieces in the, in the offensive or side. Or Luis Pineda. And or Luis Pineda. It wouldn't shock me if the bullpen all of a sudden got good. Because if you remember, the bullpen was bad last year. Oh, yeah, that's but, true. They, they are, they'll probably be better this year, just based on the law of like positive regression. And right? someone that they, my, the best player they added, I think, in my opinion, the legend of Davon Tux. <laughs> oh, man. The Tippy mythical Tux. creature. The, the Griffin himself. Would it surprise you if this team finished eighth? Yes. Would it su- would it okay? Would it surprise you if they finished with say sixty five wins? No. Would it, it, su- would, it would surprise me. I think this team's. I, all right, we're being. I think we're being hard on Jay. Um, would as it much surprise as we you if this team him. finished second in the division? Yes. yes, it would. Okay. Which I, is I crazy. Still... I mean that that alone says enough about last year. Last year was a wonky year. Um. <sighs> What are you thinking about Sal Cazada, another guy who they brought in for the rotation? I don't like him either. Yeah, so. he can go fuck himself, right? You want to murder him and his whole family? 
No. And his children? And you, his do. I, I, children? you do. You do, because he and was I, another mid-season. And then we're going to burn his grandparents at the stake <laughs> and cast curses from the <laughs> Book of Witchcraft? You just don't like him because he was another stupid Atlanta Braves, D-Rich, trade deadline <laughs> signing who sucked. And the Braves you know missed the playoffs. That's why you don't this. like him. I know yes. it. Yes, yes, you were correct. You're, you you know that I had, I cannot resist sending a fifth-round pick to anyone who asks me for a trade at the deadline. <laughs> because if there's any possible upgrade, I will give you a fifth-round pick. Uh, last matter. piece. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. I last piece don't. here on this Miami team. Let's enjoy Vavrin Kozak while we can. He's under contract for for only eight million next year. Eight. He's making twenty five this year, under contract for eight million next year. Just, over just, under two hundred ten innings for Kozak this year. Well, I think fuck. He, that's I hard think to he, hit. I think he'll pitch that many innings because he never gets hurt. But but second consecutive scouting velocity drop. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I could see it happening too. It's really depressing because um. I've said it many times in this pod. Kozak's probably my favorite pitcher in the in Sky. I love the man. He's fantastic. So good. Yeah, like it's I, not my fault. He's been working for a douchebag for he's 10 years. really, really, really good. And so I'm glad we talked about him. We talked about him a lot a couple couple seasons ago when we did the maybe it was even last year we did the did the preseason pod. So, but yeah, no enough about Miami. This team, I just don't think this team looks very good. Yeah. So. One thing I, to I, note. I, one last thing to note on this pitching staff. Only three lefties in spring training. A whole bunch of righties and a whole bunch of right-handed side armors. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, th- I mean, they have a lot of weaknesses. Um, they were lucky last year. I know a lot of guys are going to hate to hear it, and they're probably going to think me and Trent are being douchebags and thinking our team's underperformed, but that's the fucking fact of the matter, that Miami was a fluky team. Now, the only thing I want to touch on really quick is... The Luis Armijo trade with Toronto, um, I hope we touch on that at some point, whether it's Toronto or now. But, man, that trade is a fucking mystery. We could spend an hour on it, but uh, maybe Toronto is the best time to, to tackle that. I think we've touched on Miami enough. All right, then let's move on to Philadelphia, another team with a whole bunch of question marks. Oh, yes. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. What? So, um I think I want to preface this with a little conversation uh, Trent and I had, and it stemmed from a discussion that Trent and Kansas City Matt had, who are just about the most polarizing dudes in Sky. Kansas City Matt and, and Trent have their own thoughts. They're stubborn. They're both assholes. I hate them both equally. But they got an argument about whether or not Philadelphia was lucky in 2011 which was the prior year uh, they won 88 games and they ran the table in the playoffs, got to the Sky Championship, and they followed up with 66 wins and uh, were horrible last year. But the fact of the matter was, was 2011 lucky? Was 2012 unlucky? And it was an interesting question to get in because this team clearly underperformed last year. They didn't look like a 68-win team. Both of us, I think all three of us picked them for the playoffs. Some of us even picked them to win the division. And then they underperformed to a degree that none of us thought was possible. And it kind of makes us think that, was this 2012 Phillies team? Was it just the normal 
horrible Phillies that we'd seen for a decade prior, or was it a fluky year? Because when you look at the history of the Phillies, 2011 and 88 wins looks like an outlier like we have not seen before. So this 2013 team has a lot of pressure. It either says that 2012, or it either says that 2011 was a total fluke, they got lucky, or it says that 2012 was a fluke. I I'm very very excited for what this team does. I uh, I will just say with regarding to the you know 110 post string underneath the initial post of KC Matt, that what bothered me is that he was putting the regular season luck in the same category as the postseason luck. And those and are two very, I, very I, different things. I don't think those things equate in the slightest. I don't think I, – I have said repeatedly, I was the first to say, like really, the first to say that the postseason is just luck. You got to get hot. We did not deserve to make the finals in 2011. We ran in to a Pittsburgh team and Jason Hutchinson of all freaking people like hit four home runs in three games and we won the series. And then we ran into a just beleaguered with injuries late in the season injuries, Atlanta team. So there was nothing D rich could do. And like, I think Chevalier and Bill Bray went back to back three times in a six game series with some ridiculousness. Yeah. That's and, right. and, and, and one, and then I don't know what happened in Montreal. But that series was dead. Like I remember watching us losing game four of that series, being down 2-1 two, in the series in my office on like a Wednesday afternoon. And I threw a pencil at my computer screen because we were down like eight to nothing. in the. And I'm like, well, OK, we had a nice run. Good luck, Jangles, in the finals. Right, and well. we came back to win that game and came back to win that. All that shit's luck. All that shit's luck. That is not the same as regular season luck. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not the same. I'm not putting them in the same category, and I refuse to put them there. It's just not. So I totally, totally agree with what you're saying. Um, believe me, I was cursing at my computer and punching shit. My girlfriend was not happy with uh, her black mm-hmm. eye. It's just been a mess. <laughs> that whole playoff series was a mess. But the, the fact of the matter is the Phillies were – 88-win team in 2011, and a 66-win team in 2012. And now the three of us have to decide what team was real. I mean, is this an 88-win team? Is it a 66-win team? Is Chevalier the worst player in the history of the fucking league? I don't know. I'm really worried. Chevalier's not that bad. He's not that bad. (laughs) I, I I feel very, very confident saying that he is not a minus one war player. I don't know if he's the four war player that he was in 2010. I, this is going to be a team that finds itself in the middle. I don't think this is a 90-win team. I don't think this is a 60-win team. This is probably a team that's going to hover around 500. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's weird. Like, It makes me think my scout's correct because he's always been pretty bearish on Chevalier. Um, never thought he was a 300 hitter, but... Jerry yeah. thought Chevalier was one of the best prospects ever. Well, Jerry's like, a fucking retard, and we all know that because the Angels can't get out of the first round. But is Chevalier a 700 OPS guy? No. I don't no. think so. Right. It was. I think it was a fluky year for the Phillies. I do. Right. I don't. Th- I, I. I still believe in Mueller. Um. I believed in Gravel in the moment, but it was a weird year. I don't think they were maybe an 88 win team. I think that was a little bit. 
things breaking in their favor. But man, 68 wins just it yep. left a bad taste in your mouth. It didn't feel right. Yep. I think that I think that we uh, caught lightning in a bottle a little bit. Everybody had really good years, and last year it was the opposite. Everybody was awful. And uh, I think that one thing that's interesting is that a, a, the 500 teams, let's call that for round numbers, a 75 win team, right? Um, sure. And and so in this guy, that's a 75 win team, give or take. That means that, you know, 10 wins here and there can make it an 85 win team and you're competing for a playoff spot or a 65 win team and you suck. Right. And so when we say a 75 win team, being off by 10 wins is nothing, folks like that's that's guys having career years, either up or down. That's right? Miami last year. Exactly. And so. It's really tough to say. I will not be surprised if we finish seventh. I will not be surprised if we make the playoffs. Nothing will surprise me this year. I mean, it's it's Chevalier, it's Billabry, it's Foley, it's it's names we know. It's good names. It's still Luis Contreras, uh, Jim Goudreau, Jason Hutchison. You've got you added Andy Allen this off season. You've got yourself a, a second stud pitcher to go with Justin Muller. I mean, the pieces are all there. You've traded for Joe Kramer. You've got Chris Santoro, who never developed that third pitch, but is still a very good reliever. You've got the legend himself, Kevin Yanez, who walked, what was it, six straight bat or something like that? Yeah, and then had a really great year last last year. He's due for a decline. I'm worried. You've got a couple of prospects there in Lichtenberg. I mean, the pieces are there. Yep. The, the pieces are definitely there. Um, yep. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. We can stop talking about the Phillies. I don't need to spend this much time on my own team. A lot of things have to break right. I I meant what I said on Slack. I think the Atlantic is going to be a cage fight between like five teams. And yeah. and if we come out on top of that, I'm not going to be surprised. If we come out on the bottom, I'm not going to be surprised. Hey, so I'm sorry I uh, got up for just a moment, but uh, did we talk about Andy Allen properly? Just a little bit. Because he, I think this is a, this is probably the most exciting signing of the offseason. Certainly the biggest. I think it deserves a whole conversation. And it's, I think, what is going to determine the future of the Phillies in a lot of ways. It's $40 million for a guy who has been historically great and is on the decline. But is he going to be worth $40 million next year? It's a big question mark. Did, did you make an opinion on this, Jake? I think he still has another good year in him. I think he has a good enough year. Um, the movement isn't great. OSA still has it at 50, so it's not terrible. Uh, he still struck out the world last year. He only gave up one home run per nine in Colorado. Uh, he was He's five warriors the last three years. He's dependable. His injury history is, is so short. Um so he's gonna he's gonna go out there for 33 starts. It's it's him and Muller. He doesn't need to be a one. He needs to be a very good two. I yep. think that's reasonable. Um, putting in those expectations and first of that he doesn't need to be a, an ace. Like if you ignore the salary, I think Andy Allen could be productive this year. But man, for 40 million, I don't think he's gonna offer you 40 million anywhere close to that production. And I, I think, think next year he's not gonna offer you close to 37 million production. And I think next year, when he opts into his $32 million contracts, when he sucks dick, he's going to be worth nothing. So There, are, there is a three-year stretch here for the Phillies. That's yeah, what we have. That's what we is. have. 
And you know what? I think it's actually a two-year stretch. By the time that three years, but by the time that three years is over, Chevalier will be in his middle thirties or low thirties. Contreras will be in his mid thirties. You know, I mean, Bill Bray and Foley will be turning the corner towards thirty. There's a three-year stretch for the Phillies here. We went out and made a play. Yeah, I. uh, Uh, It's a calculated risk, and I think one that needed to be made. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I don't hate this move for the Phillies. Um, I hate this move um, for the 40 million. That's why you hate the move. Yeah, I hate the move because he's overpaid. But not the biggest overpay of the offseason. We will get to that. Let's move on to the other Pennsylvania team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. They have $170 million on the books, $20 million plus to Troy Pelton, Tony Flores, Nate Fort. This is not a Pittsburgh team that's going to win with pitching. This is going to be a Pittsburgh team that wins by outscoring their opponent. On the pitching staff, it's Pelton, Manzo, and then question marks. It's Scott Sears in the bullpen, and that's it. But on the offensive side, you've got Dolly, you've got Flores, you've got Fort, you've got Steve Haas, Kevin Marr. Very, very interesting team. Yeah, it's – man. I I mean, they traded away Dontoniak. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird Pittsburgh Pirates team. They're kind of in this two year stretch of purgatory, and last year they made the playoffs. They've looked strong, but I think this is actually a weaker team than last year. I'm not think, super threatened by this team. I think they have a lot of holes that they didn't have last year. I think this uh, pitching. I think the rotation could be sort of closet decent. Because they have Monzo still. I like Ted Foley. I like Rolo. I like Cussie. I sort of like Tristan Havens. Like, I don't I don't hate any of these guys. Yeah. So, I think I like the rotation more than Jake was letting on. That's just me. I I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Ted Foley guy, former California I, Angel spec, part of the uh, the Mark Scruggs trade way back when. I'm, I'm sitting gonna, here thinking the, the rotation is the strongest part of the, ro- the Pirates team. I agree. Because Chris Mulholland is not going to do that again. And once again, I'm going to say health. It sort of reminds me of the Braves a little bit because if Dolly, because if Dolly stays healthy and Ford stays healthy and some of these other guys stay healthy, this team's going to hit. Um, but I'm, I'm worried about some of the health here because Dolly gets hurt a lot. Ford gets hurt a lot. I'm kind Um, of offended. You bring up the Braves. I don't think we're, (laughs) we're similar in this sense, but I know you're talking about the pirates and I want to stay on the pirates. So we don't need to shift the topic, but. I don't love that comparison. Just, I think we saw the Pirates suffer from injuries last year, and they took a big beating. You know, they barely made the playoffs last year in a division where they should have really won the division last year. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. I mean, I don't feel great about them going forward. I think this team is still pretty decent this year because they have Tony Flores, who's really good. And I don't know. I don't think this team looks really bad. No, 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 not by any stretch. The outfield yeah, is super this, strong. I think this team has 90 wins written all over it. I do too. I think this that, is a pretty I, good team. I think that's the the perfect number because if you go to 80 wins, that looks like a close to a 500 team. If you go to 100 wins, it looks like a dominant team. This this team is neither of those. They're just a solid. They they belong in the playoffs. They just don't belong to win the title. All right, let's move on to the Virginia. Black Bears uh, re-signed Juan Flores. Rosman Macias is ready to set the world on fire. Tim Tarbucks is back. Uh, Joselito Viramontes is back after only appearing in 16 games last year. 
It's a pitching-heavy team. They've got pieces on the offense. Ryan McIntyre, Jose Casillas, uh, the career Ray slash Black Bear Egadeo Green. This is a dark horse team, I think, in the Atlantic. Dark horse is a weird word because I would not choose that. I would choose um, Ambien team, Advil PM team. They just this are team so just fucking you to boring. Sleep? Yeah, I don't give a shit about anything about Virginia Black Bears. Oh, uh, see, I agree with Jake. I think this could be a this is a this is a closet sort of playoff team. Like if the Phillies Damn. suck, if the Phillies suck and we're right about Cincinnati and we're right about the Marlins, who's left? Man, Atlanta, Pittsburgh and Virginia. X. Exactly. You think, you think they beat the Nationals? You think they beat the Reds? The Phillies I, and I, the Marlins. That's I, a lot of teams to be I, the X factor over. I don't know. I think that I that I I just think this team is bet. This team looks better than last year's. Now I want to go back to to Masias a little, because this is another guy who the 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 right side looks a little bit better than the left side when you're on their profile page. Understood. I don't I don't like the stuff. I don't love the movement, and he's a righty side armor. And he has massive splits. Yeah, and, massive and he, splits. And he was sort of crappy last year, sort of crappy. He's got about the biggest splits you'll find in the whole league, um, which you know is a personal issue with me, which is why I shit on Arizona Scott a little bit for his pick in the draft. Righty side armors like this with splits this extreme, it's just almost impossible for them to be successful. It really is. It's it's just so hard, and this team doesn't have enough talent. They just don't have enough talent across the board to make it interesting. See, I think they, their their biggest need is bullpen. I don't love the bullpen. I love the pitching staff. I think they're six deep with Flores, Tarbucks, Viermontes, Masias, Sword, and even Shippy. Um, you go to the you go to the hitters. You've got Todd Casala behind the plate. You've got McIntyre at first, Casillas at second. Then you go to the outfield. You've got Chris Walker, who I think is a dark horse uh, rookie of the year selection. Fantastic in left field. Can hit. Um, was really good in his cup of coffee last year. You've got Egadeo Green. You've got Dusty Rohawk. Michael Tabb, if he comes up this year, this is going to be a very, very competitive team. Yeah, I, I think, think it's just the most average team you could possibly design. Yeah, I they're don't know. They're just pretty good. and They're pretty good, okay, somewhere in that range. In every and in the Atlantic, if they're consistently good, if they're consistently okay, that could push for 85-90 wins. I, I don't think you're right there, man. The I, Atlantic's I, deep. Oh, the Atlantic I, has a I, lot of competition. Uh, I think the Atlantic's a cage fight, and I would not be a, the, the the preseason predictions are somewhat telling. The Phillies were the number three team in the Atlantic with 83 wins. I think that that's got a chance to be right, right? Like 85 totally. wins might make might make number three in the Pacific this year. 85 wins, 83. That might be about right. Yeah. All these teams in the middle. And I own one of them. The Phillies, the Black Bears, the Marlins, the Red. All those teams are going to beat up on each other. Yeah, I, I mean, lots of losses. It would not. I I want to say that it would not shock me if the Bears got into the playoffs, but yep. it would take a lot of luck. It would take a lot of fluky years from people who, quite frankly, shouldn't produce that much. I mean, I agree with Jake. This bullpen looks really weak. That's the real weakness of this team. But beyond that. I, I sort of like this team. I don't think they suck. Yeah, I think they could make the they could push for the playoffs in any other division. Um, 
it would be tough in any division. I think they're probably a fourth seed in all four divisions, but I'll be not interested. The I, I look at this team and look right now and compare them to my own, and I I I don't know. I, I'm not willing to say definitively that we're better than this team. That I think the Phillies are. are better than. I think you are. I think you should have some balls and tell but, Roberto to suck his. No, not gonna, dick. not gonna, not gonna tell him to suck anything. Thank you. Right. What center? Okay, as let's move on to Washington. What center field, right field duo is better? Daniel Hathaway, Ryan Pruitt, or Silky Flores, uh, Franklin Manriquez? Oh, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> is that a good question? Are you kidding me? Well, right now. Are you kidding me? This right duo. Now, well, let me just say. Ryan Pruitt gets hurt a little too much for my liking. He's not a scroll guy, but he's going to miss some time every Ross, year. Franklin and Silky. And, like, and Hathaway has half a season. Like, really. So yeah. you got to go with Franklin and Silky. I mean, Thank got you. a three-time silver or three-time player of the year guy, former rookie of the year. Yeah, it's Silky. It's Silky. We ought to back the Daniel Hathaway love up. Thank he's, you. He's not going to he is not going to OPS nine fifty this season. Yeah, fuck he's Daniel. He's just not. He's just not. He's not going to double his three point nine war in a full season and right, make so be an eight war player. This he's just not gonna do that. Eight eight wars would be an unbelievable. Eight um, war is a true Keo number. Yeah, that what? is incredible. All right, all right, boys. So I think we all have uh this is kind of what makes this this podcast fun from a scouting perspective i think we all have different scouts different profiles one's tools one's ability one's a little bit in between do you guys have daniel hathaway as like an emerging star does he look like a superstar if you didn't see the numbers because my I, scout yeah. sure as fuck does not see him i my jerry loves hathaway 80 80 70 contact potential 70 home run potential 55 uh, let's get the potential out of there okay so then current 60 yeah. contact, 65 home run power, yeah. 80 speed across, 80 speeds across the board, 70 range. He looks like a star. Yeah, I, I don't for, see that. I just don't I, see that. I, I have greens and yellows. I'm really worried because my scout has 40 I, 40 avoid Ks. It's really weary, really worrisome. Now, to be fair, it hasn't really shown in the numbers, and I and I don't know what to do about this. Right, like. I, I agree with you in the same sense, and I think we both need to kind of accept that the numbers are king. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to make a leap to some mythical mythical place where he's a superstar. He's Trujillo, and if, he's certainly not going to replicate what he did last year. If he does, it will be because he does double the stolen base numbers, and he steals 70 bases and get caught six times or something. Yeah. Right? Because then that would really inflate the base running metrics and make the war look really, really big. Exactly. But in do I want to bet on that? In sort of the same way that, but I mean, people are throwing out what it, our commission and we love Mike. I love Michael, eh. but he's throwing out a hundred stolen bases. Oh my eh. God. I will take the under on 50 stolen bases. This yeah. Year. I would throw my Tim Hortons in that guy's face with that. that hundred that, is absurd. That is ridiculous. Now, Jamie Jamie Johnson had his cup of coffee in the uh, in spring training. Looks like he's going to go down to double A or triple A, excuse me. But I I don't see. Deirdre and I have talked about this. They've got Jose Bonilla by the behind the plate, who may be the best young catcher in Sky. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's they've so got, good. They've he's got so an, fucking good. They've got an emerging 
probably Adam Cressman light at shortstop, Adam Frazier. I think that's a good comparison. Um, eh, yeah, sure. A little overrated, but I get it. I don't see – they brought back Greg Griffin. They brought back Jared Leville. I I like this Washington team this year. I really do. They traded yeah. for Luis Vizcarando. They still got Chris Don in the bullpen, Justin Olsen. They've – the starting rotation is where the question marks are. Luis Andrade, Tony Cabin, Luca Relli, Merguia, Ulrich. That, that's a group of five guys that they're fine number fours. So I think they, you're – I'm going to cut you off, Jake. I'm sorry. I think you're full of shit. I think everything you say is poopy because this team without Pruitt is the same team that we both, all three of us thought was an overperforming bullshit pretender. And you look at who Pruitt really is replacing. And I know Castillo most likely is going to stay in the lineup at some capacity. But Pruitt is essentially taking right field over from a guy who, or whatever, him, Rory and Castillo, some combination of that. Pruitt's taking the spot from. And those guys were so productive last year that I don't think the Pruitt improvement is going to shift the needle that much. If anything, their DH spot gets worse. I mean, what I think happens is that Nate Frazier started 78 games from last year. What I think happens is that Rory gets moved to DH. He'll play against righties. And then Pruitt goes into right field. And that's an upgrade there in right field. Yeah, That's an upgrade, I think, at DH. I, I think that's I, a massive upgrade from Ryan Pruitt to Nate Frazier. I, I think and, we have to be a little careful because I really think that Iggy Nacho has done a really good job here. Like, I really was all willing to come on the pod and sell this team short, be like, oh, my God, they might finish eighth, right? Like, and then I, you have to have a second look. I think this team's pretty decent. The I Pruitt really, trade makes a big deal. I really like the Pruitt trade. The Vizcarando deal, too. I really like this bullpen. This bullpen's yeah. really good. I disagree. Olsen, Don, Vizcarando. I disagree I, with you, man. I'm not sure that that's – that. it's all about the starting pitching. Let's talk about the bullpen for a second. This team is all about the starters. Because the bullpen felt Justin Olsen never looked like a reliever of the year candidate, and he was for two straight years. He's Jeremy Bettys. He's Jeremy Bettys from way back when. But a better version, because Betty's was never an under-two ERA guy and not, never a two-war-a-year guy. I mean, Olsen's production has been essentially unprecedented besides from Hall of Famers. And now you're asking for Chris Don to replicate what he did in Washington, a guy who was garbage to start the year in Arizona, turned into an all-star. And now you're throwing in Viscarando, a dude you're paying $8 million a year who has struggled the last few years in Pittsburgh, was a reliever of the year candidate, but he's a righty, righty side armor with bad splits and has just struggled the last few years. Uh, I'll take struggles from a closer if it comes with 10.4, 10.8 case per nine. Yeah, positive but this one and a half war, right? His, like his, his struggles were the last two years an ERA of roughly 3.5. Right. That's, Is that enough to get it done? Because... Look at what the look at what the Nationals had last year. They had an, a closer with an ERA under two. I mean, with how many close games they won, turning a guy's ERA from one and a half to three and a half—that's fucking night and day, man. I was ready to sell short this lineup, and now I'm taking a back seat. I even like the Eric Hill signing. That's a good signing. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I don't hate this team. I. 
top or bottom half of the Atlantic? Go. But I think it's bottom half. Um, I've well, said yeah, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Let, let's hear your Atlantic predictions. Well, can we? I want to. I want to talk a little bit about the Nationals rotation quickly because is this rotation enough to get it done? Because it got it done last year, and I don't think it's enough to duplicate it. Because Caben is not what he is last year. There's just right. no way he replicates 200 innings of what he did. And you have him and Andrade, both 40 to 45 I, stamina guys. I don't He's understand. putting a lot of pressure on your bullpen. I don't understand how – again, I, you know of my hatred for Luis Andrade. It is well established. Yep. He cannot be this good. There's just no way. Like really, exactly. two years in a row. There's just no way he can be this good. He's I think due. Tony. He's due. I think I think Tony Cabin might actually be pretty good, but I think it might be 2011 pretty good as opposed to 2012 pretty good, and that makes a big difference. Yes. So. Uh, just the difference between pitching. I know the ERAs between 2012 and 11 are drastically different, but the difference between 200 pitching 200 innings and 160 innings is night and day, and I think that's the biggest difference here. Yeah. So, really tough. But, yeah, no, I, I, I like this team more than D. Rich does. I think Jake does, too. Time for predictions. D. Rich, you want to go first? No, I don't. All right. I'll <laughs> go first, then. And I will take the Braves to win the division by not a lot of games, because I sort of think the Pirates are pretty good this year. And then I will set myself up for all sorts of disappointment and upset and pick the Philadelphia Phillies to finish in third. Then I'm going to go with Washington. Then I'll go Virginia. Then I will go Miami, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Wow. That's, that's pretty crushing, man. Since I'm, you know what? I feel like, you know, the movie, the Truman show, Sometimes oh, yeah. I feel like we are living in the Truman Show, but Cincinnati is just Truman. And we are just <laughs> fucking with him all the time at all points, maximum time. But my predictions, um, I like Atlanta. I think my I like I like the Braves this year. Um, it's some combination of us and the Pirates, number two. I, I think Atlanta is better. So Atlanta, the Philadelphia – Atlanta, Pittsburgh. I like Philadelphia, three. Miami four, Virginia five, Washington six, Cincinnati seven, and Baltimore eight. So, Dierich, I think you and I are complete opposites here on the Atlantic. I, oh think, Pitt, I think Pittsburgh wins the division. I think that 90 games is going to get it done to win the division. Wow. Why do you think that? It's never happened that way before. Why do you? Why would you think it never has? I do not trust the Atlanta pitching staff. I don't. Um, behind Pittsburgh at one. I think we're gonna go um, Washington at two. I tr- I trust that Washington team. Virginia at three, and I think Atlanta misses out. I honestly think Atlanta misses out. Oh boy. Atlanta at four, followed by Philadelphia at five. Who am I missing here? Uh, Miami at six, Baltimore at seven, Cincinnati at eight. That's that's mind blowing to me. That is that is crazy town right there. That yeah, is that's a, that is a ballsy set of predictions. This is a I want to tell the listeners, all Sterling of them, to just tag this moment and remember it for a month from now because <laughs> after, there's no way 
after There's we no spend way an hour and ten minutes on the Atlantic. No but all right. Let's move on to the north. Let's start well, with— One more thing about okay. the Pirates. I'm just kidding. I was a joke. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Let's move on to the north. Let's start with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, this is—is is this the year that, that Boston—the the soft rebuild ends after winning the division in 08, selling in 09, finished with— 83 wins last year. Is this the year that, that they cracked the playoffs? Anybody who tells you they know what's going to happen in the North is a fucking lunatic because nobody knows what's happening in the North. The Mets could win. Montreal could win. Toronto could win. Boston could win this division. You could tell me the Tigers win this division. Then I'd believe you. Right. Like th- th- this is crazy town. I mean, Boston uh, went out and made one of the bigger free agent signings in Ben Cochran, paying him 35 million this year. Yeah, I I like that signing. I think Boston has the right idea. I just – I don't think they're ready, Um, particularly with these starting pitching injuries they've had. Oh, that's so sad. and Marcote getting hurt for the year. So sad. That just kills the team. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. This is a team that might be out of it, out of, like, it already because of those two injuries. And it's, like, so shitty, right? Like, I feel so badly for David who I think we all sort of agree is a pretty good guy. We all like him. It's so sad, right? Like, yeah. you hate to see shit like this. Yeah, he's but, okay. But, but, and I, I'm I'm not convinced the injury troubles are over because nobody knows how many innings T.J. Schaefer is going to pitch from one year no, to the next. No, over, under, over under five finger blisters this year for Schaefer. Over. I'll take Easy. the under. I'll take the under because I think he's going to fucking tear his rotator cuff and not have an inch, a blister injury. That's certainly that, – that, you know what? That's a better call <laughs> than mine. Can right? you think of an infield that is has AARP um, insurance more than fucking ball, Boston's infield? Spellman, yeah. Meacham, Cressman. Like, well, see, man, again, what aging stars they have. It's just depressing. Cressman's 26. Like, I, I think know, but he feels 100. Up. He feels he 100. He feels 100, and he looks like he's 100 with these and rankings he, declines. Meacham so just turned 29, and he he feels ancient, too. Yeah, I think Meacham might be the best of these guys. Um, I and, think he is, uh, too. I, th- I think this – I actually like this team, and uh, I would have liked them certainly a lot more potentially for the playoffs. But, mm-hmm. man, these injuries, but to uh, Holy and Marco just killed them. Just kill them. I think that's the story of this team. Really like Johan Dunn. Really like Ben Cochran. This outfield's legit. D. Rich is right about the infield, but boy, how much better does that pitching staff look with with Marcote and uh, and uh, McCulley? Uh, McCulley, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so sad. Except I don't so think sad. they're done for the year. I think they they're going to be able to come back late August. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're, that's they're both four-month injuries. I don't so think they have enough. a chance to impact, yeah. they, but. They have a chance to make an impact late. Four month mm-hmm. injuries. You probably need to rehab them a little bit. Yep. I don't, don't think this team don't in don't throw them uh, don't throw them right into the playoffs like I did with Nate Totten. Yeah, I just don't think they're ready, and it's a shame because otherwise I think this is a team that's a playoff team, and it's just I don't it's, see them making making a push. Yep. It's September before those guys pitch, and I think it's sad. I did, Sorry, like, David. I did like what they did this offseason, too. Very but, much. Yeah. I do, too. Just I like I like the Meacham trade. I like the, the Cochran signing. Yep. They did everything right, and they got hurt. Two injuries in spring training. Yeah. Two pitchers, both of whom were going to be 
positive contributors and looked really good last year. Like really. Yeah. That's I don't want to be part. a I don't want to be a jangles and say that I fucked up my trade one minute after I made it, but um I think this Meacham trade in the moment was pretty fair, particularly for a team that had a hole at third base and couldn't use another defensive outfielder. I think it made a lot of sense for both of us. So I liked what Boston did, just man, losing two starters. I don't know how many teams in the whole league can survive that. Yep. And Boston, who is a team that relies on these young starters they got from their soft rebuild, it's just too much to ask. Yep. The, 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 the thing about Boston is that I would encourage David to do is let TJ Schaefer start, hope he gets lucky with the blisters, and maybe having another ace, ace-caliber pitcher will, will propel your team to the playoffs. So that's a good idea. You might as well go for broke, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just roll the dice. Because yep. Turner is, you know, Turner's kind of the heart of the, this rotation now that those guys got hurt. And that's just not enough to get it done. And yeah, you still have Perkins. You still have Morioka in the bullpen. Sarmiento. Um, I mean, sir- they have pieces, but he lost two of his most important ones. And I think we all agree that the offense was not enough to get it done without a pretty strong young rotation. And a name we're not going to see in Boston this year, Ken Golar, traded to Arizona as a part of the salary dump. Yep. Sad to see. I was sad to see that dump because Ken Golar, um, Ken Golar was my first trade in Skyline back in 2001. So seeing him leave Boston, a little nostalgic, a little sad, but whatever. You got to move on. And David, a guy who is as nostalgic as the rest of us, is going to have to screw up his uh, little card collection with Golar's name in it. That makes me sad. So let's move on to Cleveland. Is there a team that has more young pitching talent than this Cleveland Indians team? Maybe. Maybe Minnesota. <laughs> but I was going to say maybe I, Minnesota, too. Even then, I mean, this team has so you it's, wanna... it's a lot of reliever specs. I, I'd say it's too many Thank reliever you. specs. Thank you. Tell, tell Grayson. Get Grayson on the fucking oh, line. Oh, believe Chris. me. I have told him. We were yeah. in trade talks, and I was like, Jesus you want to trade me one of these 10,000 relievers? He's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I actually I like Grayson's strategy of just acquiring all these quote unquote starters who have a twenty sixty changeup. Change up. Yeah, yeah, they're guys who are not going to be starters but might be. Um, if you collect six of them, maybe one of them hits. Exactly. When you have when you have one of them, it looks fucking dumb. But when you have all of them, probably probably some of them are going to hit. But this guy has Tenorio, Shockey, Winget, Corpinet. Corona, a couple others. Uh, can't keep up. <laughs> but he's got like literally six of them. It's nuts. Um, so much of this team and the future relies on those guys developing their changeups. But without them, this team is a 91 team, just like they were last year. I think Hughes and Craig will continue to take a leap. Kirk will hopefully develop into the start of that. The issue is Kirk, was. he tore his UCL. Uh, in this last sim he has done for the year. Oh, boy. I didn't know that. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. That's a fucking killer. Because that is Kirk a 12 was a 12-month injury. Kirk's a big part of this team. And now you're relying on guys, on the offensive guys taking a leap. Spence, lo- Carrillo. I don't know if you can bank on that like you can the rotation. That I really, hurts a lot. I really like this team because I like Spence. I like Carrillo. Um I, I sort of like this team. I'd like to talk a little bit. Back That's the rookie pitching. of the year, Miguel Carrillo, to you. Yeah. Carrillo. 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 
Um, so, yeah, no, I, I I think Grayson does a good job with this team. I'd like to talk a little bit about Yoshihide Mori. He got a drop from my scout this past April 1st here, just this today in the sim. Interesting. And uh, doesn't like him as much as he did last year. Do you mind and, elaborating? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, I see him. What do you guys have him at? I have it at 50, 60, 50. Ooh, hold on, it. 50 control? 50. 60, 50. That's my 50 scout. Control. Uh, 50 control. Yep. I have uh, 50, 55, 65. I have 50, 65, 65. Yeah. My scout just doesn't like him. Yeah, I I um, I um, got a stuff drop for Creo. Or, excuse me, what am I saying? I got a stuff drop for Mori, but a movement bump. But, man, 50 stuff is hard to make work particularly yeah. when you're lefty. So his success of last year, which part of it was, you know, the amazing strikeout to walk ratio, that's going to struggle. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see a little bit more of 2011 Maury rather than 2012 Maury. Which is still a good pitcher. It's, it's he was not. All right. it's, it's okay, but, like, let's – you guys are being war sluts right now. He was a 5.7 ERA yeah. in 2011. I don't know that I, I, know that I can say good – but he was a serviceable starter. He's in weird like a, because like a number went, four spot. But yeah, yeah, he went from being a number four or five guy to being an ace. And right now it looks like he's back to being a number four or five guy. It's sort of sad. They still have Mike Hughes, who I really like. They still have Jeff Craig, who I really like. I mean, I like this team a lot. I think this looks like a playoff team. But boy. Did OSA hate this team in the preseason predictions? Weren't they sixth in the mm-hmm. North? 75 wins. Yeah. That's, that is crazy town. And I got to say, um, I haven't made a definitive statement on this yet, but I'm falling under the impression that OSA preseason predictions are pretty fucking accurate. You know what? We, uh, I, If I think back to big outliers we've seen, I remember us all saying, wow, Milwaukee, 70 wins? Oh, this is bullshit. Everything else looks okay, but Milwaukee, 70 wins. It's nuts. And Milwaukee turned out to win 70 games. So it makes me question this this Cleveland team a little bit looking at these predictions. Um, I am I like Hughes and Craig just like you guys, but Hughes, righty side armor, lots bad splits. Craig looks like a pretty rock-solid pitcher, but... I don't know if he's going to be any better than he was last year. I don't it know. It makes me question that this team peaked last year, as much as I liked some of the, what they did in the offseason, which includes signing Alex Hecht to uh, play second base and move move Carrillo to third. I think they got a little more flexible on offensive side, but, man, they were just so good on the pitching side of things last year. It makes me, yeah. makes me worry. I'll be surprised if Alex Hecht plays 75 games for this team. So that's... <laughs> I don't give a shit about that signing. Yeah. I mean, now, now, I mean, they paid too much for him, and he's just a walking injury, right? Like, is, I love yeah. Alex Heck. I remember when Alex Heck looked like one of the best corner outfielder specs in the entire league, and it, he's just a time bomb. You, he is a scroll. There are scroll guys, and then there is like ten layers of shit, and then there's Alex Heck. Because you can yeah. scroll through that ten layers of shit. That's how big a scroll guy. He yeah, is. I'm. I'm honestly not in good enough shape to scroll through his injury history. That's so, a, yep. 
So in any event, he's in bad shape. So let's let's move on to the team that probably made the biggest moves of the offseason, traded for everyone, made big signings in free agency, the Detroit Tigers. They go out, sign Willie Thiel to a $13 million a year contract, sign Kaysan Green to a $24 million a year contract, sign Ite Van Santen, trade for reigning pitcher of the year Bobby Hicks. Yeah. Um, Detroit wanna... Eric is going for it. So I don't want to make Detroit Eric very mad because I think Daddy Eric's going to send me a nice Christmas present, and that's coming up in two months. So I'm going to be, I'm going to ease off because he really is our dad, especially with these old man signings like Feel. Like, have you ever seen a senior citizen signing like signing Willie Feel and not being aware that he has 35 stamina? That was one of the highlights of my entire Sky career. Him being ecstatic. He signed this ace, and it's oh man, I think he, I didn't know he had 35 stamina. Well, right, congrats on your setup, man, Eric. You fucked up. I uh, I don't hate this team. It's really crazy. Now, I I, I don't like the offense as much as I like the pitching staff, but I don't think they're gonna suck. You I like the pitching this, staff, huh? I think this team's pretty good. I I. My feelings on my hatred for Kaysan Green are well established. He could not have gone to a better ballpark. Do we need to spend in. five five minutes on Kaysan Green? I, I have debated this. I I hope not. Kaysan Green is not right. good. He's I not hate good. Kaysan Green. He's not good. If he's now, he right. went, he's, I, I'm convinced he's going to have a pretty good year because he went to a great team for his skill set. What do you think? What kind of ballpark do you think he needs? That's the thing. Well, he needs a Miami as, ballpark. I, I have him as low movement, so big. So he plays in Comerica National Park, as they call it in Detroit, right? Big place. Tough to yeah. hit homers. I, I, easy I, to hit singles. I hate really Kaysen. easy to hit triples. I hate Kaysan Green and think he has a career year this year. Kaysan Green will not have more than 1.5 war. All right. We'll take, me and Trent will both take the over. Um, we'll gladly take it. I think Kaysun's overpaid for sure, but for a team like Detroit, I don't give a shit. Um, they had no one, nothing else to do. I don't, I don't think he thinks he's going to compete. So, like, why not? Bobby Hicks. My hatred of Bobby Hicks is even more well-established than that for Kaysun Green. And I think he went to a great ballpark for him. You know what? Thing, I think that Eric thinks he is going to compete this year because he went for some moves. I don't think he did. I don't know what – I thought I knew what Eric was going to do, but I don't think this – I don't think he I, thinks he's got a, a competitor. Uh, what's a contender is what I'm trying to say. I, I am going to say it. I, I like this pitching staff. I like it. I what, really, the fuck, what the fuck do you like about it, dude? I, I sort of like this pitching staff. How? How? I think it's the only good if, thing you got about it. If Bobby Hicks's arm does not fall off because he gets hurt again, always a possibility. Don't think about him falling off. Think about him throwing 92 miles an hour. Well, because his velocity drop already happened. And I'm I not. No, sh- that's the kiss of death. And I'm not sure that it's gonna matter in Detroit. Oh, I don't know. Boy, are you I, thinking like you're thinking like Detroit is like AT&T Park? It's not. It's not that much of a pitcher's park. He now, might struggle there. I'm much more worried about this offense than the defense than the than the pitching. So that's just me. Yeah, I think they're he's gonna have struggles all over the board. Um, I like some of these young guys coming up. 
I, I, uh, I have it on good authority that a couple of these guys like Granados are going to stay down for a year, mm-hmm. which tells me that he doesn't have, does not have the impression of competing. But Andrew Gray is going to have a full year. Um, Mason Cox will have a full year behind the plate. Like, I think this team can produce, can put up some runs. They'll be better, but is it better to get out of the cellar of the central? Or excuse me, the c- central, the cellar north. of the north? I don't think so. I think they have two more years behind them. And uh, it looked like a cash grab. Andrew's a shallow guy who just wants to fucking make money, sell tickets, and survive. And Andrew? that's what it looks like. Not Andrew. Eric. 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 I'm, I'm talking to my ass. I don't, just ignore me. But Okay. So let, let's move on to Minnesota. Sure. Um, the other team with a shit ton of young pitching talent, it the um, pitching the the pitching starts and ends with Jose Rosales, one of the best young pitch. I mean, well, he's 26, so he's not that young anymore. Um, but one of the best pitchers in Sky. He was not that good last year, but was BABIP to death a 3.74 BABIP. Oh yeah, this is a this is a closet like West or East Pitcher of the Year candidate here, right? Like I, Dark Horse. I picked him as my my pick the last two years. Right. So he's due. Yep. So I really really like it. Um, I think this team's a couple years away, but I've been gushing about this rebuild. Love this rebuild. Love this rebuild. Good job, Sly. I think this team's good. A couple years. Yeah. Uh, sort of got hit with the injury bug because losing Nelson Guerrero for six weeks sort of hurts. But but I like this team. like it a lot. David See, Albertson I, is making $48 million over the next four years. What is that? Did Jengle, did Jengle sign him to that contract? No, he's been a career Minnesota twin. First no. round pick back in 04. That looks like boy, a Jengle's contract. Boy. I'm shocked. That is a big signing. See, I think Nelson Guerrero injury is a blessing because Sly, we all know, has serious trade anxiety. He gets nervous. He gets scared. And he's got a fucking ton of first basemen that he has to move. He has to move one of Quezada or Gerhardt or Guerrero, and he hasn't done it yet. So I think this injury is a blessing. They're certainly two years away still, but we're going to have to see some moves to shake things up. Because uh, the pitching, granted they're young, but the pitching talent is certainly there. Talent on the offensive side might be there. It's just it seems a little poorly allocated at the moment. So I, I like 2015 Twins. I uh, I I do too. I like this team uh, a little bit more later on uh, than this year. So, but yeah, no, I mean I think they're good. Uh, got one of the best young pitching prospects. Chris Richardson. Uh, be interesting to see how many. Uh, he got a cup of coffee last year. Was really good. Now that was yeah. as a relief. That was as a reliever. Wasn't any starts. But be interesting to see what sort of role he plays. Now, right now, it doesn't matter because he's out for the first month plus of the year. So. I think he's actually the X factor of the entire Twins organization because as recently wanted, as, yeah. as recently as a month ago, he was rated the number one prospect in baseball. Right. If if y'all want to hate Sly, go take a look at Antonio Fuentes. Yep. Oh boy. Do you do you even? I don't even need to click his name before I start cursing Sly's dirty French Canadian name because I'm pissed about this guy. Because 
Sly and me talked about Antonio Fuentes. And then he accidentally released the man, which is uh, a mistake for idiots. I mean, you have to be a moron to release this guy. So I offered him a $1.5 million signing bonus. He turned it down in exchange for a, if I don't get added to the Major League roster in 30 days, give me half a million dollars. Which just doesn't add up. The math doesn't add up. Antonio, you should be in Atlanta. Fuck, maybe I should have thrown in more money. It just, it doesn't add up, Sly. Well, this is someone who, as recently as um, November of 11, November of 2011 was a 2045. November of 2010 was a 2020 spec. 50 stuff, 25 movement, 30 control. We look now, number 15 prospect in baseball. Unreal. Yeah. And, Unreal. Uh, my Makes... scout, who's pretty bearish on everybody, has him as 70 as a starter and two sims ago, three sims ago, which you know apparently is three months in sky time. He had him as a 55 potential starter, and now he's 70. I mean, just like that. In the really recent term, he's jumped. D. Rich has his reasons for hating Fuentes. My reasons, although it's really not anybody's fault, is because he started the Philly. Mm-hmm. He, he was uh, three years in the Philadelphia organization. Ooh, that sucks. And then, and then I released him because he sucked. Like, like really, like he was shit on ice. And, and then three years later, he's the number three spot prospect in the sky. Well, I, and, uh, I hope mo- both of us together can just hate Sly. And everything he stands for, because not only have the Atlanta Braves released Sam Manzo, but we also cut Chris Richardson, the number three prospect in baseball. So I fucking hate the Twins for picking that guy up. We cut Chris Richardson, the catcher, and he became a starter, number three prospect in baseball. <laughs> not happy. Just not happy about anything. I'm just an angry guy. So let's fucking go on. Oh, my gosh. He was the 20th round selection of the Braves. Yeah. Suck my dick, Chris Richardson. Man, (laughs) I hate this guy. Let's move on to the Expos. You know who the ace of the Expos staff is going to be this year? Well, the de facto ace. Kobe Schilperoid. Jesus Christ. Man, that's horrible. It's either him or former Philly Kurt Mears. Man, I'm glad we're transitioning to Jangles after Sly because technically they're both French Canadian dick bags, and I'm really angry at the, 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 with the French Canadians. <laughs> I'm actually ah, <laughs> but Montreal, man, Montreal took a big step back. Like you look at this team, nothing really changed. Granted, they were good last year. They were good the year before. They've been good for a while, but they lose Bobby Hicks. And losing a pitcher of the year candidate for a team that was desperate for pitching certainly hurts. Though I I wonder if they can just get by on the Astros philosophy of on shitty the defense. Pitching. Yep. You don't need pitching if you have good defense. Yep. So maybe that I, I put that on Slack. Is that I, maybe it's because I'm a scientist by trade, but the 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 experimental nature of how shitty can my pitching staff be when my defense is otherworldly, like sort of appeals to me right now. Schilperord's not a good example because the defense <laughs> can't catch balls that go over the wall, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Kurt yes, Mears yes. also not a good example of this, right? But still that aside, 
leaving yeah. those guys aside, like the rest of these clowns, right? I would like it better if these guys were ground ballers. Oh, not. I would like it better if some of these guys showed something other than like movements that were shitty. So this reminds don't. me. It's really strange. I don't know what Jangles is doing. I'm not convinced he might he might get away with it because this team's going to hit and this team's going to play the crap. I don't even know if this team's going to hit. I mean, they have Castillo and McMichael. That's it. We both are they are they any different than last year? I think they took a massive step back. I mean, they don't have they don't have Delsit anymore. Who was a monster against righties. He He was a monster against righties. I mean, this this was a 96-win team last year. Do you really think this is a 96-win team? Oh, I mean, no. yeah, Del-, Del Cid had two and a half war last year. I do, but two and a half war is not much to replace. Um, yeah, he was good against righties, but... I mean, they don't never have hit. Angit anymore. They don't have Angit anymore, who, who had uh, two war. They don't have Matt Gary anymore, who gave them two war. I think you're thinking much like I thought about the Nationals, is that this team overperformed. It's not that different than last year. Um, they lose Hicks. Like that's the thing. They didn't. They didn't lose guys more so than. They lost. They eight lost. War, they lost. Sorry. They lost nine war worth of pitchers. Yeah, and they lost. I guess. Sorry. They lost those guys in terms of mainly old age. I know they lost Gary, but Gary wasn't there that long. But they lost guys because of old age, the, and the, a lot of those guys were productive because of the defense. The highlight of my off season might have been. That moments, like legitimately moments after the trade for Nate Totten from the from the from California to the Phillies was announced, I got a private message from Jangles saying, do you want to flip Totten? It was like the highlight of my offseason. You should have taken him up on that. I should have fucking said yes. Yeah, you should have. Fuck Jangles. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. He got hurt that first sim, but still. It would have been funny. I mean, Jangles is so funny, man. He's like not even a human being. I don't know if he's alive or he's a computer program. The like, second he's so, be- so ridiculous. The, s- the second best moment of my offseason might have been when Jangles sent me an earlier private message saying, let's try Bobby Hicks on the Phillies again. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. He was trying to get rid of pitchers, then trade for pitchers that I just traded for. Oh, my gosh. The- everything about Jangles makes me laugh. I love Jangles. I think he's wonderful. Yeah, I, I agree. I do not think, is wonderful. He's I, so stupid, but he's wonderful. I, I do not think this team is going to suck. I I really don't know that I can say this is a playoff team. God, the yeah. over under eight hundred OPS for the great oh. Nate Purdue. Oh, way under. Why would he? Why would he be over? He was under last year. I think I'll take the over. I think he has a pretty good year. All right, can we talk? Can we keep making fun of Jangles because it's so fun? I love Jangles. I, I did. T- hey, I'm uh, part of the reason Jangles is in this league. Last, like, we kicked him out. He left. We did not kick him out. It was um, oppressive commissionership. I yeah, Jangles knows what I'm saying. But he left. I was part of the reason Jangles came back because I love active ownership who feels strongly about this game, albeit doesn't matter how fucking dumb their thoughts are, which sometimes Jangles thoughts are incredibly dumb. So. It's. I just encourage it. It's fun to have different perspectives. I. But I. I don't hate this team. I don't think they're as good as they were last year by a long shot. The eighty. 
eight. This looks like a 500 team. I'll probably mm-hmm. just punt and oh, pick them I for 500. No, I think this is going to be a lot more like the 0809 Expos than the 2010 Expos. All right, so here's my story about Jangles, because uh, I'm sure at this point in the podcast, we're probably about an hour and a half in, Jangles is probably one of two guys who's listening. So uh, Jangles asked me, I asked Jangles, here, I'll give you a little story. I asked Jangles about Gary. He obviously said no. He asked me if I wanted to move Hick, if I wanted Hicks, and I said, uh, "Bobby Hicks has had a velocity drop, sir." Which I don't know was, you know, it's one of those things you don't notice unless you you click on Bobby Hicks and see, oh shit, he's 35. He's dropped from 96 to 84. That's pretty scary. And uh, he says, uh, "D. Rich." How about we keep that Hicks velocity trap between us? Let's just keep that on the DL. And I'm like, dude, that's fine with me. I'm not going to say anything unless unless uh, it comes up. And nothing comes up, of course. I, I stay quiet. And then Jangles, that douchebag, cunt face, fucking idiot, starts talking shit about the Braves in chat in general. Starts throwing out slander. To the Atlanta Braves, saying how we're talking shit. We know what's best. So I just give him one of those colon, eyes, colon, velocity, and start just spewing velocity talk about how Hicks is velocity all over the place. Um, He can go fuck himself. He deserves that. Should have kissed my ass if he didn't want velocity Hicks talk to go out. But here we go. Hicks gets traded to Detroit for, you know, a third and a fifth. And ignore my point of view on it. This is my highlight of my offseason. Maybe the highlight of my my time in Sky, because I think it's so ridiculous. But Jangles trades Hicks to Detroit for a third and a fifth pick. And immediately, like instantaneously, types in general chat, man, Detroit's really smart. GM of the year, I got ripped off. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Why would you make the move if you know you got ripped off? Which means he's <laughs> such a fake piece of shit. He's so full of shit. I just I, – I love how comical Jangles is. It's like he's not a person. He's a computer program designed to fuck with me. But come on, dude. <laughs> you, think, you think you got ripped off for this trade? Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. You got away with murder because Hicks is garbage, and that's that. All right, I'm done. I'm done with Jangles, but Montreal. Let's, yeah. Montreal is basically the same. Just they lost. They lost Hicks. They lost an ace. They lost Gary, who for half a year was an ace. I, I mean, I never loved this team, but the before they were rock solid, but never sexy. They're less sexy than they were. They're just a pretty hot woman rocking around in pampers. It's just yeah. It doesn't feel right. There are two teams that just continually turn out pitching talent, pitching talent, the Mariners and the Mets. It's not fair that Ernesto Pons is 37 and got a scouting bump. Not a drop. Congrats on 88. From OSA. To still 80 stuff at the age of 37 and now 80 control. This isn't fair. Ernesto Pons is a cheat code. 
Oh, and by the way, they still have Johnny Downey, who had five war last year. They still have Carl Bedway. They still have – they added Federico Navarrijo. They still have Joe Basinger, who is also a fucking cheat code. I, I, I don't understand how they do it. They, they still have Julian Guerrero, if he can stay healthy, who at 23 is already a scroll guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to feel bad for him for Guerrero. But, you know, you look at Pons and you, you just say whatever. I, I honestly wonder if Brandon is a slow person, like a retard, like doesn't know anything, and just <laughs> lucked into this team. Because this, this is amazing what he lucked into. It, the longer Pons goes on, the longer I wonder that Brandon doesn't know what the fuck's happening. Oh, because no. I think he's the best in this guy. Oh, fuck off. In 2002, he signed Kasahara because he had Pons and he had all these pitchers and he had $80 million to work with. And he signed Kasahara, who ended up hitting like 50 bombs and they were amazing. They were but, really good. But was it fucking Brandon or was it just like, was it Pons? Was it Pons or Brandon? Pons or Brandon? That's the mystery. And the longer it goes on, I keep thinking, fuck, it's not Brandon. Brandon's dumb. Or maybe Brandon's just not dumb, just a, a human being. But it, it feels like Pons is responsible for all the Mets' success. And, man, every year they get a little worse, but it's so hard to not pick them for the playoffs because they're basically the same. I think this team is boringly good, and I think this looks like a playoff team. I mean, they just need to be able to hit some. They still have that solid outfield of Pellock, Clark, Guerrero. Quinn Rug, uh, Quinn Rugazinski is going to play elite defense at shortstop. He's not going to hit. Kevin Dees is going to play elite uh, defense at second base. He's actually going to hit some. Kevin Dees is quietly one of the best second basemen in baseball. I'm not afraid to say that. No, I, w- I would agree with that, too. Um, nothing sexy. He's the least sexy guy in baseball. Anyone he's, who plays he's, he's not sexy, but he's elite on defense and doesn't have a hole on offense. He's 50-plus everywhere. He took us. He took a huge leap last year. We'll see if it's for real. I, I don't know that he's going to hit that well every year, right? Yeah, no, I think that I mean, this is going to be a this going to be a team that wins a whole bunch of three to two games. Yep, they're really yeah. good. They're really good. I don't know, man. They're just fuck. Boring. I'm just so bored. Brandon, have some personality. Why don't you make it with Michael and swap some shit up? You guys make the most boring teams in Sky. They're fine. They're going to win 80, 85 to 91 games. doesn't matter what happens. Just that's what's going to happen. Okay, Ugh. let's move to the Bronx, um, a team that tried to tank last year and failed. Ended up with one of the three, the Yanks. Um, they have Kronk. That's about it. I wouldn't say that's all they have. Um, um, they've got four pitchers here that have 30 movement or less. Schlesman, Paddock, Donovan James, Dave Carter. Yeah, super stupid to have those pitchers, and Steve <laughs> knows that, as any New York Yankees GM would know that. What's interesting to me is that Steve has not done jack shit with this team. He has not even tried to make one move with this team. He's tried to sell Kronk, but he's literally asking for everything possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve's a know-it-all douchebag who has not made a change. Yeah. So he's a New Yorker. Yes. Exactly. He is a ha- – I <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Howard Stern show, um, how familiar we are, but I doubt very. 
but I've always listened to the Howard Stern, and he, when he speaks, reminds me of a Howard Stern staffer, like just one of those fucking animals, filthy guys who watches his sheets once a year. And I message, I message Steve that I go, oh, you filthy fucking Stern staffer. But he hasn't done shit with the Yankees yet, and I'm disappointed because he's actually lucky as fuck. It reminds me of Jangles a bit. Jangles took over the Montreal Expos when they were in the prime position to be taken over. They had a ton of assets. They had McMichael coming up. They had all the pieces in the world to be moved. And the Yankees feel like that 2.0 because the Yanks not only have Kronk. Granted, I mean, the Yankees probably have more holes than the Expos. But the Yankees have Kronk, and they have a ton of pitchers who look great. Cascanata, Jonathan Asp, a guy who was taken literally seconds before Steve had control. He got auto-drafted, and he probably made a good decision. Fucking and, Doug. Uh, yeah, fuck Doug. I hate Doug. I would, yeah, f- God, fucking Doug. But, I, Doug's awful. I don't even yeah. want to talk about it. We'll get yeah, to yeah. San Diego later, and Doug and San Diego live in infamy. But yeah. Doug's an idiot. I don't have any problem with what Steve's done. He and hasn't I'm done still, shit. That's what I'm saying. And I'm, that's what I mean. I don't have any problem with doing nothing. Like he's no, just trying either. to he's trying to make the team respectable. I think right now he's just waiting. Actually... He's just waiting for these guys to come up. Because you're yeah. right. He's got all these. I even like this neophastosis here. That I sort of like this kid. So, um, I think this I, team has a kind of a like if if you were if you had your best friend like friend if you had your fucking Biology Son. PhD professor who you have beers with every day at class. Yep. And he's like, man, I want to join Sky. What do I, what team do I take over? And he'd be like, I don't know. Maybe the Yankees. They they got a lot of stuff going for them. The Yanks have a lot of stuff going for them. Asp and Castaneda and Young and Kronk, they have pieces. They have pieces in place that other teams don't have. And, and the, so, I think the piece that's closest to being ready is Justin Brady. Yeah. I, I mean – We'll see I, about Brady if he uh, turns out to be a starter or a reliever. But... I mean, he's 25. The curveball hasn't come in yet. Still, it's at 50, but there's still a, a step to go there. You know, when you're re- rebuilding, it's all about talent. Literally, don't worry about how it fits, but it's all about how much talent you have. Correct. Montreal took over. Montreal had a way too much talent in the outfield, but they had enough talent to win games. Right. And all of a sudden, they. Uh, I agree very much that rebuilding is – it's a talent acquisition business. It doesn't have to fit. You just have to get some because then you can trade it when it doesn't fit. You have redundancies or something like that. And I think a guy who does not wash his sheets except for once a year might Steve. be the funniest thing that has ever been said by D. Rich in podcast. Like that – I did not speak for – <laughs> because I was laughing over that bust. All right. Well, we can Steve, move on from the Yankees, Jake. Steve is JD. But let me – well, before we move on from the Yankees, um, yes, you are JD. You're a gross fucking human being. I hate Watch you. Watch this sheet once a year. <laughs> yeah, you sick uh, never gets But old. there is tons of pitching talent. And in this very recent 2013 draft that the first round isn't even done, man, the Yankees got, I think, I believe, and I'm wrong all the time because I'm not smart either. But I think the Yankees got gifted the best player in the draft, Juan Rivas. 
like by I don't think it was even close. I think he should have gone number one. So the fact that they get a uh, elite center fielder for free, you know, if that guy goes number one to Baltimore, then all of a sudden I'm like, fuck the Yankees. What do they have? They have they have a pitcher who can't get out left-handers. Like, man, that's a big deal. So I think the Yankees scored with this draft. I think Steve has been able to scratch his balls for two months and been fine. I like the Yankees situation based on a, a lot of things that are out of Steve's control. Yeah, OSA has a real hard on for Juan Rivas, the guy that New York got in the draft. So Man, how, it's hard not to. He looks he looks pretty much perfect. So, yeah, no, this team this team's got a lot going for it. They're terrible this year. Like this, they're bad. They're not very good. Certainly, certainly. The pitching staff's awful. Just god awful. The lineup looks very meh. And like they're better than they were because they have competent management, but that's it. That's all they got going for them. Right now, Steve is competent management. But yeah, teams, Doug. But this team's in a pretty good position. Like yeah. really, I. You uh, know what? It's it's weird because I've always thought like, literally since 2001, I've thought the Yankees had all the talent in the world. They oh, just they never was. made anything to do with it. Yep. They've had DeShazo. They've had Shields. Who was the closer that retired because of whatever reason? Oh, uh, what was his name? Like oh fuck, Dominatrix or whatever. It was something like Dominatrix. That. Domatrix. Domatrix. Sir, so, Sergio, Sergio Domatrix. I fucking messaged every New York GM for like seven years for that fucking guy. And then Doug finally took over and said, yeah, I took um, your I took Silky and Force, Force Rounders. Fuck yourself, Doug. Don't oh fuck God. yourself, Doug. Get out of he, here. So look at that, if you look at that guy's page, if you go to Domatrix, and you see, uh, see, he was good every year. He was good every year. Yeah. He was yeah, so he, good. Certainly by war. He was so good. It's weird. In any event. Yeah, no, it we makes, need to move on from the Yankees. But yeah, no. It, the guy it makes so me good. feel better. It makes me feel better if I think Doug died instead of just gave up his team. But whatever. Let's move on to Let's Toronto. On. Um, so we told them to get rid of some pitching. They did get rid of one pitching spec, and we'll touch on him later. Oh, boy. Uh, they got... Uh, Orlando Mesa back, who should be a key addition to this lineup. Uh, they still have Doherty, who is making $14 million this year, and then ten, ten the the last three years. But they added Aiden Gravel. They still have Ismael Rivera. They lose Daryl Julian for about four months here. Um, definite question marks on this Toronto team. Yeah, what the fuck are they doing, man? That's my thought. That's my thought. You guys go ahead. I just just get your I fucking still heart like out. this Toronto team. I have been on the Toronto bandwagon each of the last four or five years. They have talent everywhere. Like if you look at the OSA league rank, they are not below fifteen anywhere. They're in the top half of the league oh, everywhere. Yeah. Super talented. Don't I don't disagree with you at all. But what the f- I I just disagree with what the fuck means thinking. Like what is is he he's not obviously not basing him his decisions on that OSA rank. It's just it's so fucking weird to me to trade Sam Manzo, who's one of the league's best starting pitchers, certainly top 20 guy. I think he's 17 or 18 on our OSA list. A guy who's making nine million dollars in 2013. And then after that, making that trade, just going out and giving Aiden Graville fucking 32 million with the with the chance to opt out at any time. 
I don't. Do I don't you know, know what. what do you know what that? Do you know what that has shades of? Kansas City, Matt. No, it doesn't. Matt. It does. does. I think it does. it does. It's the idea of you're in playoff contention, then you sell off your best player. Oh, And then sure. you go out and sign the free agent for a shit ton of money. It reminds me more of um, David's soft rebuild than Kansas City Matt. I think Kansas City Matt gets a bad rap around here. Certainly, we all hate him. But he's self-aware and does makes sound decisions. This is just – this is fucking nuts. To pay Gravel $30 million, that tells me that whatever you gave Manzo up for, he better be worth $32 million. And if you look at that prospect, the center fielder who's not ranked in the top 100, it's a mistake. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with anything that's being said. I don't like soft rebuilds. I didn't like it when Boston did it. I think they would have won that division without doing it, and you never know. Um, I don't. I didn't like it when Toronto did it last year. You never know. Despite all of this, I don't hate this team. I I don't know what to do with the Toronto Blue Jays. Like every year, the one year I picked them to win to win at all, I'm not even sure they made the playoffs because um, I'm an idiot. But like, I I like a lot of these pitchers. I sort of like Travis Artford. Like Travis Artford. Like I I think he's a year away, but but I like him. Right. Like, I think he should go to triple A this year, but I like him. I, I like Sean York. I, I need to know when he's going to turn it on. Like, when's he going to become the pitcher that he everybody thinks he can be? But but I like him. Right. Like, I like a lot of these guys. Yeah. I like Mike Reese. I don't know when he's going to turn it on. Like, so I, I don't know what to do with this team. Right. Like, see, I think Toronto is a mean. A mean? Is that what you say? It's a mean, right? Yeah. That's what I, I think Amin is the smartest retard I know. Um, he makes a, hard, a ton of good decisions, but fucking a like. So it reminds me a little bit of Jangles trading his draft in 2014 for 2013. Like eventually he's gonna run out of time and can't keep trading his future draft with his draft. But Amin is in the opposite situation. Like eventually you gotta win. You can't just keep trading back for prospects. And he has too many prospects. Too many 24-year-old guys who need a year. He needs some guys who can win. He needs some fucking winners. And he ain't ready to win. And we've thought it. We've thought it. Not just you. Like, don't feel stupid, Trent. You've picked him when he won 85 games. I've picked him when he's won 82 games. But I've picked him every year. Yeah, we all believe in this Toronto team. But they just don't have enough fucking studs. They have a now, lot of I, shitty players who aren't ready. I like and a lot of get some guys fucking players. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to think about any of this. I I like a I like this farm system a lot. I like Orlando Meza a lot. I like Jorge Flores a lot. Um, so I I like some of the farm system. I think this is a closet playoff team uh, right now. I like this team as much as more than I like Montreal or Detroit or Boston. I oh, like I, this team more than Minnesota. Like we're running out of teams. That. I don't I mean, disagree with that at all. But my thought is, okay, both of you, Jake, Trent, my beautiful best friends, put yourself in a mean shoes. How do you win the championship? I think I would give up pretty soon on some of these – specs like York 
and Arford and try to unload them for some really top talent. Totally. And, and maybe even the same thing with guys like Haynes. Um, and I mean, I think back to when I made errors and I think one of my biggest errors is when I had guys who had some value, I just let them walk. Like I got nothing from Mike Mannion. And there was a time where the man ion would have gotten just a truckload in trade. Right. And I, I remember talking shit to you about him. And I got nothing for a guy like DJ Ferrarini. Who, who can't even sign in free agency. Right. And and there would have been a time where I would have gotten just a truckload in trade. And I think that might be what Amin needs to do. He needs to part ways, even though it's going to be sad. And even though his fans are going to be pissed off with some of these guys and be willing to go and get studs. Is, is this a team that's one piece? Is this a team that's one piece away? If so, then you make that move. Yeah. Oh, I think it's more than one piece. Um, I just think it's like you. You say that they're one piece away from make the move. Just, I think they're a couple moves away, but the moves are out there. Just maybe go get a big bat. Maybe go get a big pitcher. Maybe just go get something that can fucking produce. Because otherwise, you're just gonna rot in 84 win territory where you don't get a draft pick. They don't get any better. I think they're just going to rot in purg- purgatory unless right. they just do something ballsy. I think Amin's the biggest pussy in the sky. I think that it's sort of ballsy to sign Gravel. I hope I hope it works out for him. I really like Aiden Gravel. Like a, he's a perfect little player, right? Like Man. captain, great, just not worth $32 million. Just Dude, not. especially with his contract. Like, what just the not. fuck? What do you do if he opts out? Just not. Because why... Why won't he opt out? Why wouldn't he opt out? Exactly. There's no point for him not opting out. The only case is when for him not opting out is if he's so shitty that Amin roots for him to opt out. Right. So like the the only way that he doesn't opt out is if Amin really wants him to because he has just a terrible year. Right. So so I don't see a lot of benefit. It's $15 million. It's $15 million over two years. So if you show $12 million production. Then maybe you opt in, but that pitcher sucks dick. So this contract is ex- almost exclusively bad. There's no way I see this contract working out. It's just it's so stupid, so stupid. Hey, yeah, let's move on to the northern predictions. Um, D Rich, you got to start this time. All right. Um, okay, so I, I wrote this down really quick, <laughs> like 45 minutes ago, but uh. I have Cleveland winning the division. I don't even. I, it's weird because this division, I don't like any of the eight teams. I think they're all not good enough to win a division, but I think they're all not bad enough to be last in the division. It's just like a whole bunch of retards fighting it out. Um, you're going to see some pretty decent teams, but it's just not anyone good enough to contend. Is Paralympic boxing a thing? Um, it could be. It sure, certainly could be. Um, Special Olympics boxing. Maybe we'll ask uh, David I like, and Amin I, if they want to fight. I like I like boxing. what David said. It would be like Paralympic cage fighting or something. <laughs> it's like N- MMA with fucktards, right? Like so. <laughs> All right. So Cleveland winning the division. Yeah. So um, I like Cleveland winning the division. Then Jangles getting his retarded head in there with just the. The the most retarded chin possible where you can't knock it out. He just sticks in there in second. And then I'm going to go 
the Mets because I can't physically bet against the Mets. I tried. Longest playoff like, streak in Sky history. Yeah, I, I think it's not going to be broken because the, the North's just such a fucking shit show. So I like I like the Mets in third, Toronto in fourth, Boston, even with them having the most talent, struggling in fifth, then Minnesota, Detroit, and the uh, Yankees. But I, I, it's weird because I like those seven and eight teams. I like Minnesota and Detroit. I think they'll be good by next year, but this year it's going to be a fucking mess. So but, uh, I, there's one last thing I want to touch on here with the Mets. Pons, Clark, Pellot, and Johnny Downey are all headed for free agency this upcoming year. You've got uh. Pons currently asking for 30, Downey asking for 32.5, Pellot asking for 25, and Clark asking for 16 and a sixth. Oh, the, this this dynasty's broken up. If you even want to call it a dynasty, it's going to be a mess. You I, have they can afford Pons to resign. Up. You have, to, you, you have to resign Pons, and I think you have to resign Downey. Pilot, you have to let you Pilot just, and Clark walk. Yeah, that, that guy is the most overrated guy in the league, anyway. He hasn't done shit, so. Yeah, you have to resign the pitchers. I don't know. I, uh, I, I do think the Mets are a dynasty, and one of the reasons I'm going to say that is because they haven't won it all in a while. They won all of their championships pretty close to each other, right? Like, they haven't won. 2507? Yep, so they won They won. Three championships in five, six seasons. That's a dynasty. Right? We overrate and, them a bit. And yet fair. and yet never won one back to back, right? And in the middle, they won hundred and twelve games, like in the regular season, and like didn't win the championship that year. But in any event, I'm gonna take the Mets to win the division just because I'm gonna take the Mets to win the division. I'm gonna take Toronto in second because I can't quit the fucking Blue Jays. Um I'm gonna take Cleveland in third. And then I don't know what the hell to do. This is ridiculous. I'm going to go Montreal, Detroit, Minnesota, Boston, New York. All right. I think the uh, – because I, I can't quit Toronto either. I think they win the division. Wow. Um, Mets, close second. Close second. Red Sox in third. Wow. Indians fourth. Fuck. Twins fifth, Detroit sixth, Montreal seventh, Yankees in eighth. All right, so we're all all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Can we just all agree that the fucking North is garbage? Well, and see, they I don't all just suck their. Yeah, they'll suck. I, it it occurs to me that I sort of like all these owners, right? Like this is a very likable owner division. Like I'm just yeah, saying. minus it's, minus Jungles agree. Yeah, or the Yankees, I, but better than I, Doug. I like oh, I yeah. like I like Jangles and I like Steve. I think Steve's a good guy. I don't like yes. either of those guys. They're they're I like to not like them. I guess yes. that's what I to say. Who, I love who, make, hate who makes it out of the East? I when I said it. Cleveland, Montreal, Brandon. No, out of the East. Not the North, out of the East. Oh fuck. Well the Atlanta Braves, of course, because they got the biggest dick of the bunch. I think that it's it, if the Mets get in, good luck getting them out. I'll take the Mets. I think it's an Atlantic team, regardless. Um, if it's the Braves, it's, if it's not, the Pirates are pretty damn solid. So it's the Mets or whoever makes it out of the Atlantic. Let's move on to. You the... think the Atlantic's that shitty? No. 
<laughs> I just thinks it's, he thinks it's the Mets or whoever makes it out of the Atlantic. Yeah, it's fucking whoever makes it out of the Atlantic, man. The, Met, the, Atlantic, the Atlantic's good. And the Mets still have Ponds, Downey, Bedway. I mean, you have to go through that gauntlet. Oh no, they're, game they're series. the the Mets are terrifying. Yeah, they're not going to be. They're not not going to stop being terrifying. Just I mean, this also every team other that, team is not terrifying. They're they're not scary in the North. The I Atlantic, mean, they, yeah. they represent some problems. They they they've made the Skyline Cup series as recently as '09. They just ran into the buzzsaw, the chainsaw that was the 15 and 0 Dodgers. That's a good point. Yeah, no. And I, by the way, after the West. The East had won every championship from 01 to 08. The West has won the last four. Yeah, it's crazy how fucking lucky everyone's got. That's a crazy town. All right, let's do the Central. Is that what's next? As we pass the two-hour mark, let's head on the Central. Let's rock and roll. Let's start with the Cubbies. I think we need to uh, give a shout-out to Ryan. We haven't formally welcomed him. Oh, Welcome boy, Ryan. we've sucked his dick enough. I don't care about Ryan. Ryan's whatever. Oh, my. <laughs> Just ignore D-Rich. All right. Ryan is, I, Ryan is, Ryan's boring now. Ryan's I, gave, I gave Leffler the kiss of death last year. I think he's going to come back. He had three warriors. He got to death. Loffler. Whatever. Um, we, we established because I have a Leffler in the hunt now, so we got to give him a good name. Loffler. This is – they lost two big pieces of that outfield last year. They don't have Jimmy Vickers anymore, who, by the way, is still sitting in free agency, and they lost Ben Cochran. They still have that SOB, John Schwab. They still have Matt Rowland, who was – By the way, is really fucking good at baseball. Matt Rowland, who's supposedly really good at baseball, might be losing his job to Jacob Shaver. They've still got Luis Mejica. They re-signed Sangman Yu. They signed Ignacio Mendoza in free agency. They've still got Arturo Pineda. But this team doesn't blow me away. They have pieces, but it doesn't blow me away like previous Cubs team have. This team looks worse than last year's. This team mm-hmm. looks worse. They, they just don't look as good. I mean, I think they're still going to be pretty good. Um, and they play in the Central, which helps a lot. But, you know, uh, the Roland Shaver, like, it's, it's one of the things where the middle of the lineup, like, terrifies you. Because they're going to do something like Schwab... Shaver, Roland, you, it's awful, right? But around them, they're going to need some things to happen, right? Yeah, I like, just, I kind of think this is the worst. Like, you look at the top of the sky, it's always been kind of the Angels, Cubs, Braves, Mets, like one of those four. Uh, I don't think the top's very strong, and that includes the Atlantic, that includes the North. And that includes the central. I don't think any of these teams are super terrifying. I don't love. The, I don't look at the Cubs and think like, oh boy, I don't want to play them in a seven game series. The the X factor of this team is going to be Tim Bowen. I agree wholeheartedly. Is he a starter? Is he a reliever? What does he do? Yeah, it's, I, time, it's I, time for him to make up his mind. I I trust him as a starter to be honest. I think I think, I, I I think, think you have to try. You've got to throw him there at the at the number yep. four behind left. Uh, Leffler, Pineda, and Jenkins. Certainly. Like, a, a 50 screwball is not enough to just kill your chances at a big starter. I, think I mean, and, yeah, and a rotation of Leffler, Pineda, Jenkins, Bowen, Frederick is or quietly one of the— or whatever you want. It's quietly right? like, a very good rotation. I think they have one of the best rotations in baseball. Maybe maybe the best. I'm mm, not, let's not I'm, go that far. I'm not as bullish on 
on that as you guys are. I think Leffler Pineda ranks with almost anybody, but but Leffler's he 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 misses like two months every year, always really hurts. Yeah, and after that, I'm not as high on Garing as you guys are. I'm not as high on Frederick as you guys are. I'm certainly not high on Curling or Bocanegra. It really is all about Tim Bowen. Do they have two starters or three? Because that makes a big difference. I mean, yeah, I they, you know what? I agree. I mean, they, they have at least three with Jenkins. But if Bowen's there, I, I'm with you. Like, that makes the line, that makes the rotation feel so much deeper, so much better. Because Leffler, I feel good about. Pineda, I feel good about. Jenkins, I feel good about. And you know what? I'm about 50 50 on Garing and Frederick. I think one of those guys will be okay. Just. I don't know. I think they need one more solid piece. They're okay. Yeah, I'm a little bit more worried about this team hitting than they are mm-hmm. than, than than pitching, quite frankly. On offense, it's you, Roland Shaver. I, they've got, I don't know, uh, the more I look at it, they've got Schwab, they've got King at least against righties, who actually is decent enough to stay on the field against lefties. They've got Shaver, they've got Roland. We know Ignacio Mendoza's hit in the past. I mean, he's one of the most consistent hitters in the league. He's going to hit 280. He's going to get on base at about a 340 clip, and he's going to slug about 420. And he's going to play elite defense. Yeah, he's what he is. I mean, you're probably right. They're probably a little bit better than I'm giving him credit for. Looks a little left-handed in the middle. Going to be really vulnerable to lefty starters. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's about it. Like, I think they're pretty good. They're, they're not bad. I think we well, can move on. Let's move on to the White Sox, who had the biggest overpay of the offseason. I cannot stress enough how much I hate this Greg Kane deal. I how loved you, him last year. How about you year. lead with us? How about you lead? You talk as a former Greg Kane over owner. Just give me your Greg Kane thoughts. So Go for it. We, we got a steal for him last year. We signed him late. Only paid him $8 million and a quarter because um, we signed him in January. Got a full season out of him, which I was not expecting. Got an 812 OPS out of him, which I was not expecting. Got three and a half war out of him, which I was not expecting. Because I expected the drop-off to come, and it hasn't come yet. But it will come within the next year or two. It might not be this year. He might be serviceable this year. But he's making $27 million this year. He's making $27 million next year. He's got a player option for $27 million in 2015, which he is definitely taking. And I don't see a world in which Greg Kane, A, averages 120 games a year, and B has more than eight war over this three-year deal. It's going to pay him what, seventy-two million? I, I, I as someone eighty-one million. Excuse me. As someone who picked many years ago on Parsons getting twenty-four million over th- for three years. And actually, can I talk one more thing Ooh. about this Greg Kane deal? I think that part of this is because Greg Kane is the one that got away for Chicago. He was Zach's very first 1-1 back in 2002. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Certainly. He was the uh, 1-1 in 2002. He was traded a year and six days later. Undeniable correlation there. That's a very good point. But I liked liked where Trent was going there. Continue. As someone who really picked on the Parsons signing and was dead wrong, I have to pick on this one too because this is for more money for a lesser player. I mean – That's so funny. I thought you were going to say – I. I defend. I insulted the Parsons signing, so therefore I have to defend this one. Nope. No, this like, one sucks. On the face, if you just look at like the OSA rating, number two shortstop, 
You look at what he did as recently as 2010, 4.7 war in, in 120 games. It doesn't look bad on the face, but my gut tells me that Greg Kane is going to be a shell of the player that he is in by maybe July of next year when he'll be 34. And I don't think he's able to stay at shortstop. He's, he's got 60 range. He was playable there last year, minus two across 150 games. I, I mean, but he was also minus seven in 2009. Yeah, he was minus two I'm in 2010. You. I'm with you. It's the defense that scares me. My gut says that he's um, going to fall off. He kind of had that Angels bullshit last year where just everyone's good, even though they shouldn't be. But he has already shown it, – it, it, just, it doesn't make sense to have a guy suck at shortstop in 2008 and all of a sudden be good there in 2012. That doesn't add up to me. So I would assume that I do he's going to come back to earth and struggle. Now, that said, I do not think that that was the worst signing of this offseason for the Chicago White Sox. Because I think the worst signing was Ito. Because that is awful. This is just awful. He is, a shell of his, he is a shell of his former self. Meihi Ito, as recently as November of 2011, was 100-plus for Velocity. November of 2012, he was at 99 to 101. This past sim, Jerry just bumped him down to 96.98. And you want to know what Ito's making? 11.8 this year, a team option for 12.8 next year, which I doubt gets picked up. Oh, boy. I mean, I would agree with you. That that signing by the White Sox. East Coast. There was certainly a lot of bad signings, though. And he's listed as a starter, which is just... The stupidest idea in the long and storied history of stupid ideas. It's so dumb. Put him in the bullpen. He'll look better. Uh, Zach, I try to defend you sometimes. Yeah. All, mean, of, all of this is shitty. The one thing that I know. will say is that I would like to go back to the preseason sim where we talked about the whole list of pitchers that went in the first round many years ago, 2011. And I said at the time, my favorite was Justin Adams. And I'm about to be proven right because he's the best of all these guys. No, I'm you're not e- full of shit. I'm not even sure he's very good, and he's better than all the rest of those guys. Asp. Better Come than on. Mueller. Better than Asp. Asp better than good. Better than uh, Terminator Ted. Better all right. than all those guys. You're the, full the, of the shit. The pitchers you're that went in the first round there, there's a long list. You've got Aaron Berg, 1-1, Jonathan Asp, uh, Terminator Ted Heineman. You've got Justin Adams, who's going to be debuting. You have Kyle Walter there in Cleveland. Uh, Nick Trantow in Houston. Whole bunch of pitchers went early. Uh, Tim Encinas in Atlanta, who I believe has flamed out. Oh, yeah. He tore his arm. Rich Neofotistos. A lot of pitchers went in that 11-year. Trent is full of uh, doggy doo-doo because Adams certainly does not show anything of promise. Now, Aaron Berg has shown nothing of promise. But Jonathan Adams. Hold on, hold on. You don't York think Justin good. Adams has shown anything of promise? I don't. I don't. I don't think there's anything to be excited about. Career. What? What's? What is this? A career 2.6 ERA in the minors? Yeah, I would like him to strike out some guys every now and then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Justin Adams has had a better minor league career than Jonathan Asp. That is not even a matter of opinion. That is just fact. Look up Jonathan Asp. That kid sucks on ice. You know what? Maybe. Maybe I'm full of shit. Maybe I am wrong. Because now that I'm looking at it, I am wrong. 
but I don't really have much to say. So just take me speaking with authority as fact because I'm wrong. Justin Adams is a better pitcher than Jonathan Asp. I've I would I would take that bet. I would take that bet that Asp is better than Adams. Um, neither are great. Berg certainly sucks. Heineman has suffered injuries, but I I would bet on Asp over over Adams. 100. Uh, percent Over under, sure that... over under 950 OPS for Felix Salgado. I'll take man 950 is a big number. So uh, I'll take. Fuck. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty close. I think Felix Salgado is one of the best hitters in baseball, so I'll take over. I will, too. I, th- I think this guy is on the verge. I wish he played better outfield. Like, that really holds him back. Yeah. But as a hitter, there are very few peers, as D. Rich says. So I'll take the over. And yeah. then this is more of a team-based stat, but I think it's going to be telling if the White Sox offense over under 100 RBI. He had what? 96 last year. Oh, Felix Salgado, Salgado have more than 100 RBI. Oh, I'll take over. Sure. I'll, sure, I'll give him 100 RBI. He had 96 last year. It's pretty hard yeah. not to take over. I mean, this team's really bad, and I don't totally understand what they're doing because now they're going to put Justin Adams in right away, which is mm-hmm. just dumb because yeah, he's, he's a year away, and I mean, I, it, it, I don't get it. You know what? Zach's been in his own world since – he you never lost Zach, a trade. If you're listening, if you since you've joined the league, Zach's been in his own world. He's done a lot of dumb decisions, had a lot of weird approaches. It can work out. You made the World Series once. Just start paying attention, start focusing, and think about what you're doing. But I, I think this time last year we talked about Salgado versus Manriquez. Who would we rather have? And last year I said Manriquez, and this year I'd probably say Salgado. I think I'd take Salgado. I would too. I think this guy's going to be although great. it's although it's close because Manriquez is better defensively. So I like Slightly. that Salgado. I like that Salgado's a righty. Yeah, certainly you, you obviously like that he's a righty, but Manriquez can still survive in center. It's a it's a fun argument, but this team paid Phil Hay eight million dollars this year to be the closer. This is all. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a guy just, who was once good. They once signed Jose good. Montoya to six million a year. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy, but it feels like we're in a league where Zach is just running his team with the AI. Like, are the White Sox just the AI? Because they're not no. horrible. They're not that dumb to the point where it's crazy, but uh, they're not San Diego, Joe, but they're so stupid. It makes me wonder. Yes, it's just not good. Yeah. Please make Ito a reliever. Like, uh, let's move on. Jake, who's next? Colorado. Um, they traded away Andy or no, sorry. They let Andy Allen walk. Um, they still have Mark Scruggs. They still have Mike Gomez. They still have Mamma Mia. Um, but it's those three. You've got those three making nearly uh, 90 million combined. Yeah. Which is a lot for $134 million payroll. Mamma Mia is my favorite. I'm, I'm taking credit for that nickname and I am. That's my favorite thing I've ever done my entire life. I love Mamma Mia. And you know what? I just love what Keeper's doing in general. Um, letting Andy Allen walk certainly hurt, but he's doing the right thing. We're going to get I, a full year of Chris Madrano, and he is going to set the world on fire. I yeah. love Chris Madrano. I agree with that. I, I, I will say a couple of things. I agree very much. Kiefer is 
fantastic. I think he does a great job, Very especially savvy. with having a tough team to manage because they play in cores and that presents all sorts of problems. He does a really good job. We've mentioned this before of getting stuffed guys who strike out the world so they don't even put the ball in play, which makes it a lot easier to place like cores. And so it was only a matter of time, as D. Rich said, until Amari Dantignac made his way to Colorado. Right? And, I can't believe that that was his first time at course. He just looked like and a so, Rocky. But that said, this team looks a little bit worse than it was last year to me. I mean, I'm not entirely sure about that. Well, the difference is essentially it's Andy Allen or development of all the other guys. Or or Dantignac. Right. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm with Jake. I'm going to take the development of you know, 156 games of Madrano over Dantignac versus Allen. Now, one thing that I really do like is they just got Bobby Kinsey, the shortstop mm-hmm. from Las Vegas. And I like that. I like that trade. I think that's shrewd. I, I do, too. Really but where is he playing? Shortstop. No. Uh, shortstop? No, I guess he's probably a second baseman. I don't hate Shane Frazier at shortstop. He doesn't have the turn DP that I love, but he's got 65 range. He's got 65 arm. He's more of a third baseman, but in a pinch, I don't hate he him at shortstop. He was fucking horrible at shortstop last year. It's not about the turn DP because the turn DP is bad. It's 50. The range is 60. It's just not enough to get it done. I've got that range at 65. Well, well, why don't you fucking look at the zone rating? Because it's horrible. Yeah, I saw it was minus 10 last year in 100 games. Which yeah, means, either bad. way, either way, that's better than Bobby Kinsey's 55. And one no, of them's going to be bad. one it's of them's going to be it, it's uh it's going to be Rodinson and Rocky Graves all over again. One of them's going to be really good at second base. The other's going to be really shitty at shortstop. Right. The thing is, it just doesn't add up. Like the dude needs a shortstop. He's got a couple second basemen. He just has one too many bats, including the outfield. Because By the way, Shane Frazier. David Thompson can play both positions. Uh, Shane Frazier is going to hit 330 this year. Yeah, I'm more than confident in saying that. If he plays the games, sure. I don't know yeah. where he's playing him. He just he doesn't have the right positions allocated. Um, he needs to move a second base. I don't two. know. I, he needs to move an outfielder or two. He just he's a little all over the place. I, I I'm gonna say not that I'm rooting for it because. The skyline is better when Mike Gomez is in it, but God that guy's going to, but that guy's going to get hurt this year. You would think so, right? Like it's, he, he almost has to, right? Cause he didn't get hurt at all last year. Zero Whole injuries last year. I'm Whole, a little pissed off for a season guy. healthy. And he's already sprained his knee. Good. You know what? I love so, the man and I love Kiefer, but go fuck yourself a little bit. Cause I'm a little bitter about it. I, I think this team's a little worse than it was last year. Now it might still be a playoff team. I'll reserve judgment. We've only been through a couple of teams in the central, it's but just, it's gotten older. So you, you want to say it's gotten better, but who's actually getting older here? I have said some stupid things on this pod. And I think what I'm about to say is the stupidest thing I've ever oh, said. Oh boy. Oh boy. The pitching of this team is its strength. Oh, Mark yeah, Scruggs. Dontignac, Alberto Cruz, Luis Ruiz. I think that is a legit one through four. You've got okay. Brad Neal and a Johnny Jemerson who signed, I think, the best contract of the – that was the best move of signing Jemerson to $6 million this year. Love I that. Mean, 70 movement, 60 stuff. I, I certainly don't hate the Jemerson move. I just – this is a team that – what, they went 86 games, 88 games last year, and is the rotation that much better? Yeah, Where I do think they, so. I think they're deeper. I think I think this is a this is a deeper pitching staff. We're going to see a year of progression out of Alberto Cruz, 
they were able to replace Ernesto Bocanegra, and I think that, that Dantoniak, even with that control drop, is going to be just a shade worse than Andy Allen. He's not going to be the five-war guy, but he's probably going to be a three-and-a-half, four-war guy. Yeah, I, I think, think he's going to be the same boat. I think he's just as likely to miss the year as be a three-and-a-half, four guy. Yeah, three-and-a-half, four is big talk, man. They, they won 89 games last year. To say they're getting better is a tall order. And yeah, that's like a 95-win team. Boy, oh boy. I, I think I think this is a, I think this team has a chance to win the Central. I love wow. 86 wins for them. And I I think the Central. No offense to Sterling is just the same shit we've seen. There's so much of okay teams. Hey, is Sterling next? He is okay. next. Um, All right. Just just had him on the podcast. That was a really good listen. Loved having him on. Uh, I, all right. I'm going to take the reins because I was thinking about this. Thank you. I'm going to take the reins. Most of our first years in the sky were 2001 when the Montreal Expos were the best team. This is two Expos owners ago. Were the best team in the regular season and won it all. In 2002, the Mets, led by Kasahara, who was an international free agent, and some pitcher nobody had heard of named Pons. Won it all. They were the best team in the regular season. Won it all. And then we won a decade. A decade. Where the best team in the regular season didn't win the championship. Until last year when it happened to Sterling and the Houston Astros. As such, does this team deserve to be in the conversation? Do the 2012 Astros belong in the conversation of best ever single season team? In Sky history. No. Jake. Um, it helps having. Jake, I think if. Jake, to, Jake, 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 Jake. Yes or no. Um, can I not preface it? Yes or no. Can, can I not preface this? Yes or no. I'd say it's a top. I'd say it's a top yes five no. team. I'd say. It, yes or no. One of the yes. Wow. Well, that's a I pussy think, answer. Now, now, I think I would, if you really pushed me into corner, I'm taking that Montreal 2001 team because that team was stacked. Oh, yeah, that, team was, that team was stacked. stacked. I think this team is close behind. The, that the team, need that to have. team had five Hall of Famers on it, I Man, think. Man, dude, I feel like I'm fucking in a time machine or like some sort of dimensional shift. I like the Astros. I like Sterling. But is this a team that has the best record? And wins the championship. I I look at them and I say, fuck no, they ain't. Well, if, I know as they long just as Angel Trujillo plays 150 games, this team will always have a chance. Yeah, but I just I don't see this team in ever. I'm never never gonna think favorite. When By the have, way, Angel Trujillo, you don't have a, you don't have a pitching staff in the top 20. That's fucking horrible. They have no yeah. starters. I mean, they have no infield outside of. This Ramirez. is like. But see what but what I like about it, it's a better version of what Jengles was trying to do. Like just kick ass defensively and not worry about the starting pitchers. Yeah, I don't think Jengles knows what he's trying to do. So I don't well that, I don't that, agree that with does, that, but I know what you're saying. That does that does sort of presuppose some premeditated intelligence on the part of Jengles that I agree is difficult in assuming. But I think that Sterling is smarter than Jengles and Ooh. and has sort of done this the right way because none of these guys suck. This pitching staff's better than Montreal's. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, but and, look at the pitching staff. Do you, like, objectively, look at the pitching staff and say, 
All right. I don't know what the lineup looks like. I don't know what the bullpen looks like. I don't know how many runs they're going to score or what defense they're going to play. Is this capable of winning, you know, the Sky Championship? Well, since they, they did, did it last year. Since they did last year and nobody's left, yeah. I have to but, say but, yes. But what you – the thing is, this is this is a part of yeah, it. Yeah, but see, but that's, that, that's, what you're, that's what makes it cool, though. It right? makes like, it they cool, did it but it doesn't make it defense. It doesn't make it like a repeatable thing. They actually, I think, had the easiest run to a Sky Championship of any team in history. Yeah, because they didn't have to go through the fucking Angels. They didn't have to go through the fucking Angels. They didn't or have to the go through the fucking Mariners. They beat that fucking shit poop hole Dodgers. Yeah, Mike, you're a poop hole. You suck. You, they beat Mike. They beat the Rockies. And then they beat the fucking Miami Marlins. They had the easiest run to a championship of all time. Let's not stop treating this team like a fucking powerhouse because we all, all 32 of us, Sterling included, can look at this 26-man roster and say, all right, they're okay. They're not going to win the fucking championship. But look, they did. Because I think, they you're, had the I think you're just a little run. salty. No, they had I, the easiest run ever. I think I think that I, I can even get behind the easiest run ever thing because you're making a oh, lot yeah. – you're making, they did. They did. you're making some sense there. Like, really. Which is I, dangerous. I, I do, I, it's I not know. dangerous. I'm, the Dodgers I'm, I'm alarmed the only by team that. they had to go through. And even Mike, Poopo Mike, would admit that this is probably the worst Dodgers team from 2012 to 07. I it, just I, – I, I don't know that – I'm not sure it's repeatable, right? Like, I will say hell that. Hell no. I'm not sure it's repeatable. But, but boy, oh, boy. That defense is so good that it, is. Got, it covers a lot sure. of holes. It covers a lot of holes. You know what else they had, though, on the defensive side? Uh, not only do they have Trujillo, which, of course, I'm going to be thrilled. I love Trujillo. Even though I traded him away, he played 156 games last year with amazing defense in center. That made me happy because I love the guy. But they also had Arturo Ramirez play 156 games at shortstop. A guy who's a fucking scroll guy, like a big-time scroll guy. Man, they got so lucky injury-wise, and they still, I don't think, deserved it. I'll I think say this, this is about the Ramirez. worst team in history to win the Sky Championship. I'll say this about Ramirez. Since 2009, he has been fairly healthy. All right. He has um, – he's kind of a Mike Gomez type. We've kind, yeah. of, we've kind of evolved that into a type of player. We have. That's what I was looking games. at. Uh, we were talking about Hecht as a scroll guy, and I was trying to figure out who I was, who it was that I was looking at, and I thought, Jesus Christ, how is someone this injured? Dave Carrico. Well, Carrico is is uh, not even playable. Well, he's a he's wrecked. I mean, he's that's there's it's it's so sad because yeah, it's there's, there's levels of scroll guys and there's Carrico. Right. So maybe and, we need a Carrico. And, we, and we just we all agree that Carrico is a name. A title for someone who's a Futuro Estrado. Uh, well, uh, well, right. Either it's a Carrico Hecht, right? Like it's those sorts of guys, right? Like, because I don't know who's worse. Because I was just on Hex page, and it's pretty close to this. I think Carrico is a little bit worse, but it's close. And yeah. and it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I don't think this team is. I do think there was a little bit of luck. There's luck in any extreme. Winning a championship is certainly an extreme, right? 
all these guys hit during the playoffs last year. Josh Ellis hit. Ramirez hit like a banshee. Tim Peach hit. Halverson was a man possessed last year in the playoffs. Yeah, even Trujillo, the guy we praised nonstop. I mean, he hit like absurd throughout the postseason. It was, he had a it was 12, 19 OPS in the postseason. He was worth yeah. one war in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've talked and we've made fun of Pupo Michael for running the table. We've, we've had these crazy runs like Baltimore or even, even Miami, uh, guys who ran the table and won the championship. But no one has just gotten lucky for an entire season. And it pains me to say this, but I think Houston is the luckiest team in history. I think this is the most underwhelming championship team, but maybe even the most underwhelming division title team. Because I see nothing about this team, and I get excited, outside of Trujillo and Halverson. I don't even really get excited about Halverson, but he's really good defensively, and he had such a great year. Yeah. I don't get excited about those hitting rankings. They don't excite me. They're fine, but they're not exciting. Yeah, right? I also haven't I haven't finished the Sterling podcast, so I, I apologize if I'm shitting on it, but I have a feeling it's going to be like – Listen to me. I'm so smart, but look at my fucking team, and yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I felt like it was that. He talked about what he did, but you know, I, I, I don't hate this pitching staff. I don't think they're scary. I, hate I don't hate. I, I don't hate this lineup, but I don't think they're scary, and I think they're going to be really good again. Man, there I hate go. the pitching staff. I just I OSA has the pitching staff outside the top twenty. It's ranked 24th. If you just, they just need to go five innings with this bullpen. They just need to go five innings. I don't, yeah, I don't know if the bullpen. I think the bullpen's a little overrated too. I disagree with that. It's a little righty heavy for me to be too excited about it. Um, Young certainly good. Clark certainly good. But to there's get your left lefty, Mike Clark. Yeah, that's yeah. my only lefty. I'd like that's I'd my like one to, lefty. I'd like to see another lefty starters. or two. Yeah, I'd like to see another lefty or two. I mean, Xavier You're Drake. Right. The, you've got Xavier Drake if you want to throw him in the bullpen. Diego Roman's yeah. a lefty. It's yeah, all right. You, am I? Are you terrified of Xavier Drake? Whether he's in not in the rotation? Slightest. Yeah, exactly. Dude. But that guy's a guy who pitched pretty good in the regular season. Yeah. Everyone pitched good in the regular season, and that's why I think the Astros are the biggest fluke in Sky history. Sterling, love you. Go fuck yourself. Keep trading me players, but whatever. I'm sorry. I don't know. I just I, this is the most un, underwhelming great team ever, and it makes me sad as a Braves owner. And a Jake, it should make you sad as a guy who is the GM of the Angels. Next. The Kansas City Royals have had a uh, quiet, 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 quiet offseason. It really is crazy, isn't it? They Nobody knows have, what to do. They have not made a trade. They've signed a shit ton like, of players. Like, really? Say it out loud. I know. Kansas City, they, they made one trade. Excuse me, Alex did Benilla. not make a trade. No, they made the uh, Bob Reeser trade, right? No, no, no. They oh, didn't. that was that was that was the Giants. What am I saying? Yeah, I, I. And the one guy they did trade for, um, ended up getting drafted in Rule Five. Yeah. Let me. Um, I want to say one quick sentence about the about the Royals, and then you guys can cut me off. But I have expressed my dismay with how much I hate Kansas City Matt and everything he stands for. But I have to credit the man. Um, as douchey as he is, he is very self-aware. 
He knows that he is the guy who trades everybody. And the fact that he trades no one, I appreciate it. I, I loved this offseason. But he knows. He knows deep down that he is hated. By I mean, us. this team is exactly the same as it was at the end of last season. And they didn't make the playoffs. That's usually not a recipe for success. And it shouldn't be. Um, where are they improving? I mean, looking at who they lost, they lost Constable, Steve Warren, Kevin Wisner, Juan Zarate, Dave Levin, Luis Cruz Garcia. Yeah, I mean, they they're... replaced Cruz Garcia with Marte. They replaced Levin and Wisner with Ibarra. Yeah, Marte's and, another but, uh, And Cisco. Bona Ayunta, yep. Yeah, none of that sounds this like team a... Is prob- this team looks worse than last year. Yeah, none no, of those are upgrades. The they're going to win 70 to 80 games. There's no way Steve Parsons is worth seven more this year. No, which is why that's the one guy he's been trying to shop. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right to an extent. I don't I, I don't think that what Kansas City Met does is great for the league, but he's right to be trading Steve Parsons. And I think totally. I do not think that he does terribly all the time in his trades, right? Like I think we he talk, does really well in his trades, actually. I think I, think I actually of, like some of his signings, too. I think I like Ibarra signing. I think I like Marte signing. I think Kansas City Matt's actually a smart person, but just has severe, like, ADHD that needs heroin to diagnose. Like he's, <laughs> he needs hard drugs to calm him down, because this is the first time we've seen him calm, and I think the team's better than last year. You guys are saying it's worse. I think it's better. I think some of these guys take a leap, but is 83 wins enough to make the playoffs? Probably not. Is 83 wins enough to make you feel good about yourself? Probably not. Whatever. I don't think Michael Prettyman's a five-war starter either. We can be done with the Royals now. Hey, can I say something about Michael Prettyman? Yeah. So um, I like Michael Prettyman a lot. He's pretty solid looking. Is he a five-war starter? Probably. I don't. I don't know. Totally agree with that. But uh, I was shopping Eddie Hill who, uh, if you guys don't know, is a top 10 starter in baseball, potential Hall of Famer. Kansas City Matt thinks Michael Prettyman's worth more than Eddie Hill. That's not true. Yeah, I think, think that's a, the hottest take on Earth. I mm-hmm. think that's what I told him. I told I him, go fuck yourself. That's an, that's 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 I would have been like lay down sort of surprised. <laughs> If yeah, you traded Eddie Hill to the Kansas City Royals, like one for I would, one for pretty much, I would have needed some time. Like yeah. if he would have said yes, you would have said yes. Oh no, no, no! I think Hill is okay. way more valuable than pretty much. But okay, I was about to say, like I would have, like just you trading Eddie Hill to the Kansas City Royals yeah. would have, in and of itself, caused me much anguish. Like I, I told him been, it would take Prettyman and a bunch of prospects, and he said, "Oh, Prettyman's way more valuable than Hill." And believed it, which is, I gotta say, the, the man. Counting, I don't think even the counting salaries, I'd rather have Hill. Of course, of course. Even counting the age differences, I'd rather have yeah. Hill. Pretty man, pretty man. Now that we mention him, is really the X factor of this Kansas City Royal team because he uh, he was hurt on and off last year. We'll see if he pitches 200 innings next year. If he can repeat five and a half, six WAR in 200 innings, then yeah, pretty man should be deserved. Treat like a, treated like an ace, but it's just too I don't, early. I don't think that's going to happen. 
I don't think so either. I think about next last year's production, a four four ERA, four and a half WAR. I think that's about what you can expect from Prettyman, and that's best case scenario. Who's you next? Guys are, you guys ready to move on to uh, yes. an outlier of all outliers? Sure. For the first team, for the first time since 1997. We will be seeing a Milwaukee Brewers team that does not feature Juan Ramos. I know. One of the can, best can we, ever. Can hey, we take a second to look at that 2010 season? Just we, Can we take a second and uh, say a prayer? Trent, Trent do you want to lead us in a Juan Ramos prayer? Uh, we bless you, Ron Juan Ramos. One of the best ever. Amen. Amen. He rocks. I love Juan Ramos. I, I, before, we, before we move on to Milwaukee, and there's a lot to unpack here. I want to look at this 2010 season in just in in and of itself. You have 2009, which was injury shortened, struck out less than eight per nine, only pitched 152 innings, did have a 2.5 ERA. You look at the 2011 season, injury shortened, only started 22 games, an ERA above five. And then you look in the middle at 2010, through 200 through 263 innings, struck out 8.2 per nine, ERA plus of 206. ERA of 2.22, a WAR of 8.4, and what do you know, his sixth and final Pitcher of the Year award. His first, by the way, since 2004. Did not win in 05, or 06, or 07, or 08, or 09, and he turns around and wins it in his age 36 season in 2010. Yeah, I mean, he's one of my, he's probably my favorite pitcher ever. I wish he had a, a sexier name, certainly, but. I mean, there will never be a more dominant three-year stretch than Ramos from 02 to 04. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. The guy is the guy is unworldly. He's one of the best ever, him. and I still consider it one of the great tragedies. And I really do mean this. I'm not just trying to be dramatic. Sometimes I am. This is not one of those times. I really think it's sad that Andrews never won at all, because he's had not one but like two little mini mini dynasties, little dinettes, right? The pre-Pruitt. Post Pruitt dynasties. Right. Yep. The little, the little early career Ramos, late career Ramos, with different cores around him. Yeah, it's and a weird. Neither team. of them won them all. They're like the weird. I would say that they're the weirdest experience in Sky. Like they were dominant, then they sucked. Like just flat out sucked for like two, three for, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were and then really all good of a sudden, again. Boom! Pruitt got. They drafted Pruitt. He came up and ben was great. Ramos had a resurgence, and they were dominant again. It, they've got Dante Harge is back with the Brewers, by the way. Yeah, it makes that. me glad. It does. You know, it makes me that happy. makes me think that he cares about Sky history and the fact that we all called him a piece of shit after trading when he tried to, after Ramos. trying to trade Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, and he kept Ramos for the whole thing, and Ramos retired. So he, he keeps saying Andrew. he keeps saying this is a rebuild. I think this team looks better than Kansas City. Um, I don't hate I, this team. I do. So I, I still it's, do. <laughs> it's Stefan Williams and then a bunch of meh on the pitching staff. I think Sean I, Lowe you could call better than meh. I think he's better than meh. meh. He's okay. Ben Chiolella is the definition of meh. Now he's meh. Kevin yeah. Friend is meh. They just meh. have some guys who are like David McKean and meh. not Milwaukee. You know, he needs to follow the Colorado school of thought of just getting like Strikeout like, dudes. It's like getting he, rid of Deshaun Bethay. Yeah, he, yeah. He never seems to care or notice or something that he plays his home games in Miller Park. Right? Like, I, that sounds like you're calling him stupid, and I don't want you to do that because he might get offended, but you're right. It's pretty stupid. He is stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. 
I, I don't I don't understand. Yeah, like, it's a dumb thing, Milwaukee. Like Andrew, come on, you got to fucking click that button, dude. Just click. I mean, on and then on the offense. Settings. On the offense, it's Schumacher, Brandon. Oh, can we talk about Jim Brandon for a second? Always. Because what the fuck is Jim Brandon's contract? Is he worth that much money? No. To anybody in baseball? No, no, no. Oh, on the open he's, market. He's on, he's, he on the decline, he's on the decline, too. Oh, man. All of our scouts, including all three of our scouts, OSA, all on the decline. What does he get on, in free agency? Like $18 million? Over $20 million? I don't think so. I think he gets about 18 and he got do you, 34. Do you, see, do you see a world in which you see Jim Brandon hit free agency after this year and he's just sitting out there like Ignacio Paro when it comes to April oh, 1? Totally. No. Totally. I, can no, see I, don't, that. I don't think that happens. He's only 30. He's not 35. Let's back it up a little. Yeah, but like, he'll be 33 I he, and I think not have any the, defense oh, left in the tank. Again, you're, you're not wrong. The contract extension is dumb, right? Like that was a mistake. It's hard. I don't have any problem with the extension. But oh my God, thirty-three million! Like dear Lord, right? Who's like the that most was... overpaid player in Sky? It's, Nate it's Purdue. Purdue, Brandon, Jason Green, maybe Greg in the Kane. conversation. Andy Allen, one Greg of those Kane. four guys. Contreras, if last year's any indication. Yeah, I mean it's like you're voluntarily invi- voluntarily inviting Jim Brandon in the conversation for like, no reason. It's, it's really bad. It's, it's really bad. Horrible. It's really bad. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I don't have any problem with Jim Brandon. I think Jim Brandon rocks. I love Jim Brandon. Great name. But, great player. Love but, him. Might be one of the best pure hitters in Sky history. Oh, yeah. No, he's fantastic. Borderline great, Hall of Famer. Great but, at hitting singles, for sure. But, 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 but. He's not just singles, doubles. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. I love Jim Brandon. But, but, yeah, no, 33 million. At age thirty to thirty-three Jeez. is just stupid. Borderline embarrassing. I'd rather have the Contreras contract because at least you get out of it after a year. It's only a year of paying him too much. Gets a little lesser then. Yeah, the thing is, Brandon's playing third base. Um, third base is a super shallow position, but yep. man, I don't feel good about paying a guy thirty-three million anywhere. Anywhere. Oh right, yeah, That's you never rough. pay guys that. Much. I mean, you yep. click on you click on the meet the team. To, to look at the league ranks, you have Jorge Aguilar ranked 14th at first, Jim Brandon ranked 13th, Schumacher 16th in right field, and then no one, no other grouping is higher than 21st. Including starting pitching, relievers, and closer. And, and none of the other position players are above 26th. Man. And closer and catcher are dead last at 32. This team is a I mean, fucking struggle bus. I mean, this team, this, and they're lefty heavy too. I mean, they're yeah. Harge, Aguilar, Schumacher, so, Lozano, Brandon, Dominguez, all left-handed. So Andrew's a little crazy. We all know he's nuts. But he made the decision to trade Pruitt. And he, I think he traded him to Washington and got a good haul for him. He got about, he got five OSA. I know our scouts are di- going to differ, but five OSA 55 plus guys, which so I think just, he should be happy yeah. with. But, so looking at the guys in the, in the system, Earl Witters now is number two prospect. Bobby Miranda is his number five prospect. Fernando Valenzuela is his number three prospect. Uh, Ray Gia is his number 11 prospect. Uh, who else did he get from that? Ryan, Ryan Wood, Wood is now his number six prospect. Yeah. And I feel like I'm missing one. Well, he no. got the first baseman, Aguilar. 
but that wasn't. Oh, that's spec. right. Yep, that was. The, He's like thirty yeah, years old. He got a lot of talent for this deal, but it doesn't feel right because, man, I think you should just keep committing to the deal. Trade Williams, trade Low, trade Schumacher. Exactly. This and then you're done. Like, it sort of feels like a halfway rebuild. Yeah, and I, don't I mean, get it. Like, why are is, all these guys still on the team? I think their why win total is going to make them look like a right. full win. Of, I mean, their win total is going to look like a full rebuild team. If Schumacher gets thrown on the block, what is he getting? He's 17 million this year, vesting next year for 19 with a player opt out. But he's still in OSA, uh, 65 contact, 75 gap, 55 home run power, OPS of 925 plus over each of the last three years. I think the problem is, is that he's limited to DH. Like that's, he's got one position, DH. That's it. And he might not hit lefties. Like he's all right. I think he can stay on the field, but platoon problems. And Man. I mean, I don't think he's useless. I, think I mean, he he's a career useful. he's a career 800 OPS guy yeah, against lefties. He's pretty good. Yeah. No, I I, I I think I think Schumacher is tradable. I, I think, think that Jim Brandon would have been moves. tradable. I think Jim Brandon would have been tradable. He would have gotten all sorts of offers if he had put Brandon on the block. Exactly. Instead, he re-signs him for 99 million dollars over makes three him years. Nothing. I mean, yeah. this team's a mess. This team's a fucking mess. I don't think they're I don't think they're finished last in the central bad, which is the problem. If they're rebuilding, they should want to be last in the central bad. Yeah, exactly. They should I, be fighting for the one one bad. Yeah, and without so, Stefan Williams and Sean Lowe and Maybe Schumacher, you're that bad. You're that maybe bad. You're that and bad. You and here's the thing, OSA has them pinned for eighty wins. Yeah, that's, that's awful. not enough. Well, that's awful because you don't make the playoffs and you're not rebuilding. You're stuck with a 15th round draft pick. It's bad. I think that's Purgatory, probably 10. Maybe. I think that's 10 wins too high. Purgatory. Um, let's move on to probably one of the quiet best teams, at least probably a favorite for 2015, the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Oh, man. This is a boner team. Um, Would, uh, who wants to talk about Ramon Sanchez? I'm going to talk about Ramon Sanchez because go. I am going to say that I'm with you. Like, guys, he looks awesome. He's 20 years old. He's going to play the ever-living crap defensively out of left field. Or shortstop or center field or right and, field or wherever he wants well, to play. Not center because he's only 65 range. So back that up just a skosh. No, I, I would play him in center field all day. I, all I, day. I, I don't have any problem with playing him in center, but he's not going to play the shit out of center in the same way that he would out of left. But he's he's a very sexual prospect. He is. And, and, and again, I think he's awesome. There are two things that I can tell you totally true. This man is not going to hit left-handed pitching at all. Like he is borderline unplayable See, against here's lefties. Thing. I was on board with that until I'm looking at it now. But he's going to be fucking amazing against right-handed. He doesn't look atrocious against lefties. He's, he's not going to be good, but he'll be playable. The, I, I thought him pretty atrocious. There, there are far. T- I think it looks really bad. 40, 45, 55, 35, 30 is not a good hitter. Now he's also only twenty. Now maybe his defense keeps him on the field against lefties. And he's going to provide positive value if you play him at the right position. And you better again, hope you got lefty relievers then, you know. And and then, I, I don't know. 
But I think what bothers me about the Ramon Sanchez love is that everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, he's better than Hathaway. He's the next coming of Trujillo, folks. No, he's not. No, he's not. Is there a better chance that he is the next version of Nate Riley or the next version of Trujillo? I think think there is a better chance that he's the next version of Nate. There is no Ramon Sanchez future that gets him close to Trujillo. Like, that is not going to happen. Yeah, that's a high – I mean, that's just a high bar for anybody. And there have been people saying that on Slack. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. You're wrong. That is not Ramon Sanchez's future. He doesn't walk enough. He strikes out too much. Everything I'm else. I'm not convinced he can hit that much. Oh no! I mean, I... he has a he has a, he didn't show anything at sky level last year. Yeah, and I don't know the if minor league than he was. The he minor was league 19. numbers. The minor league numbers are so sexy. I yeah, but is kid... he, does that mean he's a year away? Does he I, mean he maybe, needs another year in AAA? Maybe he does. He might need another. I, I, I don't see any reason for the Cardinals to rush him. Are the Cardinals going to contend to win the to, for a playoff spot in the Central this year? Yes or no? I'm going to say no, but you know what? The Central is such a fucking disaster. Who knows? I mean, they, they, they definitely. Could. I mean, they definitely have the pieces. I mean, you just go position by position, right field. Uh, you get to the you get to starting pitching, and you say, "Oh no, they don't." I, yeah, they're, no. they're going to score runs. They're That's, definitely going to score runs, and they have a very solid bullpen. I I think that I Ramon, I man, think I the Ramon Sanchez sucks. should be a July call up. Yeah, I think they're a 2014 earliest save, contender. Save a save if they waste a Ramon Sanchez like service year in his age 20 season in 2013, it will be the dumbest thing they've ever done. That is so dumb. I, yeah, I call him up happen. in July. Uh, I don't care, Trent. You're being like. Too much of a. Here's the thing. He har- he already has 28 days of service. So if you call him up and you don't want him to spend a year, you call him up mid-August. Yeah, there you're, there you're right. That's true. But Just let him play. I think he. I think you got to start him in 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 the majors. See what you have. In I him. do. I do too. Um, I don't think it makes you the make the playoffs, but I think it's the best thing for his development. And his development is your entire future. And if he so struggles, he then you send him down to, to then you send him down to AAA. Yeah, well, it doesn't I, hurt it, to do that. It's I don't like appeared... sweating the, the the service time bullshit. He's got he's got nothing left to prove in AAA. That that much appears clear. Like there's I mean, a... th- this is a team that's going to come down if they're if they're if they I think this is a a starting pitcher or two away from winning the Central this year, oh, this season. Let's see, a starting pitcher or two is a big deal when you're talking about a number one and, and two starters. Right. Because yeah, they, they don't the need like a number they, three and a number four. Here's the thing: they right? have Gil, they signed Gilberto Meza. That's they, it. They have Corey Lang if they trust him. By the way, I don't. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he's a starter. Okay. So they have one pitcher you trust. I don't hate Helgeson, who was very good last year. A four-three-three ERA. How many Braves are we going to talk about? Steckline, Helgeson, Meza, Tim Noon. Noon. Like what the fuck? Is this the Braves fucking? Goodwill bargain bin. And then you look at the bullpen, you see Phil Renault, Steve Tingle, Juan Leal, Corey no, Lang, it's Jim not Gregory, enough. Bobby Alexander. This is a good baseball team. You have Alex Hank behind the plate, who no, for catcher not. standards is good. It's not a good I, baseball team. I You're think full the, of shit. The future, the future of the St. Louis Cardinals is like blindingly bright. 
I love all these guys. Yeah. I, I really like Hooper. I really like Quintana. I think all of these guys are rock stars. This is not the year. It's just not the year. With you. With you, Trent. I, I think You're a year away at least. Maybe this two. is this is going to be the 2003 California Angels year. Who the fuck are they pitching? Who's going to get outs for them? <laughs> uh, I for, mean, your your former your former uh, your former uh, Braves. Gilberto Meza is the best pitcher they have, who's pretty good, but he's a guy who's declining. Who else? And he's Nobody, got forty man. movement. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the I, best pitcher is a forty movement guy in yeah. St. Louis. That's it's, not the, it's, is 40 it's movement in St. Is, is St. Louis a better or worse hitter's park than Atlanta? It is. Uh, it, is Atlanta. A pitch, it is a pitcher's park. 937 home runs is, overall, minus Atlanta. for triples, minus for double. Is it, is Atlanta. It, is it Atlanta pitcher's no, park not or not Atlanta. quite? Okay. Not I, if this team adds one starting pitcher, this is a team that wins the Central. Oh, my God. I think you need two. I, I would agree with you if they had two starters, but, man, I don't think these guys are close to starting. I Gregory. I love the way you just say, oh, all they need to do is add a starter, as if, like, Justin Muller is going to pop out from, like, underneath. Yeah, like, yeah. what do you think? Cincinnati just has other people to give away for free? Right. No. It doesn't, doesn't – yeah. He only like, does that for Trent. Anybody There's... anybody who trades any sort of starter for to the Cardinals and doesn't ask for one of these guys we're oogling over is a nitwit anyway. And so this, so... Is, this is the team that has – is very close to having enough talent to win a division or make the playoffs. But their fucking talent is horribly misallocated, which is okay for a rebuilding team. But you've got to balance it out. I borderline think they should consider trading one of these great hitting prospect outfielders. Absolutely they should. For a starter. They should talk about Quintana. Say, hey, Minnesota. Or, hey, Cleveland, can we give you Quintana and give us – uh, Jeff John Corona type, or right, something like that. Rich I mean, so I, the, I mean, which which hitting prospect do you trade? Do you, do you trade Sergio Ortiz or do you trade William Quintana? I, I, I wouldn't be afraid to trade Hopper or Hooper. Oh, oh, I think Cooper's very tradable. <laughs> Cooper, I, everyone... I, I know, I have it on good authority that Hooper's not going anywhere. I would oh, say I... Ortiz is your best tradable asset then, because he's a uh, lefty heavy, not a lot of defense. An elite hitter, so he can go anywhere, but a lot of teams are going to be scared off by a guy who is left-handed. Boys. Can't play D. All of those guys are so sexy. But I wouldn't want to move Sanchez or Quintana. No, no. Sanchez Sanchez will be is, – is his Juan Aguilar. I mean, it's, we've, we've talked about it. Like, this is a team that has a lot of lefty power. I wouldn't move any lefties. Or I wouldn't move any righties. Excuse me. So John Hall would stay put, and I would try and move uh, Ortiz. I'd hang on to Quintana, hang on to Sanchez. But Quintana for sure would be a guy who'd be on the block. Oh, my yeah. God, I'm speaking backwards. Ortiz. Ortiz is a guy who should be on the block. I think that I think that this team has got a chance to be pretty good, but they've, they've got a couple of moves to make yet. Yeah, I mean, Mesa's not just not enough to get it done. And who the fuck – I mean, baseball is – we all know baseball is a game of getting outs. You need 27 outs. I don't think you have a guy guys on your team that can get 27. If Mays is not pitching, you just feel horrible about everybody. So right. it's it's two years away and you need some pitching. 
I, I think, again, it could be Sanchez is so young. This team could be five years away and the future would still be bright. He's only going to be 25 five years from now. It's still right in the middle of his prime. Yeah. He could be fantastic. What's crazy is that this team just, you know, they had a top 11, 12 pick, picked another super young lefty outfielder. So I don't know what they're doing. They feel like they're going in circles. So move Ortiz, move some pieces. But you need pitching. You need less lefties. And you certainly need someone who can play outfield in the corners outside of Mike Stanton. Outside of Sanchez. Outside of Quintana. Come on. Let's get going. I don't know. Yep. Next. This this year, they're not very good. Uh, I am all aboard that St. Louis train. Uh, Let's move on to the last team in the Central as we cross the three-hour mark. An hour in a vision. That's not too bad. Yeah, you guys – hey, you say three hours like it's a bad thing. All right. Every every fucking one of these people is getting Texas Rangers. They're all getting 10 minutes on their own team, so they can be happy. The Texas Rangers. This is a team that has been picking at the top the last couple of years. They made the playoffs as recently as 06, won 84 games that year. Made the playoffs in 2003, won 89 games that year. It's the only two times that's a team they've won 80 plus games since 2000. They won 62 games last year. Is this an improved team over last season? Nope. Is this the most unactive GM we have in Sky? I I don't think so, no. Who's the least active GM in Sky? I think it's Texas Matt. I think that's directly a correlation with how successful your team's going to be. I mean, I mean, Brandon's not all that active. Brandon's more active than you think. Yeah, Brandon's more active than Matt. I think it probably is Matt, but... Yeah, I think it is, you know. and I think that it directly correlates with this team because they just don't show promise. They don't show much. He hasn't done anything to tell me that he wants to win. I think this team sucks. They're going to continue to suck, and I don't think there's ever going to be any future outside of suck for this team. I think that I'm going to talk about Tad Heideman here just for a skosh. Ooh, I can talk about Terminator. Let's go. Terminator Ted. I I, I remember people drafted, and uh, we all said that he's got a really, really high floor because it looked like all of those pitches were going to they all, I don't think any of them have developed, right? Like they're all, he looks like a pretty high floor starter, probably going to stay a starter because he's got, you know, three pitches that look pretty good, but none of them are, have progressed. None of them. Like he looks like the same guy when he was drafted. Totally agree. Um, this is a guy, Terminator Ted Heineman, who I said I would for sure pick as number one overall if I had the number one pick in 2011. Um, just because he looks safe. He looks like a guy who could give you innings, and he's been super underwhelming. Doesn't help that I think in his first start in the minor leagues, he tore his UCL. I may be wrong on that, but pretty quick to, he tore it. To be fair, he's been really healthy since then. So, like, that's good, right? I'm, I'm, And, and I mean that genu- genuinely. But now, I mean, it's time for Ted Heineman to make the majors. He's 24. There's been no progression here. He turns not, 25 in November. I'm not terrified of a 25-year-old guy in the majors, certainly when he's uh, got a rock-solid backstory like Heineman. I don't know if it's going to be this year. It might be in September, but 
I think this guy's a major league pitcher. Is he an ace? No, but he's a guy who can eat innings for sure. He needs he needs I, I need to see some development there. But yeah, but, no, the Texas Rangers are bad. What I mean, do they're they really have? bad. What do they have? I mean, we're talking about Terminator Ted Heineman. I guess like, some of these maybe he's a maybe number four starter this year. These, like these, best case. Some That's of these it. Bull- some of these bullpen pieces aren't awful, I guess. But yeah, Gene Pugh is, Jean Pugh is going to be an elite uh, reliever. Josh Brown is already an elite reliever. See, Gene Pugh scares me. He's coming off of a torn elbow, which is like the most terrifying injury of all. So even their best pieces are coming off injury. I don't feel good about anything here. I I hate I hate everything about the Rangers. The only thing good about the Rangers is Zion fucking Cisse. Yeah, baby. It's who, it's funny how that's evolved into a, a saying for us. Who but. who is who who was also hurt for four months last year? Yeah. So right and, after he crashed the OSA top twenty. And, oh, and he has turned into disruptive. And he's disruptive. I'm not sure he's, he's turned into disruptive. Uh, he was Texas selfish. Matt. He Texas was Matt has disruptive. Had a, Texas Matt's have a had a bad luck run at it. But he also hasn't made much of an effort to fix. I mean, Daniel it. Daniel Tucker also never um, developed into what we is, thought he could be. Is this I team think Daniel better? Tucker's about what I expected. Just is this team better than the White Sox? Even I'm not sure they are. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, mean, I I like I like some of these pieces. I like George O'Brien. I like Cisse. Um, I like Tucker. I like Hunt Cromey out there in the outfield. They have my old friend Jeff Hyatt, uh, one of the fruits of the Lupe Viegas trade. They have a lot of. Outfielders who can't play defense, and that's it. They don't have any talent anywhere outside of Cisse. I, I I hate everything about the Rangers. I have them penciling for last in the Central, potentially last in the entire Sky. This team sucks. The GM needs to do more. Matt, get off your ass and make some fucking moves. All right. Well, then let's give our Central predictions. I will start with this one. Um, Houston. In first, this is a really, really good Houston team. Or, sorry, not Houston. Colorado. This is a very, very good Colorado team. Wait, wait, wait. Colorado, Colorado in first? in first. Colorado in first. Big difference. Colorado in first. Houston second. St. Louis third. Cubs miss out on the playoffs. In fourth. Brewers in fifth. Royals in sixth. White Sox in seventh. Rangers in eighth. I mean... That's basically what I have. I still have Houston as much as I hate this team and think Sterling's the luckiest GM in the history of Sky. Um, I still have the Astros in first, followed by the Rockies, third, the Cubs, fourth, the Cardinals, um, not as high as them as you, Jake. I think they have the talent, but just not quite the pieces quite yet. Five, Kansas City as normal, middle of the pack garbage. Six Brewers, seven Astros, eight. Not Astros, not Astros. Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. Seven White Sox, eight disastrous, embarrassing. Get your shit together. Seriously, get your fucking shit together, Rangers. Yeah, I'm going to be real boring and sort of predict this to look a lot like it did last year. Houston, Houston, Colorado, Chicago. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to switch that Houston, Chicago, second, Colorado, third. Um, and then I guess I'll go with St. Louis. I don't know. I'm not happy about it. Um, Milwaukee. Uh, 
Kansas City, the fighting Salgados in Chicago ahead of terrible, terrible Texas. All right. Let's move well, on to the Pacific. Hey, do you mind if I transition this one? Go yeah. ahead. Wow, Trent, you just said the Central's boring. Not going to change much from last year. Well, let me introduce you to the boring, <laughs> the most pathetic <laughs> fucking excuse for a division you could ever imagine. It's called the Skyline Pacific. It's where four teams try and four teams go fuck themselves because no one tries to win games here. It's a joke. Continue, Jake. Let's start with one of those four that does not try to win, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, I think they're trying to win. They're just trying to win in yeah, 2016-ish. Uh, this, is, this season is all about Mike Armour. What can Mike Armour do? I think he can be a fucking superstar. Um, I was, I've been preaching Mike Armour's name for a long time. I'm not ashamed to admit my just embarrassing, embarrassing levels of just love for this guy. Uh, he sucked in the majors last year, which is a big shot to the heart for me. But I think he'll bounce back. I'm optimistic about him. I'm just not, not optimistic about anything else in this team. Not any, anything else in this organization. I'm a little worried about Mike Armour being... 50 movement, 50 control. Like, is this Scruggs? Is that this is either career? Scruggs or Caseon Green. No. I it's think not... he's closer to Caseon than Scruggs, but I think he's way better than both. I hope so. Otherwise, we've had a lot of love for Mike Armour for not a lot of benefit. Yeah, I'll die on this. I'll. You, you guys can blame me if he turns into Caseon, but I, I don't think he turns into Caseon. I think the, I the walk he's... numbers look promising enough to make me think that he's legit pitcher. I think he's just been a little unlucky with this. You're right. You're the, right. More, the more I'm looking at this Arizona team, I don't think it's that bad. They, uh, if you if you sort, I'm sorting their active roster by overall. They have two players above 50, two players below 45, and that's it. This is a very average team that on a good day is going to be extremely competitive, and on a bad day is going to suck ass. Sure, I think that's a totally fair representation and it would this this team probably has 500 written all over it i think that's generous but in a shitty division like the pacific it's possible i i I think they're competitive though i i don't think jake's wrong i i i mean i don't know what ken golahar is going to be i mean i don't know what you know i i i still think this team needs to trade some of its assets i think you need to try to get rid of felix camacho I think you need to try to get rid of some of these guys that uh, have some value. Uh, I, don't not think that... Cam- I don't think Camacho's worth anything. I think they do have a little too much talent in the middle infield. Yeah, I mean, Bobby... someone that someone that's absolutely unplayable against lefties, but another piece of that Scruggs trade that's that is paying off because they got Matt Gary. Um, they had Eric Fell, who never never progressed past that thirty control. But now you've got this 21-year-old, an international prospect, that when he was traded, Sandy Torres. Yeah, I like this kid. Like 75-rated at shortstop. The issue is that he's not going to be able to stay on the field against lefties. He, he but can't he's, do it. Uh, yeah, but d- does that matter when you play 75 defense at shortstop? Hey, my scout's a huge fan. Has him 70 overall, yeah. 80 at shortstop. Well, hold like on, 70, like... Summary overall, like full player overall? 70, 
overall potential. Yep. Wow. 80 at shortstop. So I think the guy can stay when on I, the field. When I traded him away, he was a when I traded him away, he was a 25 potential guy. I did not know what Eric was seeing, and it's paying off. You know what? Eric's a fucking creepy dude, and he don't talk right... about dad like that. Yeah. Well, my grandpa thinks about this game a little different than the rest of us. But he's right about a lot of stuff. I, I trust a lot of moves Eric makes. I think a lot are scout-motivated. But if Sandy Torres, granted, I'm seeing him in a, a light that makes him fantastic, albeit bad against lefties, 80 potential of defense, fuck it. He's playable against lefties, even if he's, he can't Absolutely. hit. Absolutely. Just let, let him play defense there. Yeah, let him play 156 games. We'll see what we got. Bat him ninth, right? Like, mm-hmm. let yeah. the kid, this team is definitely in let the kids play mode. Totally. Like, let and the kids play. All the prospects coming up are kind of feel the same way. This like, is the last year you're stuck with the bought contract of Burkhart. And I think Wade Payton might have some value in trade. I think you trade him. I think if you can get anything for Bobby Taylor, who might have some value, you do it. I, yeah, I'm. I'm very high on this team. I think Santa Bria is going to take a huge, huge leap for him. I mean, this is a team that, as of now, that this includes the $13.5 million player option of Ken Golar. This is a team that only has $43 million on the books for next year. Exactly. And Golar is a guy I love, too. I like that they got him. I like some of these prospects. I like this kid Birkenfeld in the minors. I like this kid Franchese, who they just got from Boston. Well done, and, pronunciation. Nice. And I, I like a lot of these guys. I like Matt Barton. I, I don't know what they're going to do at first base. One of these guys is going to have to DH, either him or uh, Otero, but still. But but I I like a lot of these guys. I like this. Wow. I, Matt, like, I mean, look, Matt Barton, he was the first-round pick in 2011. Shit the bed in, in advanced rookie ball in 2011, and then turns around, it has to repeat that level, and – and sets the sets the rookie the ball on fire. On fire. Yep. Yeah, and my scout never would never wavered. Always thought he was good. It's bizarre. Yeah, my scout likes him too. He's I not like, going to be a second baseman, but he's going to be a very good first baseman. I like I like this other Otero, the pitcher they have mm-hmm. in the minors. I like him too. If that can I, if that control does what Fells never did and develops, I, I, which I I'm. Sort of, Sort of like this team. They've got I a closet so. good farm system mm-hmm. actually. That this is actually. You know what? Good job by by uh by Scott here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we're he's still a, a year away from getting praise from us because it might shit the bed. But I look at the team and I say, um, you know what the hell's going on? You got a lot of talent, but how's it work? And that's okay. It, like you're not close to competing, so it's okay to be a clusterfuck. I just I think two years from now we'll be able to see everything. We'll see this team in a new light with I think, uh, I think ballot, al- this, allocated properly. I think calling this team a clusterfuck is very unfair. I mean, you think I, don't, so? I don't think this team's a clusterfuck. I just I, think a lot of the talent's allocated to the same spot. I think the infield's super stacked. I would love to see more outfield talent or pitching talent. I, mean, I like think the, the outfield talent's in the majors right now. Sanabria, Peyton, um uh, the the right fielder uh, or not the right uh, Tony Alvarez that 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 talent's already in the majors. Yeah, I don't know and if that's enough to get Alvarez it is 22, Sanabria is 23, Peyton's 26, Sandy Torres can play any of those outfield spots. He's only 21. 
Yeah, I think Alvarez is an X-factor. Um, Santa Bria looks like a solid corner guy, but I certainly have doubts about Peyton and Alvarez both. Like, someone needs to take a leap here. They it need looks a, like they have a, pe- a lot of pieces, but are missing kind of that guy. I, I think they need a yeah. I think that's true. They need a they need a really good hitting, a really good hitting prospect. And yeah, I think they you, have that in Matt really, Barton. Oh, I don't. Right. I think you're I think you're missing missing things. Like Rich, I'm not Rich excited Taylor? about anyone. I'm not excited about anyone. They have a, a lot of nice specs, and on the pitching side, they have Armour, who's like your cornerstone, your sexy baby. But on the on the hitting side, it's just yeah, whatever. A couple of nice players. It's really, Jared, Jared Saunders finally came in. He's going to be a starter this yeah, year. I I like I like Saunders a lot. I I I don't hate this team at all. I Ryan Tyler, the team. other piece of the Miami trade, is going to be a starter this year. They they need to not they need to not accidentally be sort of decent this year, right? Like oh, they need, I think they're going to be decent, especially I, in that shithole division. I think they are going to be decent. I think that's why they need to trade away talent. I think they need to try to get rid of some of this talent. Yeah, maybe get rid of Burkhart. Get some. Yep. Uh, well, I don't know that Burkhart's tradable, but he's but, unexpiring now. Yeah. He wasn't expiring before, so he was hard to move. Yeah, that's I think they also, need, they also need a couple righty bats. Yeah, I yeah. think Burkhart's your best move. Is, uh, a little lefty heavy. I think you can. I think you can very, get something you know for Aiden. I think you can get something for Camacho. Now that you say it, they're very lefty heavy. Um, they're going to struggle against, like Darius Thompson in San Francisco. This team has no chance to beat that guy. They're going to struggle. Or they De La need, Cruz or Mandler or Bird they need, in California. Yeah, they need to get somebody. Thanks, Jake, for mentioning that you have three lefties. We know. Well, Matt, speaking of which. Matt Barton is right-handed, if it makes anybody feel better. So yeah, is not Bergenfeld. Yeah. Uh, France, uh, Francis is uh, right handed yeah, So that's uh, what I mean. Like, this team has Lawrence talent, is right-handed. Taylor is a They are a clusterfuck. They need to get their shit together. But it's not any rush. I'm not going to say he, it's bad now, but a year or two from now, I want this team to look very different. They have the talent, just got to allocate it properly. All right. Let's move on to the California Angels. All right, D. Rich. Are the California Angels better than they were last year? I don't think so. I don't um, think they are either. I think if anything... They're the same, like the same team that kind of struggled last year, albeit I know we're looking through it through Angels lenses, so of course this team's great, but it's not a it's they're they're okay. They're good. I think they still have the same weaknesses they had last year, which is defensively. Jake, huh. you want to share a light? It's an interesting that's an interesting thought. I, I just don't think they look as good as they, they did last year. Because you know Who's playing shortstop is the biggest thing to me. It's going to be, as of now, it's going to be a platoon of Chris Robbins and Mark Osborne. Yeah, that's not enough for me. And especially when you're platooning, platooning two guys who are both righties and shouldn't be platooning. I wish you had a shortstop. I think that's the biggest hole in this team. And until you get that straightened out and center field. I've got, I've got my center fielder. One Aguilar playing 100 games is not your center fielder. Then Luis Noyola for the other 50. So this team looks like um, an exponentially, exponentially more talented Houston Astros, but a poorly constructed Houston Astros. Yeah. I think, I, they, have, I think they have weaknesses. I don't feel great about the bullpen either. 
I just don't think I just don't think they're as good as they were last year. I think it yeah, looks a little lesser. I mean, you know, not a lot, but a little bit. Playoff team, they're going to be good. I love Juan Aguilar. I'm a lot more bullish on him than D. Rich is, but he is going to get hurt. I know. Now, I, you are. You are. Now, I think that it's going to be sort of a Mike Gomez scroll guy, as we like to say. So I think he's going to be excellent when he plays. He's just not going to play a lot. I mean, these injuries are all like back tightness, sore right. back, and it's it's yeah. moderate to substantial. It's a week. It's a week here. It's two weeks there. Maybe if he gets hurt for a long time, it's a month. You know. I have I have made I, the Mike Gomez comparison before, but um. And I, I would take him. Of course, I'd take a Mike Gomez career out of Aguilar. Of course, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a top five sky guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think he's a as talented as Gomez. B, I think he's going to be a little more hurt. But uh, Unrelated to, to Aguilar, my biggest thing is we had questions about this team. All three of us, including you, Jake, agreed this was not the strongest Angels team we've seen um, since Cres- since the Crestman decline and the Crestman trade. The Angels have kind of had a little bit of a hole gapping in them. And last year you had Greg Kane, who stepped in, played surprisingly great defense at shortstop. And now you're filling that hole. And I don't think you can. I think uh, you're banking on improving other places. And the cane hole, you're not going to get that production from Osborne or Robbins. I, um, I know. I, I am full, I am not going to get that production from from a Robbins-Osborne platoon. I'm aware. I, I know that. I trust Osborne against lefties. I think Chris Robbins has had much success at second base in the past. I've still got him with 65 range, which I think is – very good for a shortstop. Yeah, I mean... He hasn't played short in four years, though. McCorkle's the everyday catcher. Reese is at first. Mm-hmm. Is, is Rivera the second baseman now, or is that is that uh, Rivera, or? So, Rivera... So, as of now, it's... The, the lineup changes a lot when I'm playing righties versus lefties. Um, the only people that stay in the lineup against both righties and lefties are McCorkle, Reese, Rivera, Aguilar, Noyola, Frichtel. Yeah, I think it's the the most talented 26-man roster in Skyline. So, of course, I think this is a playoff team. But I don't think it's the most well-constructed. I think there's a whole shortstop thing out like a sore thumb. I mean, shortstop is a hole, and I think left field is going to be a hole. Uh, left field's also going to be a platoon. It, I, Ryan, I sort Ryan of like Lazaro, this Ryan Lazaro guy. He very like well could be a mid-year call-up. I, I don't think he should be a mid-year call-up. I think he you should think be an opening yeah. day call-up, and I think he should play 156 games for you. I don't think Fox is ever going to match that production. So, And certainly Mika OB is not going to match that production. I play I played Lazaro 156 games, see what I can get on the trade block for Lazaro, or see what I can get for on the Fox. trade block for Fox, and roll the dice. But, man, you have the most talented team. But you have some big holes, so mm-hmm. I like the team. I mean, fuck. If it was anyone but the Angels, I'd say I'd love the team. Do I think they're the best team in Skyline? I don't know. Should they be? Hell yeah. This should be the favorite to win the championship, and they're not. So it's a disappointment of an offseason. So going to the pitching staff, first oh, of all, just... I, don't think there's, I don't think there's a better one through four than De La Cruz, Aguilar, Bird, Mandler. Don't Don't disagree. Uh, Mandler is still a question mark. Certainly he's coming off that injury, but he's definitely a question mark. He had a if, decent uh, spring training. 
I'm in the camp where your number four and five don't matter all that much. So even if Manley gets hurt, I'm not sweating it. This team, the bullpen's good. Not to mention Escobedo is unmatched. Escobedo's going to come back from injury in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, the, the I don't have much doubts about it. It just it doesn't seem right to me. And you are the most talented team, but you're not the favorite when you should be. Trivia That's time. It. Two players in Sky history have ten or more postseason losses. Who are those two pitchers? Well, one of them's got to be Aguilar. One of them is Aguilar. He has the most. He has 12. Is the other one Pat Clegg? It is not Pat Clegg. He only has seven tied for now. Hey, fuck you, Trent. (laughs) Only seven, you bitch. Did you see what I did there? I know. Um, I I don't know. Um, Andy Andy Allen. Is it really? Andy Allen has 10. Wow, I'm glad I don't have that asshole on my team. I know. But your Aguilar in the postseason is 9 and 12. 3 million, yeah. Wow. Um, but he also oh. has 202 wins, 15 away from All right. well, Joey Thompson. Andy Allen has 28 starts, so I'm going to give him a pass. He's been in the playoffs a lot. He's, he, he's i got to say that. Yeah, 8 yeah. and 10, that's a good sign. Like That guy's yeah. pitched 28 times. Yeah. If you have the Andy Allen, you make the playoffs. Aguilar, on the other hand, has a 499 ERA <laughs> in the postseason. The last Half five postseasons, nice. 682. In 08, 720 in 09, 511 in 2010, 576 in 2011, and a even 7 in 2012. Yeah. I hate saying Steve is right, but he might be onto something. You tell me. You tell me. Are you excited on the, about, about on the, the Angels? On the flip side. Oh, I'm very excited with his Angels team. I'm. This is this is our tweener year where I think – that doesn't matter to me, but um, is it just compare Angels teams, not to Shitty Pacific? Uh, this is pr- this is probably the worst team since 07. That's what that I'm 07, saying. That 07 team that couldn't hit lefties. That that's it. That that tells the story because you if you can't get it done in that division with the teams you've had recently, you got to shake things up, and you haven't. You've made it worse. I I I am gonna die on the hill of just going just just running it back. I ran it back after 2010. I ran it back after 2011. I ran it. I'm running it back after 2012. I mean, I understand your pain, but I I agree with what you just said. This is the worst Angels team since 2006. Yeah, the Angels are really good. Let's move on. Who's next? Of course, of course. Up next, we head over to the Las Vegas Knights. Weird. Weird team. Everything about them weird. Dan Vegas, weird. Weird human being. Sleeps with a blanket. Drinks. <laughs> casts games with a teenager. Everything about Dan Vegas is fucking creepy. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. The Knights, not, I don't like the Knights. There's not a lot of talent here. <laughs> yeah, this team fucking is garbage. Like, So, Dan Vegas reminds me of Andrew in a weird way. And as we all know, Andrew's a psychopath. Like, I would like to see uh, Dan Vegas commit more in some ways. He made some signings that I liked, but it's like he just – he's very, very determined to win 73 games and pick 11. Right. I don't. And understand. I would like him to either pick 20th or pick 2nd. But he right. wants to just hang on to the shitty pieces he has I and sort- just trade his – Queen for bishops. I like this. I think this is a closet good minor league system. I like Bruce Contras. I like Alec Wells. I like these guys. 
the pitching staff on this team looks really bad. The hitters look a little better, which probably means they're somewhere in the middle. I agree with D. Rich to an extent. I think he needs to commit to the rebuild. You got to trade Juan Soto. You got to trade anybody who's over 23, let's say, is not going to be with you the next time the Knights are really good. Yeah. So you got to get rid of them. You got to yeah, get rid of them. And they don't have um, a ton of tradable pieces. The most Jerry, tradable. Jerry Velez is a tradable piece. Juan Soto is a tradable piece. Rogelio I, Soto is the most tradable piece. And that's the guy I'm like, why are you hanging on to? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, I've asked Dan Vegas about trading for this guy. But oh, yeah. if it's not to the Braves, you should trade him to somebody. You should try and kind of re-spark this minor league system. And holding on to a, a 60 potential starting pitcher who's in his mid-20s, who has sucked his entire career, has bad splits against lefties, Man, I think you should cut your losses for the and guy I, who's been I love Dan Vegas, and I think he's good, and I think he listens to the pods. Uh, that's so I'm why gonna, I'm shitting on him. I'm, I hope so does. I'm going to feel bad about saying this, but signing Nate Warner and Octave is sort of dumb, right? Like I don't, I don't sign either of those guys to say nothing of both of them. Like what the fuck, man? Like, what you All doing? Right. All right, I. I don't hate the Octave deal. I think he's a lot more talented than the than the five and. 5.6 million that he's making this year. I was going to say, Octave's a pretty low-risk deal. Um, moving late, Nate Warner is pretty pretty bizarre. Um, I Austin, understood Nate the Warner idea. Nate Warner was a trade acquisition. He it was. He was part of the uh, – it was him – got him and Miracola for Juan Moreno. Okay. And yeah. San Diego is retaining half of that contract. That doesn't mean it's not weird because you're trying to move Moreno off of your books, who's a talented guy. And you get Nate Warner, who's just going to stick on your books for an extra year. So it just kind of slows down the process. doesn't help you at all. These guys are not assets. You traded a negative asset for two negative assets. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, this team's not very good. I think they know they're not going to be very good, and that's okay. You're right about the Nate Warner signing, so that's on me. Didn't realize it was a trade. And... Eh, I I want to see a bigger commitment to suckage. If you want to rebuild, rebuild. Agreed. Nobody rebuilds like the Atlantic rebuilds. Hell Phillies, yeah, I'm kind of my chest. The Phillies were awful. We picked one one, got guys that we traded for Muller, made runs. Now we're sort of at least decent, right? Baltimore spent shit on fire in a dumpster. For three, two, three years. That's how you rebuild. Yeah. This is not how you rebuild. Hey, even Cincinnati picked 1-1 one, one a couple times. And he, for a second, I mean, not actually, but for a second, scared us into thinking he was good. That's more than the Vegas can say. Because right. Vegas is, you look at this team right now. Washington, they're going to win 74 ago, games. Just god-awful. They were so bad a couple years ago. That's how you rebuild. Yeah. You don't rebuild by being 500. Yeah. And this and this team could luck into 500. Yeah, like Jake, you said this Octave signing's pretty good. And I agree. I think it's a nice value signing. A right-handed guy who can play center is those guys just aren't around. But what are you signing him for? To get better for 3 years? The fuck's the point of that? Don't sign Octave, move Soto, suck, win 66 instead of 76. 
pick first a couple times. But Soto's the biggest guy. He's the biggest asset on this team. Rogelio or Juan? Rogelio. And that's a guy who I think, quite frankly, uh, is overvalued by the rest of the league right now. It's a guy who's sucked his entire career, has horrible splits against right-handers, but I think a lot of people are going to look at him and say, man, that's a that's a Vegas Park problem. So let me get him. When he's actually going to come to, let's say, California and suck. And not because of the Vegas Park. Okay. He's an interesting guy. I think that this team needs to trade all these assets. Not the young ones, but the ones that are already in the majors. Yeah. Because I want to see some balls. I want to see I w- embrace the suck. I'm a fan of rebuilds. Who's next, Jake? The Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, my favorite prop, I think, for this year. Ernesto Jimenez just re-signed. He's five RBI away from 1,000. He's going to get there. He is 41 home runs away from 400. Does he get there this year? So I hate I hate our commissioner um, with all my heart. But I'm so happy he signed Ernesto Jimenez. That makes me so thrilled that that guy stays in Los Angeles. It was very close to this. Ernesto Jimenez is actually a real cuck. Like, fuck this guy. High loyalty, high greed, and then he goes to free agency and demands low greed. $28 million. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. High loyalty, low greed. Like, the perfect guy. The perfect guy to have. He demands $28 million. So, right. Mike, you know what? Fuck Mike, but like he got he got screwed over. This guy sucks. <laughs> this guy's such an interesting player. He's I mean, a he's been bag, though. He's been doing this forever, right? Yeah, like, he's I been love doing him. this forever. It just hits home runs. It's like inverse Johan Dunn, right? Like it's just incredible. I mean, like, look at the on base. All he does is off. walk and hit home runs. That's all he does. Yeah. He walks and hits home runs. It's all three true outcome stuff, and it's. Fan freaking fantastic. I this love was my it. this was my first serious trade target in 2001 when I came on to the league. I tried to trade for Ernesto Jimenez. I offered everything the Braves had. Michael turned me down repeatedly. I called Michael a fucking idiot over and over and over. But eventually he just stuck to his guns, kept Jimenez, and he's given him 10 years of essentially 40 home runs, 120 RBIs. Ton of walks, but he's but, really but good. A, yeah, he's he's rock solid, but this guy's a douchebag. So I feel for Michael. Um, if he was an angel, he'd sign like five year contract <laughs> for two million dollars with four straight team options for a pack of bubble gum. And Michael just got screwed. But Michael's had such good luck. I don't feel any pity for him. That this team has to stop being good this year. Like it won't. It well, won't because the the Pacific doesn't try. Pacific's pathetic, and this, it's a joke this, of a division. This pitching staff's really good. This pitching staff looks good. You know, this what? Paul Leggett guy I like him a lot. Yeah, he's he's a Paul huge Leggett who he got for he, it was he got Leggett and a forty five potential catcher for Chris Robbins. Yeah, for which a is, for a year of Chris Robbins. Which is so sad because Eric. Eric was very transparent. Um, our grandpa was very adamant, just trying to make trades to get fan favorites. Chris Robbins is fan favorite. Obviously, he thought Leggett was worth zero, and he was I mean, wrong. Here's the thing. Leggett, Leggett, had a, Leggett looks like, great. 
Leggett had a massive jump uh, in yeah. there in 2011. We have to be a little was. careful. He was a 45 guy. At least my scout had him as 45 guy in October of 10, then in October of 11, a 50 overall guy. Now all of a sudden he looks like an ace, or at least a number two. I mean, at the worst, a really good number two. I mean, this, and, this pitching staff's three or four deep now with Leggett. I mean, nice. Burris is a good pitcher. Mike Michelson is their number five. Like, really, say it out loud. Logan Weed was a 26th rounder in 2011. Yeah, what a lucky turnaround that is. 26th rounder two now years ago? Now he's OSA 70 potential. Yeah, that's a miracle. Um, that's a commissioner bullshit thing. Uh, yeah, commissioner luck he's right in there. the perfect park for the low movement. Just yeah. irritating. These are the sorts of things that happen to teams in the Pacific that <laughs> irritate the ever-living fuck out of people like D. Rich and me. Yeah. Shit like this happens to the Dodgers and the fucking Mariners and the goddamn Angels. Oh, we'll they get about we'll, we'll get Trent to the Mariners. Trent and I are the only honest people in Sky. All, all twenty, all thirty time. of you other people are douchebags. All the goddamn time, it never ceases to irritate. You know what? At least I'm already like is... sick of this bullshit. Leggett's some team, karma, I gotta this, say, for Leggett. This team can't hit, except Jimenez and his home runs. I really like Manny Lopez. Um, and Aaron Long has potential to be a legit second baseman, left I, fielder, whatever I position he plays. I don't want to talk about the Dodgers anymore. Okay. They have they have some talent, but they have a lot of holes. They're not much different than last year, and they're relying on guys like Leggett to take a jump. And if those guys don't take a jump, it's an 82-win team instead of an 86-win team. That's still probably limps into the playoffs. I don't know. I think that – we'll see. Um, 86 has always been on the cusp for the last five years. Uh, this, this team has been underwhelming for 10 fucking years. It, and, they've already, and they have a ring. And they and have really, And it really doesn't look good yeah, this you, year. You got lucky it really once, doesn't look Michael. good this year. God, the, it's, lots of, it's lots of 3-2s. Four three games. If that's what happens in the fucking Pacific too, and the Dodgers have not won the Pacific since two thousand one. Goddamn pitchers, bullpens, nobody fucking hits. Fuck all eight of you in the Pacific. You guys can not happy about this at all. Uh, Let's move on. Who's next? To a team that did embrace the suck, the Oakland Athletics, who moved Tony Flores last year. The thing is, did they embrace the suck, or does Andy think he's good? uh, They embraced the suck. I don't know. Andy's so weird. Who knows? He's he's gonna regret paying Bill Potts six million this year. I I, I actually this is a contract I didn't hate. I oh, like. Oh no! It I think that's a. We cannot call Octav a good value signing and then shit on Bill Potts. Bill like, Potts is not a good pitcher. Bill no, Potts is a negative. He probably is, and but he might be a decent reliever. If he's not, it's pretty low risk for a team like this. Bill. This is a ground ball guy with 40 movement. Yeah, I spent like his sign. entire career in, well, that I was going to say in hitters' oh. parks, and that's sort of a lie. So he I'll was back, okay in Montreal. I'll backtrack. He has a career 5-6 ERA. I'll backtrack a little. No, Trent, you're yeah. right. Trent, commit to it. I, I'll support you. Cincinnati is not the right place for this guy. That was a disaster. In my, in, in, in the the shithole that is o.co or whatever the hell they're calling that place O-co, now baby. is 40 movement can play I, this is a good signing I sort of like no. Bill Potts on this team here's the yeah. thing Bill I Potts offered Bill in Potts this similar contract to this 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on this at all. I I tried to get this. I think it's a great signing for Oakland. I think the risk. little the little Canadian native from Little Canada, Minnesota, has 3.2 career WAR and 2.8 of that came in 2011. So in the other four plus years he has spent in the majors, that is a grand total of 0.4 WAR. Oh, and by the way, he had 1.1 in 2010 as well. So you take out those two years, he is worth minus 0.7 across three plus years. Yeah, you're right. I think this is like this is. This is what like Kason Green should be. See, the thing is, but, is he's not. But he's, he's not. He's not a negative asset. He because, is a negative asset. Let me finish. Um, his weakness is because he sucks against left-handed batters. The lefties aren't going to succeed as much in Oco, because that's a pitcher's park like he's never seen. Granted, Montreal is pretty extreme for lefties, but at the very worst, like worst case scenario for Andy, he is a guy you can pitch against righties in the bullpen. And that's a guy who's and it's a cheap, for six it's a cheap contract with a player opt out that he's probably going to take if he's in any way different, yeah. if he's in any way decent. And he flips him at the deadline. Yeah. For all the dumb things Andy's done. This is one of my favorite ones. I yeah, don't no, I don't have the, anything to say. I, about. I no. hate the Chris Rear signing lots more than the Bill Potts signing. See, I don't even hate that one. I don't hate it. I'm just saying I hate it lots more than Bill Potts. I, just, I think Chris Rear could get a decent fetch at the deadline. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, These are all good signings. I don't have any problem with this. I, I might disagree that he has embraced the suck. If he'd embraced the suck, he'd trade Joe Souders. If he embraced the suck, he'd trade Josh Owens. Damn if embraced, right. If he embraced the suck, these guys go. They Souders go. needs to be off this team. That's the big steal. It's um, I love that he traded Tony Flores. We can debate. On the return he got. Well, now it looks a lot better because of Rivera. Rivera. And Rivera has emerged into a top 10 spec, which right. we, none of us, never thought was possible because Rivera was. That, that changeup, I think, was sitting at 50, and all of a sudden it's at 65, and he is only 19 years old. Yep. And even then, like you look at his, his ratings compared, like his stuff, movement control versus overall, it doesn't add up because he's yeah. 60, 45, 50. For 80 potential. Yeah, no, it's got to get better. I mean, it's it's as good as it's going to get for Rivera. Maybe it's a a prophecy that we have. I mean, I I just had a I just had a velo jump for him. I have as well. Yeah. I mean, so did I. It's it's a bizarre jump. Is he an 80 80 guy? Probably not. But it makes the the Flores trade look a lot better. Yeah. But. If you're willing to trade Flores, why are you not willing to trade Souders? It doesn't make sense to me because Flores is like so much better than Souders as a baseball player right you now. You guys want to take bets on who's going to trade for Souders? Well, it ain't going to be the Phillies. That much I, can I bet. Tell you. I bet Andy listens to this podcast, and I bet Andy puts Souders in the block because of this podcast. And then I don't know. I think someone trades for Souders because of this podcast, and I well, think it's the Washington Nationals. Ooh. But you guys can take your bets. Whatever. That's a good guess. I think so. Do the Nationals have the money? No, but Andy doesn't have the. Andy doesn't really know what value is, so he'll just take whatever. You see, I don't think you. But they also do have the value. I mean, they have Singleton and and Johnson. I mean, the Nationals could send back someone like Greg Griffin or Juan Merguia. Remember when uh, they traded for Ryan Pruitt? We we thought it was crazy. At least Jake and I spoke briefly about this trade. 
I, I told you, I Singleton and Johnson didn't go to Milwaukee. I, uh, I, I don't have any problem with the pro, the Pruitt deal on either side. I think that's a good trade for both teams. I, I don't think too. Pruitt's not as sexy a player in Washington as he is in Milwaukee, though. Like he's just not going to hit for as much there. Like he's Man. a power, he's a power hitter now, and not as big a part, and not as small a park. But enough about them. We're talking about the Nationals. Joe Souders, he's a DH now. I mean, isn't he? Uh, I think he's either a DH or a first baseman. I think you could still. I think it's not unreasonable to think he can still play second base, as bad as he was last year. I he's think down to forty-five at, range. I know, but uh, I mean, if he had, oh if he had fifty-five arm, I'd say right. third base. I am not willing to he pick was, on Andy minus. like we did for Souders at shortstop and 11 and not pick on him for Souders at second base. And we, were, we were wrong about that. I, I was wrong about that. I thought he would be a confident second baseman, and he just was not. Well, I, my, my scout still has him at 70 at second base. I've got him at 65, but he was And he was horrible. Yeah. yeah. He's a DH. He's a DH. But, uh, and so we need a team that needs a DH and has the money. Do you love Washington? Do you love yeah. Washington there? Maybe. I think that's a, I think that's a great fit. All right, ready for this? I don't know what picks he has, but Singleton, second and a fourth for Souders, October, or not October, August, trade deadline. It's going to happen. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I love the Nats making this move. And it's a good move for for Andy. He needs he should move him. Commit oh, to yeah. the suck. Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Let's move on. I'm tired yeah. of Oakland. Let's move on to a team that is no longer under oppressive ownership, the San Diego Padres. I said, I think Ben Diego is already the best GM the Padres have ever had. I agree. Hey, yeah. now, 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 Matt, now, fuck your now mind you, that that's an ankle-high bar. But still, I'm not even sure it's best. that high. He is the best GM the Padres have ever had. So welcome to Ben Diego. And this team... Look at this. They have major league talent all of a sudden. It's amazing what competent ownership can do. They brought like, back they Mike Yearwood. Done anything. It's not really good major league they're, talent. No, they're horrible. Don't don't credit this too much. He's just trying to feel the team. Trying to right. talk about this. So Dusty Zeller turns 40 in September. Okay. Is he the hitter version of Joey Thomas? He could be, certainly. Um, he's a guy we've all owned, I think. He just Maybe won't die. Yeah. I have not owned him. I owned him for a while. I gave up a lot for him. Yeah. I love him, man. I, I had him for player. half a year, and he shit the bed. Yeah, he played two great years in Atlanta. He might be the the, the Joey Thomas. Um, he, I've actually thought about him recently, considering he's approaching 60 career war. Yep. Is might Dusty be a Hall Zeller, of Fame guy. Is Dusty Zeller a Hall of Famer? He could be. It's possible. I think he would have to get to 400 homers, which means eight, probably two more years. Eight. But. I mean, almost he hit 37 as recently as 2011, and he's 36 an, away. Almost an 800 career OPS. And great defense at third base. Yep. Two-time gold glover. He's a pretty he's nice year four-time player. all-star. He has a ring. Yep, pretty probably, nice. Probably not, but he's certainly in the conversation. I, I think it's a good signing for San Diego. This is another guy that was on that Montreal team. Motherfuck. I that was you, part that, of the infield. Man. That was such a team. Estrada. Rab and Zeller. That infield was disgusting. Glassmeyer. Oh my God. That team had five Hall of Famers on it. There's yeah. that that team was so good. So I think there are, there are two things to watch for on this San Diego team. Three things actually. What Dusty Zeller does this year. David Sandoval, 
is he going to be able to progress this year? Because he was just bad last year. There's no other way around it. Um, and over-under on a 150 batting average for Mike Yearwood. Okay. Um, I think Dusty Zeller's not that exciting, unless you're looking for Hall of Fame point of views. I think Earwood's obviously hitting under 150 because he fucking sucks dick. And then I think Sandoval's the only thing that really matters because that's think, your trade piece, and if he produces, then you got a piece. I think something. that I think that I will take the over on 150 batting average for Mike Earwood. I do. I'm somewhat interested in Dusty Zeller because I do think the Hall of Fame case for Dusty Zeller will be a very interesting one. And I think there's something else to watch, and it's Aaron Gladney. Because I have it direct from the horse's mouth, direct from Ben Diego's mouth, that Aaron Gladney will get a chance to start this year. I believe, oh, he should. I be- he should. As of now, he is slated to start opening day against the Angels. And he should. He, you and know it's, 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 it's worth trying, right? Totally, so, totally. So I think that is also worth watching. I just wanted to add that because I do think that's worth watching. Uh, last note on Mike Earwood. Which number is bigger, strikeouts or batting average? Which, by the way, he has done before in his prime. 2007, <laughs> 218 strikeouts at 216 batting average. You know what? That one, I'll take the strikeouts over the batting average because that's just so fun. Oh, my God. I hate this guy. I hate this guy so much. Just thinking about him. I'll take strikeouts. Fuck him. I'll never forget Mike Earwood because my first draft in this league, the 2002 draft, my scout thought Mike Earwood was the best guy in the draft. Oh. I was like, this guy rocks. I remember passing on him and being like, fuck, he's demanding $4 million. He's right. going to be so good. And then right. he turned out to be an all-star, and I felt like an idiot. <laughs> he reminds me of a guy who's like a, like a super hot girl who's fucking gut surpasses her bust and i'm just like Ugh. did mike ear would have a successful career no yes i mean yeah of course he did he made bank he made like 100 million bucks i i, I here's the question when <clears throat> if this is the guy you drafted one one because he looked like a stud and osa thought he was good and he had a big demand and everything would you be disappointed because that's the question in my mind. Yeah. I would be are disappointed you, at 1-1. Are you disappointed if this is your 1-1? I would be but disappointed. At, at 42 but he overall, he was, he was a gift at 42 overall. Right. But so I I, I guess that's what's tough. Like, what are you Just looking wild. for in the 1-1? I Ted, don't know. Were you there when you picked him? Did you pick him and release him, or was that before you? No. Earwood? Yeah, he was a Phillies draft pick. No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was? 2001. Maybe no, failed to, failed to sign with the Phillies. Yeah, but was that you? That was, was not me. Man, be fucked up. No, that was not me. Who'd and you then, get with that comp pick? I guess that's the decision. Yeah, well, I don't I don't remember. Oh, but, let's see if we can figure that one out. Oh, you know who it was? Are you ready? I'm going to give you a guess. Futuro Estrada. No. That's my guess. I'm going to be right. That's you drafted totally him at 01? You know, that it's, uh, it's a guess here. So 2002 Mike comp Colin. It was, it was Futuro, Futuro Estrada. Estrada. See, I told oh, you. Colin. Call that Jesus shit. Jesus Christ. Call that shit. Oh, that's so great. I'm Now I'm going to sleep better because I got that shit right. All right, enough of this crap. Well, but, man, I guess all we can conclude from this is that Trent's horrible at drafting players. Because it, Estrada's been a disaster. Well, I traded him to Toronto, and then he started to get hurt. 
And then Damn. we had Barry. And don't you remember how JP, who owned him, because Baltimore owned him for a long, long time, and JP was so furious on Slack that he wasn't wrecked. He was just, yeah, he was just fragile. JP's such an asshole. <laughs> he was so. He is not wrecked. I'm in 14 leagues. I, I have been playing this game since 2001. I'm better I'm at in... this game than all of you. I'm telling yeah. you. Like, go fuck yourself, JP. This guy's hurt. <laughs> oh, man. That By was the so way, funny. Boston rocks, right? Like, so, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, hilarious. Fuck. JP is the worst. I love it. So, uh, you well, know, let's. No, hey, none of these guys are listening at this point. JP and Steve are the fucking worst. Those guys <laughs> suck. But I kind of love that they're in the league because they're such douchebags <laughs> and so polarizing. It's great. So let's move on to San Francisco. This is going to be a team that just has to win games four to three. Uh, the Rich Todd experiment is going to have to be pushed back a year. He is done for the year with a torn rotator cuff. Um, it is and Darius Thompson. Out. It is Danny Mello. It is Matt Gary uh, in the rotation. Woot's I like for three months too. That's George sad. Hartsock, the former second-round pick and a top prospect, fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's Hartsock useless. is. You know, we were just talking about Yearwood, a guy who was a high-demand, not sexy first-rounder. Hartsock's the same way. Uh, old guy, big demand, felt the second round. High prospect turned out to suck. So yeah, maybe those guys. Maybe high demand isn't always the he's, answer. He's useless. Yeah, I don't know, man. This team's weird. I actually feel for him a lot because Thompson, a guy we all kind of liked, even with 40 movement, just a left-handed, high, a left-handed 80 stuff guy with plus pitches, all of a sudden sucked last year. Because he wasn't now, pitching at home. He wasn't pitching at home exactly. He gave up a lot of home runs, and now his movement dropped to 35. I which, do not have that. I still have him at 40. Okay, and well I my. Scout- my scout still has it at 42, but my scout know. and OSA both have it at 35. So I don't, I don't I'm going to assume that's, a that's big part difference of it. for me. I think whatever. it is a big difference. I think 35 and 40 is a break point. Yeah. I think it's one of those things I worry about. So I'm, I'm going to be afraid to play Darius Thompson all year at on the road. And the line, the rotation just doesn't feel as scary. Like I don't want to play Darius at, on the road. I don't want to play Egebrecht on the road. It's just Gary Mello Avina on the road. And if I play back to back series, I'm terrified. I like Gary a lot. I think he's pretty going to be pretty good. Um, I, I'll, I'll take Thompson to have a little bit of a bounce back here in that I don't know that he's going to go back to, you know, 2010, 2011 form, but somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Like I could see two and a half war. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Maybe we, three. We, we knew that 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 Bob Reeser contract was not going to age well, and that's just how bad it aged. He had to get rid of Matt Gary along with Bob Reeser. Yeah, what a right. fucking disaster, Jangles. Jangles, you're garbage. I mean, yep. he gave up his entire now, draft. Watch Matt Reeser, like, accidentally be decent this year, or Bob Reeser be accidentally decent this year. Right? I don't like, think he's going to see the field, but I would love it. Yeah. But, I would love it. But I don't I don't hate this team. I think this team's sort of decent. I don't I mean, know where the I don't know where the runs are gonna come from. Man, uh, where'd they come from last year? Well you, you, Lupe Villegas I, had a hell of a year last Lupe year. Lupe Villegas I believe in. I don't think that Landry or Rollins can duplicate what they did last year. Alright, you're still Five living in your world. Where, you're still living in your world where Landry sucks. Landry's yes, good. I am living in that world. And they get a full year of Carlos Ruiz, who's Arguably the best player on this team. 
who a, a guy yeah. who certainly should be playing center field and not second base. So figure your shit out, Matt. Because playing him at second base is just a waste of talent. Do you guys know who Carlos Ruiz started with? I do. Philadelphia Phillies. He was part of that Mueller trade. Yep. And then he was yeah. a part of the Gomez trade. Which doesn't look so bad for Trent. But, man, it makes Cincinnati look fucking stupid. Uh, over under 50 games played for Tyler Campbell. Ooh, I'm going to take the – got to take the over. 50 is pretty low, but I know S- San Francisco Matt is not optimistic about this. He has plenty of talent at second base. It's kind of why he's playing Ruiz at second. But he's also got Rufo. So he really I, has three second basemen. I mean, here's the thing. He kind of he has to play Ruiz at, at second base because of what's in the outfield. See, I've, I think he should move an outfielder. Kuda, Rollins. Gabe Villegas. Landry is 27 years old. What the fuck? Old yeah, prospect. I'm somewhere in the middle on Gabe Landry. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's awful. I've got him at 50 overall. I well, don't think he's all that. I don't think he's terrible. I don't We've think he's this. this good. He's what Jake he is. Scout is dumb. He needs to move an outfield. He has one too many outfielders. He should move Gabe it. Landry if he moves an outfielder. Yeah. Problem maybe, solved. Maybe so high. I think move Jeff Kuda. I think you, is move, a, you Hell, you move three outfielders. Because you're right, by the way, about Ruiz. He needs to play in center. Yeah, um, he's just too valuable not to play in center. I mean, he's he's gonna be he'd be a pretty good second baseman. I'm not worried about necessarily playing him at second base, but he's better in center. Now he might get hurt more in center. He's not exactly the healthiest guy. I remember that from when he was the Phillies. Looks like he's matter. been all right since then. But, doesn't matter. But in any event, talent and put him there. I, I would love to tell you that I want to pick this team ahead of the Dodgers again, but I'm not gonna fucking do that. The Dodgers look better than this team. They do. I would not be surprised if Arizona finishes ahead of that team. If Arizona does not embrace the suck, if they stick with what they have, I would not be surprised if Arizona yeah. finishes ahead. It's crazy because we have a division that we know California and Seattle at the top. We know who's at the bottom. San Francisco and the Dodgers have been in the same fucking position, and none of them have any balls. None of them change anything. They're the same fucking teams we've seen for three years. Shake something up. It's, it's pathetic. I, I, I hate the Pacific. I hate all of you guys. Uh, do you want to know why we're about to hate on um, Seattle a little more? Oh, I know. I know. Kyle right. Eggerding added a sinker. That was a while ago, to be fair. No, that was this sim. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I did not see this sim. Jesus fuck. He went from 40-60 to me to 80-80 with 80 stuff. Jesus Christ. Dustin is the biggest douchebag Oh, ever. my God. That, I get Oh, it, my it God. It can't be only D. Rich and I that get frustrated by this. I'm, like, it can't be. I'm typing to Dustin to, right now. Go ha- fuck yourself. There have to be other... All right. Toronto. I am going to take Amin back what I said. to be absolutely apoplectic. I'm going to take back what I said. There's no better one through four than Seattle's Alvarado, Egerding, Jesus Price, Deering. Christ. Fuck you, Dustin. Jesus Dustin, Christ. People can say you're good at this game. You are a lucky faggot fuck who just gets <laughs> pure luck. Alvarado learns two pitches. Egerding learns a pitch. Dorita becomes amazing. Everything that could possibly break. By the Justin's way, way that's that first way. draft. 
This is the same oh draft this year. The, the best player in the Yearwood draft. That's was not Yearwood, but Alvarado. That is – I am so furious that Egerding. So, <laughs> so Egerding, two sims ago, was 40 overall, 60 potential. Now he's 80, 80. But Dustin tried to trade Brett Scherf to me for uh, Galdemez. Galdemez, who's a 70 potential, 70 overall. You know, that the was, second best third baseman in sky with an amazing good. contract. Right. I told him, hey, Dustin, you are becoming Jake. And he <laughs> said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't ever want to be Jake. I'm sorry. And I said, no, go fuck yourself. You're being a Jake right now. That's just you're being not fair. You have to give every Eggerding and a couple pieces. And just like that, the gods, the karma, all this bullshit in the universe – has made Egerding arguably one of the best pitchers uh, in the whole league. Uh, uh, and again, this is just a Phillies thing, but that's not even what makes me the maddest about Dustin's team this year, although it's on the list. But Luis Resendez was signed late in the uh, free agent period, late January, by the Mariners, and he outbid the Phillies by $500,000. Of course he did. And and because he's the catcher, he's, he's going to kick ass this year. Oh like at, boy! At he's going to be awesome. He's, he's going to have he's going to have a California Angels year like he did in 2011. And he's going to and he's going to rock. And my owner goal was re-sign Luis Resendez, and I was like, no, because he wanted all sorts of money. And I'm like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Nobody's going to sign him. Nobody's going to sign him. And then I'm going to swoop in. I'm going to meet this owner's goal. I'm going to be so slick. Fuck you, Dustin. Oh, my God. Makes me so angry. Yeah, All right. Dustin, you're a stupid bitch. Making every, he's making everybody angry this year. I'm about That's, to dox his whole family because he po- he's one of the few guys who have posted a picture of his whole family. I might just get real creepy with it because I'm that bad. God, fuck you, Dustin. Thumbs up if you hate Dustin in chat. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, All right. The Resendez thing doesn't make me mad, but everything. Jesus Christ. Granted, dumb trade by Toronto Amin. Amin, horrible at this. But game. like, here's the thing: when he got traded, he was what a 50 potential spec. No, yeah. he was better than that. He already had the changeup of yeah. evolved. In 20, it, 2012, though, I'm looking at this. He was an OSA 55 potential. November, uh, November of 2011. My scout. I mean, yeah, my scout had him at 65, but. Maze yeah. was someone that was always an elite. Eh, well, maybe not, but he came in late. I don't know. We told I mean, we told him to get rid of pitchers, and he got trade. rid of a pitcher. Bad trade. And he got Mesa. I really liked Mesa. I did really. too, but like, fuck, you you fucked up. You just I mean, did. But, <sighs> Crowder guy's useless, but uh, God, I, fuck it, Dustin. I, dude. I cannot blame Toronto. Dude, look fuck at Dustin. Dustin, that's the problem. Look at Dustin's rotation. Alvarado, Price, Deering, Eggerding. And then Drees or Scherf are both great, both of which he's just like, oh, dude, I can't give you those guys for Galdemaz because they're way too good. But, oh, my God. That's absurd luck. This is why the Angels are not the favorite because we would have to beat this team you in a seven-game series. You, you actually aren't. I had you. I already made my top my predictions, and I had California number one. No. You're going to number two. Yeah, that's I, that's actually bullshit that that happened this sim. So in the last three sims, this is Egerding's a guy I've been trying to trade for, because I was like, sixty potential, he looks okay. 
I didn't actually care that much for him. He has gone from 60 potential, or excuse me, 55, 55 potential to 65 to 80 overall. <laughs> it really is comically bad. Yeah. If it weren't just, so frustrating, it would be funny. But hey, it's... thanks, Jake, for summing up already on the Dustin hate train. Dustin can go fuck himself. We all hate Dustin. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna pin this to the channel. Um, we don't. Is there anything? I mean, Jose no, Galvez no, is now an, is now an 80 overall. Uh, I think Galvez is still overrated a little bit. Um, I think he's gonna struggle versus lefties. I think he's gonna be hurt a little bit too much. But other than that, he's perfect. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I don't know. I hate Dustin a lot. The the this only so the bad. only perceived hole is at second base. And I oh, got yeah. Jim Taylor. I think second base is potential. actually one of his. I think second base is one of his strongest points. And that's the weak point according to OSA. OSA has everything in the top 15. See, take away second, take away the infield, everything's above ninth. I believe in Corey Owens. Um, that's one of Dustin's favorite players. Corey Owens' story is actually pretty funny because Dustin picked him in the second round when he was impossible. He demanded like nine million, and Dustin gave it to him, and Corey Owens gave him a fucking middle finger. And then he just picked him the next round, the first round. And so Corey Owings is a Mariner. Looks really good. I don't know. I hate everything about this guy. Uh, the Mariners look so good. I know what your family looks like. Trade me Eggerding or else something bad's going to happen to him. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> so rude. Oh, uh, let's make predictions. Oh, right, is that, are we done? Yeah, that was the last team. Fuck. All right, I'll go as, for it. As we pass the, uh, the four-hour mark. Good. We should go past four hours. You know, we should actually do four more hours on Dustin and what a faggot he is. Because fuck that guy. That lucky – I'm so mad at him. Oh, my God. All right. I, be honest. Be honest. Which is worse? The five-year $600,000 deal for De La Cruz or Eggerding? Dude, you know what the, the saddest thing about this is? So you, you signed the bullshit deal for De La Cruz, which quite frankly should be illegal. We should ban those deals. No. Um, multi-year deals pre-arb I think should be banned. You did that to, to Pippi. Yeah, we should. And Pippi was never that good. <laughs> Pippi sucked dick in comparison to De La Cruz or, or Deering. Like those guys, they were they're not even close. But that I agree. I did the same deal to Tony Leas with just when he was a reliever, and those should be illegal because they just exploit OSAs. Sometimes they get pitchers super big development upgrades before they kind of realize they're good. But you signed that De La Cruz upgrade. And then this is when Dustin's 21th or 28th in budget. That idiot. He's 28th in budget. Me and him are talking. We're both bitching about how much we hate Jake. You know, as per usual. As most of us. There's actually a chat room with 31 people about <laughs> Yeah, we all hate you. Oh, Jake, I'm serious. <laughs> You're laughing, but I actually – no, we don't like you. So we're I'm bitching aware. about Jake. I'm fully aware. Yeah, 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 you suck. And uh, he's 28th in budget. De La Cruz deal happens, and I go, uh, Dustin, have you thought about giving Deering the same contract as De La Cruz? Because fuck Jake. And he signs it, and he goes, hey, thanks, D-Rich. De La Deering signed this $5 million, $6 million bullshit contract. Thanks a lot for the tip. And then the next year, his budget goes from 28th to 3rd, and it's just fucks 
everything up. So I, I guess I feel responsible. Maybe I should kill myself just to make this all remedy right. But it I, it's, it's so, so stupid. So ridiculous. Where is Trent? Me and you. Where is our good luck? Where is our <laughs> fucking Alvarado? Where I, is our De La Cruz? Because I, I haven't got one yet. I, 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 yeah, I don't you have sure as fuck haven't got one yet. You got Chevalier's cursed I, walk I don't through have a mirror twice. Bullshit. I don't have an answer for you. I don't think if it would. I don't think it would bother me if it didn't seem to happen all the time. Right? I like, know. I know. I, I hate mean, these guys. It, it's time for. It, it doesn't have to be me. Oh my Why God. can't a Cincinnati Reds pitcher just develop a sinker? Right? I know. Maybe like, Cincinnati's really. actually just as unlucky as us. Right. We make fun of him, but he's right. actually the most unlucky guy right. ever. Or an Oakland pitcher just develop a screwball or You're something. You're right. right. You're right. I should start being nice to Cincinnati and Andy and really just focus all of my energy <laughs> on treating Dustin and Jake like shit. Right. Fuck those guys. Right. I'm so mad event, I'm going to go first to ruin us, it. to rid us of this craziness. And, you know, just because it's irritating, we'll take the Seattle Dustins, the Jake Dickheads, and then Los Angeles Commish. And then I don't know what to do. I guess I'll go San Fran, then Arizona, then Las Vegas, then. San Diego, then Oakland. Oakland, then Oakland, then San Diego. Really? You think San Diego finds themselves in the cellar? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't. Um, I also don't care about the cellar because I've said it a lot over the last like month of slack and season, but fuck the Pacific. Fuck all eight of you. You guys always act like you guys are high and mighty. Both of our commissions are in there. They're rigging bullshit. Uh, Mike picked before me even though he made the playoffs really stupid system I don't even make the playoffs and I have to fucking pick this garbage but Mike just gets whoever he fucking wants because he's a commissioner I, I mean I'm just I'm furious with all eight of you including you Ben Diego you little bitch you think you're off the hook because you're new go fuck yourself there's only four of you who are trying to win so if you're going to talk about my division's great Maybe you should talk to the four fucking morons who are just picking their own taints trying to win 50 games. All right? But here's the order because these are the only teams that matter. Number one, Seattle because of Egerding. Go fuck yourself, Dustin. You suck. Two, California. I had California and Jake, number one, but then I found out about Egerding. But you know what? Jake, you can go fuck yourself too. You guys both suck. Three, I actually had uh, San Francisco penciled in here because L.A. didn't get any better. But I actually think San Francisco got worse. Um, I applaud. This is the only good thing I'm going to ever say about the Pacific. I applaud San Francisco for taking a vacation away from his wife and kids. That's amazing. Um, That's inspiring. I love it. I hope there's a hall pass situation going on there, but I doubt it. Either way, very proud of you as a male. Um, I, I feel a penis connection to you we certainly have things in common either way you made your team worse you should make a trade maybe get rid of Darius Thompson maybe trade for Eddie Hill maybe not blow off Atlanta but whatever do whatever you want I think you're the fourth worst team I think LA is just better LA is the same but Leggert's gonna take a jump San Francisco is the same but they just got worse so that's the order 
LA three, San Francisco four. Then the four fucking cellar bottom pieces of shit. You guys don't even try. I hate all of you because you don't even do anything. And you make this division propped up, thinking they're great. You're like a purple mattress, propping them up like stupid grass on a fucking good lie in golf. I don't know. I don't like you. I got Arizona five. You're the only one with talent. Vegas six. Still, what are you doing at six, Dan Vegas? Trade down, you idiot. Trade Soto. Do something. Seven, Ben Diego, San Diego. Your team still sucks as much as you're trying. I appreciate you're trying, but you suck. And eight, Oakland. Andy, you're just depressing. I don't even want to talk to you, Andy. You come on. Do something. Do something. Get rid of Souders. Do something. How do I follow that up? The same just way. list your teams. With the same uh, I think we're all on board with this order. Seattle won because of Eggerding. It, it, that, that is a team that uh, it would not surprise me if the Seattle team sets the record for most wins in a single season. You really think so? What's, what's in the cards? Like 110? Uh, 112? 115? Like I'm, I'm looking at this. Let me see if I can find it. 116 and 40. I can I see that think, happening. I don't think they're that good. I just think the rotation's disgustingly good. I mean, when you've got starters that you know can go seven innings every time just to hand it off to Viani and Dorita, and you've got an offense that can score. That was an offense, I believe, was second in the West last year. Yeah, I think the offense is a little overrated. but uh, Losing Alameen for five weeks is going to hurt, but that's a really, really good Seattle team. Then California, then Los Angeles, then San Francisco, then Arizona, and San Diego, then Vegas, <laughs> then Oakland. Okay, so you pretty much have the same shit I have yeah. for the same reasons, so... Who makes it out of the West? One of those four teams. Listen to my bit again. Um, I said it right. Fuck you. I hate all of you. I'll take Seattle coming out of the West, and then we'll have a Seattle Mets postseason, and we'll all vomit. Oh, Seattle. See, I I actually think the Atlanta team is is the best it's been in a while. I don't think – I think the East is actually just blatantly weaker. I think by far the two best teams are – the Dodgers, or excuse me, the Mariners and the Angels. I don't think it's been that way in the past. I think those teams have been kind of overrated, but fuck, this team, this year, I think it's those two. And someone. Just team. watch the Dodgers ruin that. Either the Mariners are going to win the division or the Angels are going to win the division, and then the Dodgers just come in and win the wild card series, and no one gets to see the Angels. Mariners if the there. Mariners don't face the Dodgers, they like win like eight championships, right? Like, really? Isn't that mm-hmm. the case? Like, don't they? The, the only team Seattle loses to in the playoffs is the, the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Dodgers. It's, it's so dumb. It really is. All right. Uh, yeah, Seattle, uh, Seattle over the Mets in five. All right. What a disaster. What a disaster. Do we want to pick players of the year? We're already like about that. seven hours, so let's just fucking do it. I think we do it all. Uh, fuck it. Western Region, Rookie of the Year and Pitch of the Year, Kyle Egerding. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I don't, all right. I love – can you say that again just with more hatred? <laughs> fucking Rookie of the Year and fucking Pitch of the Year, fucking Kyle Egerding. Yeah, I think he wins Rookie of the Year because he's a faggot. But I think Alvarado – Another douchebag Mariner who learned two pitches and had nothing to do with Dustin's ability to play this game. I think that guy wins Pitch of the Year. So I'm going to take Egerding, Alvarado. Um, Trujillo, Player of the Year until further notice. Yeah, I, I think it has to be Trujillo. Reliever of the Year. I've been saying Anoa for a couple of years. 
I'm going to stick to it. I think he's just going to have a fluky, like, good year. Because he's actually the in position to get saves. Whoever the closer is for the Astros. Mariners, but yeah. No, I'm, that's my pick for oh, leave of the oh. year. Whoever, whoever closes for the Mariners, probably Steve Young. It's for the weird. Astros. It, it should be Clark, but it's been Young lately. I, I think Young's the better pitcher. Clark, so. Clark has, because Clark has that stamina, I think he wants him more for the, that high leverage situation. Oh, I would just pick Clark, pitch Clark to death. He's left-handed. That's that's the biggest weakness of the Astros. They have no but lefties, so just let Clark go and let him fucking take the over. Trent? I, I think that I will uh, camp out in the Dodgers here. I'll take Josh Phillips to win pitcher of the year, back-to-back. I think I'll take Leggett to be uh, rookie of the year. Ooh. And I'll take John Ford to be reliever of the year. We'll just camp out in Dodgers land. I think That's the Dodgers easy. could be closet good. I might want to go back and amend my Pacific predictions right. to pick well, the Dodgers ahead of California. And pick you already the- have. I'll, I'll say this gives you credit. But why? 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 Uh, why? Are they even better? I mean, I, are they better I, than they were? I think. I, I sort of like this Dodgers teams that uh, I'm obsessed with Josh Phillips. Like I hate the fact that Mike has him, but I'm obsessed with Josh Phillips. I think if I could pick a single starter to be on my team, just pluck them from somebody else, it would be Josh Phillips. Would it scare so, you if I said my scout has his potential movement dropping, his control dropping and his overall rating dropping all in April? He's 35 control to me. He's Dantiniak. Dantiniak in his prime. He's turning into uh, well, left-handed Dantiniak's a lot better, but yeah. he's turning into that. I think he's he's just not Alvarado. I think he's gonna have a, a weak year. But right. in any event, in the in the, e- in the East, I'm so tired of Silky Flores. I love Silky Flores, but I think he needs to stop winning. I think, um, I think it's gonna be Ryan Pruitt. How great is he? Fuck. All right. How great is it that, that he won three Pete? I had oh, the campaign. I, I, it was I a miracle. Loved, I had no – I I did not think he was going to win. It made me so happy. I love Silky. He I probably should have won. I don't think he should have won, and I didn't vote for him. You voted um, him third. Both of you guys voted him third, and he won. I, uh, I'm so happy. I will take – I think I'll take McMichael to 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 do it again. I think, Pru- I think, I think Pruitt wins it. I think he's going to get a full year in Washington, and he's going to hit bombs. Yeah, not in that park. Not as much as in Milwaukee, but in any event. Pruitt for hitter of the year. Give me. I'm going to stay in Washington. Give me Hathaway for rookie of the year. Uh, bullshit. Bullshit. We we should probably address. We should address the wash the rookie of the year bullshit scenario. But yeah, that. Let, I will preface this before we. It, it is being it is being talked about. Well, it is it is on the commissioner. It, the the commissioners have been discussing uh, what to do about rookie of the year. Uh, I do maybe the butthole Pacific commissioner should have I, control. I do think I do think Hathaway wins rookie of the year. I'm not gonna take Pruitt. I'm not gonna take Silky. Uh, I think I'll take Pons to win pitcher yeah. of the year. Yeah. Because I think the Mets are gonna be really good. Um. Uh, and like I said, I'll take McMichael, McMichael to be hitter of the year, be really good again, win it. And uh, uh, I think I'll take Trujillo to be the four-time hitter of the year in the West. All right. I'm going to bank on Silky going for Pete, 
Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's going to be ever as exciting as Trujillo, but until it falls apart, you just can't bet against it. Uh, I'm going to take Jose Rosales uh-huh. from Minnesota to win. I picked him last year. It was pretty stupid considering he was hurt to start the year and he ended up kind of struggling when he was hurt like the first month back, but he got his shit together and I think he'll have a full year and be good. In reliever of the year, I'll take a brave Tom Fralick. Yep, I think, I think that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna take too. I think it's gonna help him to have plug out for the first month or two. He'll probably start or he'll probably close. He will close, I should say. And then he might have the opportunity to close all year, depending on how Clegg comes back. But uh, I think this guy's the most talented, really, run baseball outside of Basinger. And it just sucks picking Basinger. But yep. rookie of the year, I'm not going to pick Hathaway because he's not a rookie. And I don't really know who the rookies are, so I'm going to pick Matt Leffler, another Brave. That one is totally biased because I just don't know the rookies. And he had a great spring training. A guy with high movement is going to start every game this year, so... Matt Lefter. I think that uh, I'll suck and take Basinger just because, you know what, he's the best. And sometimes the best guys, you know, play the best. And so I'll take Basinger. I'll take Freilich. All right, well, that does it for the 2013 season preview as we pass the four-hour, 20-minute mark. Uh, to those of you that are still listening, God, I hope you listen to this on two times speed. No, um, no, just spend your whole fucking weekend. Yeah, if you guys don't listen to this, that sucks. You guys suck because it's 4:30 in the morning, and yeah. I'm We're gonna all get. Asleep. I'm I gotta get zero sleep, so you better listen. All right. Um, for Trent and Drich, I am Jake. I will see you guys in Slack. <laughs>